Hey, peace, peace, peace. This is your brother Garfield. And um, this is the man, the CEO of the Dagger Squad. We're an economic, we're a movement. And um, I got my sister, Sister Monica Lamb on the panel also. There's another brother, he wants to be on the economic panel. I don't know why, but he said he's interested in becoming, well, I won't say I don't know why. He said he's interested in being a part of the movement. All right, so let me, um, I'll bring him in in a minute. But, but how are you doing today, Sister Monica? What you, what you up to this morning? Because you're always on the move. So what's, what's going on? Hey, Pizza and Garfield. Nope, not on the move. I'm chilling. How are you doing today, Sister Monica? Okay, that's good. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. You're actually one place today. Wow, that's not us, man. You know, one thing I find very in common with you is that we have to do more than one thing. You couldn't just do Tri-City alone. You couldn't just do Dagger Squad. You couldn't just do, you know, whatever. Jumps, you couldn't do whatever. you always on the move, which is what I am. And people, people, because you know what? When you get older, you got to keep yourself busy, man. You can't get caught up in one thing because when that one thing disappoints you, it's like your whole world crashes, you know? So I just want to give a shout out to you for being like me. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, you know, well, life is not about one thing. If you really look at how, you know, things work in your life, you're really not dealing with just one thing. So I'm, I like to move around. Worse. I moved around more actually when I was in school than I was in the military, but it got worse when I was in the military. Then when I got out, I felt lost. Like, why am I not traveling? <laughs> mm. I guess. Then when you find your knit or find something that you can share that everybody kind of needs, it you know, it gets better. It becomes exciting to go around and give out info. You know? Right, 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 right. Do you like, do you enjoy, like, my mom used to enjoy just helping people. She would meet somebody on the street and just carry them home. And we were like, what the, what, what are you doing? You know, she was just that type of individual. We, we, we used to be jealous of it, but it's the fact that sometimes you have haves and you have have nots, you know, and she was just all about helping people, which is cool, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. I grew up, my mom was the same way. And um, for the most part, it, it wasn't strangers. It was always family members. And right. so if you really notice, I always have family around me. Mm -hmm. I always have like two or three, four or five. And um, I'm actually trying to get back out of it now. Right. My space. But um, it's, 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 it's one of those things where it's like if it's, working as a team is much easier than working as one. And, and so I always, when we, when I, when I grew up with, uh, people was in my household or I was in others, you know, it just seems like it just kind of flowed easier. Mm -hmm. And so when I, when I moved, when I graduated and I moved away through um, college and through the military, you know, I, if I didn't have family with me, I my friends was, you know, I gathered them and I always preached the whole teamwork and working together. It just kind of just made things easier. And then we do. Yeah. You're chipping out. You're chipping out, sis. Chipping out, right chipping out. Chipping out. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. So we all had like this inherent right and wrong concept. So we, it, it was like it was easy to move. So even now, like if you see myself and Chanisa, Katasha, we've been rolling since 2007. Mm. And so like when people come around, 
you know, they always think that we're sisters or something like that. Oh, we grew up together. We didn't grow up together. It's just that we created this atmosphere of, okay, this is how we're going to move. And I think it's like that now with you, Sharon, myself, like we could, we here. And so we've created this atmosphere, how we're going to move. So it just kind of makes it easier. You don't have to really worry about what one of the other ones going to do because you already know. <laughs> You know, and, and so it's no it's no hidden agenda. So with family and friends and doing things with the kids or or with adults or housing or whatever it is, um, I try to stay consistent and then try to always make sure that uh, I always say uh, being legal and being moral are, are, are holding holding strong to just true principles. Something that not, don't necessarily have to be taught, but you already know in you it's right and wrong, and so you move the way you want people to move towards you so I love it be honest with you I love working as a group I love sharing and even if there was no compensation system and we didn't have to it would it wouldn't change me one way or the other or whatnot I would still do what I do um and do it well quite honestly because most of the time we're pushing out more than we're getting in so it but it's all about everybody being productive and, and being well at the top together and so that the more information everybody knows, the easier it is, and you can advance to a higher level. If 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 you always gotta gotta keep um keep training on the same level, then it makes it a little bit more difficult because there's no room for growth. But if everybody's growing, it, you know you can advance a little better. So I love it, Garfield. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I like I like helping people. And that's one of the reasons why I enjoy doing credit repair, because credit repair, you're helping someone's life. You're adjusting their life. You're making a change in their life. Um, adding trade lines. When I hear people get approved for houses because I put a trade line on, I'm like, wow, just the, the amazing effect of, 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 of just holding, just, just putting that effort into holding someone's um, destiny in your hands and allowing them in a sense to get approved for a home or a car get a better interest rate so trade lines are beautiful things i think that you see with the whole dagger squad i mean if you look at cheryl cheryl could have been selfish like i'm not going in the public and tell people this because i want to keep this for myself because the less people know about it it's the better she could have said that but she didn't. She decided to come on, on Black News 102 YouTube every Wednesday and talk about how people could empower themselves with government contracts. Um, the other day, we were watching um, Captain Tazariak. He's talking about having a GED program and set up. So he's going to be a brother that we're going to reach out to, um, Captain Tazariak from ICPK. And and um, he's, I mean, I'm sure once he meets Cheryl or even you, Mo, he's going to see that what Dagger Squad is about. And, you know, that's going to be he's gonna um, have an easier time now because sometimes doing stuff for free is good because of the genuine the genuineness of your heart but if you're if you're able to get a government contract to do the things that you love it's even better you know and yeah. people understand that you need the resources <clears throat> you need the resources because when you're doing it for free somebody's the, the paper the pencils and the papers have to have to be purchased somehow right? You gotta be. You gotta advance it. You gotta take it to a technology perspective. You can only use so much at the public libraries. You know. You gotta be, or or maybe you receive donation. You know. Here's a little tip that a lot of people don't know. 
if you have a five hundred one c three out there and there's a corporation, technology corporation, or state organization, or governmental organization, they have to recycle their equipment, uh, computer equipment, every so often, and those those um are usually are undamaged. They have the right, they have the privilege of passing it over to a nonprofit for free. If you have programs out there. Hold on a second, Mo. Global African tribalism for self-government. Why would you ask me? If you're for self-government, why are you asking me about what tribe or group? And what makes a group good because they're a group? Uh, come on, man. Let's, let's stop it. I'm not trolling anybody. I'm not trolling any Moors. I'm not trolling any Hebrews. They all call me out. If they call me out and I respond, how is that trolling? Come on, bro. Stop it. All right? All right? Now, other groups might be dirty, but where's my group? Where's yours? Do I need a group, Mr. Self-Government? Do I need a group? I have the Dagger Squad. I have my nine-point program. I have my 100-man team I'm building. I'm doing stuff. I'm fixing tons of people's credit. I'm doing things that's unbelievable in this, in this time and age that nobody paid attention to. So I'm not worried about that. All right. Just to address you so you don't think I'm ignoring what you're saying. All right. Okay. No, don't worry about us. We're fine. We don't believe in no spook God around here. So if Amira Squad got flagged down, there's no reason to flag my channel. I don't put other people's stuff on my channel. So I won't get flagged. And I'm not worried. Even if they do flag my channel, I have tons of other channels. So it doesn't matter. All right? But if, some, if there's misinformation out there, I will address it. It doesn't matter what group it is, whether it's Hebrews, Moors, Muslims, even it's people in the RBG community. So we should just keep quiet when we see wrong and misinformation being told to the family. Hmm, very interesting, huh? <laughs> Don't start me up. <laughs> All right, go ahead, sister. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so, if you own a um, 501c3 and um, the uh, state agency, any local, uh, local, state, federal agency, when they re when they when it's time for them to change out their software or their computers, they're passing those items to you. Most of those devices are undamaged and are in very good shape. So if you're setting up computer labs, such as like GD programs, things like, I would suggest that definitely you get on the technology because, and if, and you also, if they've never heard, there's a, there's a, this component called TechSoup. And what TechSoup is, is an organization that allows 501c3 organizations to purchase any type of software that they may have on their website for little nothing. So for example, QuickBooks, the software QuickBooks is like anywhere from $200 to $400. You can get it from TechSoup for uh, $99 with three subscriptions. Microsoft Office products or um, Microsoft Soup, anywhere from like $25. Antivirus software, you know, you could, you pay little or nothing for the software. So for those who do have 501c3 organizations, there's a lot of uh, benefits to it other than just you know and then the number one is that most of these uh, most of these corporations are able to write off contributions to you which is the plus to it a lot of um like right now we're getting ready well we're in the third quarter 
and it ends the third quarter ends September 30th. So coming towards the end of the year, a lot of corporations going to be having exposable income that they can write off. So you want to be able to tap into that. And um, so in, in Captain Desariak's case, they're all 501c3 because I've heard him say it several times, and they have the numbers. And so when you got numbers behind you, and you have a track record of actually doing some uh, prior, yeah, he'll be a shoe in because he's already have a proven um, track record. That's how, you know, um, like a lot of the churches, the ones who do get involved with getting the funding, that's how a lot of them get their, their funding because they got numbers. When you got an audience, it's easy for people to support you because you have a proven track record. Right, 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 right. All right, that's good. That's good. Let me ask you this, man. Um, um, somebody calls Dagger Squad. They're interested in starting a business and so forth. Let's just walk through what we do for the people as far as helping them. One of the things that we do normally is um, we we want everybody to have good credit. So even if you have you have bad credit. You could work on your credit, but what happened is if you sign up for my econ, Z Black Card, Royalty Gem, if you sign up for a service with Monica as far as training, if you go to training with Cheryl Stevenson, we give you what's called a primary trade line. I'm going to tell you what a primary trade line is. A primary trade line is anything on your credit in your name, but this primary trade line is going to be for $5,000. It's going to be for $5,000 that you're going to have on your credit. It's a brand new trade line. It's not cash. It's not a credit card. It's like a jewelry store or something. Um, thank you, my brother. So this is the point. We are, we, are, um, we are in a position that we can um, we help you with the trade line, which is although you have bad credit, it's not going to affect the situation. All right? And what we're doing is we're allowing our people, what we're doing is allowing our people to, to gain something positive while they are fixing their credit. So that means if they go to Monica to start their business, it's a process because a credit repair could take two to six months or even longer. So what we're doing is putting ourselves, putting our people in a position where they could build or start a business. So they would go to, they say, I want to work with Monica and I want to get government contracts. So there's a list that we send to people. Once we send you the list, a checklist, we got to make sure you have all these things in place before we start shipping you off to Cheryl. So Monica has a class. every it's For four weeks, it's $25 per class, $100 for the four weeks. And so does Shanisa Brown, who works with us also. Can you just go into what you do, Mo, and what, what, um, what you do before sending people off to, 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 um, to Cheryl Stevens with the government contracts as far as Shanisa's class, your class, and some of the checklists that you have. Can you go into that, please? Yes, thanks, Garfield. Okay, so what happens is <clears throat> once you once you visited with Garfield with the with the credit piece, then he forwards you your email to us at the most Cheryl's email. Once I received your email, I immediately send back the checklist. The checklist is a list of items that's necessary for you to do business regardless if you're doing it with the government or not right and so what's on the checklist that we're asking for the ein number the ein number is your uh how the the irs tracks whether or not you're filing your proper taxes on time and you're giving people proper credit for tax exempt and things of that nature then we're looking for the secretary of state the Secretary of State document is usually an Articles of Incorporation, an Articles of Formation, or an Article of um, Organization, right? Or 
and it would either be for a for-profit or a non-profit. That means that you are authorized to do business in whatever particular state that you are interested in. The next item we're looking for is the DUNS number. The DUNS number is the number that identifies, it's like a credit report for a business or a nonprofit. This is where all your business credit information is housed. And it is a free number, nine-digit number that is issued by Dun & Bradstreet. When you subscribe for this number, it um, you don't have to go through their subscription. So to get the number, it's actually free. The last number we're looking for is a cage code. This is a one number plus four digits of four uh, letters. This is issued by, or this code is issued by sams.gov. And what that is, is an administrative location for your business that the government used to track your, your uh, administrative information. So for example, when you, you can't, do it in the order in which I actually stated it is how you need to go about going through the process. So when you get to Sam's being the last item on the list, it will check your Dun & Bradstreet first when you're going through the process because it won't let you go forward if if you don't have the number. Then it will check your IRS your IRS information. Once you get passed through the IRS information, it will allow you to put the rest of your administrative information on there. One of the most important pieces of having SAMS is that the NAT code, the NAT code is the code that you're issued to, well, not issued. The NAT code is the code that you've identified for your particular business. That is, so for example, if you're in um, transportation, you would choose the NAT codes that is applicable to that. Now, transportation has several things going on. They have courier services, delivery services, uh, ambulance, wheelchair, all those, the valley parking, they have all these different services. So each one of those services may have a different NAT code. If you're offering services of such and you, you offer offer in different areas, you have to make sure each of those NAC codes are available there. So when it's time for you to apply for the government certification in which you have to be in business for at least a year, we have another item on the list that says, do you have a certification? ADAP for GSA, DBE, Service Disabled Veteran, Woman Owned, Indian Owned, any of those uh, minority business owned federal certification it is housed at the sba which is a small business association that's that's the top dog of the um certifications you only get nine years in the program most they give they issue you a mentor more than likely when you get that certification it's going to push you from a small business to being a large business because you're going through a process you have a protege with you you become a protege you have a mentor they make sure you get contracts you look hey, again. Paul, you Paul, give me a second. Yes. Um, you're chipping. You sound good, oh. but at times you you are you moving around? Oh, hold on. Okay, can you hear me better now? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, cool. All right. So once you get the nine years, you are unauthorized to apply for that eight alpha again, and you more than likely would not be eligible for any of the other certifications because they are geared towards economically and socially disadvantaged businesses. Moving to the GSA, the GSA is a general service administrative certification that you have to be in business for at least um, two years or be awarded a government contract where you're showing and proving that you're doing businesses virtue of invoices. And then 
um, every two years you re, uh, you resubmit or you uh, recertify for that certification. So then you move down. Those are all federal. Those are all geared towards federal dollar type certifications. Then you have your uh, woman owned. The woman owned certification, of course, they're for women. Now, anybody can apply for the top two. You could be met. Uh, Minority under one of those categories. You could be Caucasian male, you could be woman owned, it doesn't really matter. But when it gets to the woman owned certification, of course, you have to be a woman or whatnot in an economically, uh, economically socially disadvantaged situation. You have to be in business at least a year. Uh, prior to October or November 1st, 2016, you could self certify and it was justifiable to actually do business with the government. However, since that date, you have to actually get the certificate. Then you move to the, and so that's housed at the state level. Then you have the, the minority business. The minority business certification and the woman-owned certification is kind of going hand-in-hand, hand, and you can actually apply for both of those at the same time. They're offered at the government agency as well. Those are mostly used on state contracts. Then you have the DBE, which is another federal program normally used with infrastructure but not limited to other um, businesses' opportunities. Same uh same requirements for those, um, other than a Caucasian male cannot apply for the DBE. And then you have the service disabled veteran. Service disabled veterans only for those who have been awarded at least ten percent service connected A. And so if you can show and prove that and have your DD 214, you can apply for the service disabled. And last but not least, you got the hub zone. The hub zone, you have to be operating in an area that has a benefit identify as a HUD location. How do you find out? You Google HUD in that state and it will show you a map and it will show you the locations. Now those are the certifications. So on the checklist, you were asking all those different items. Once you've identified whether or not you have what's on the checklist and you email me back, then I send I contact Cheryl I text her your name, your name of your company, your phone number, and then I forward your, your your information. Cheryl then takes the information and she goes through each one of the sites to verify that your information is in good standing. Once she determines that your information is in good standing, she, she gives you a call <clears throat> and then she set up training sessions with you for either, either one or two things are happening. Either you're learning how to do drop shipment and she's going through the process with you doing that or you're actually a service. Maybe you've been in business. You're an existing business. You've been doing business for a while on the private sector side. So she's locating uh, contracts for you. So at the same time, she's actually showing you how to operate the federal sites. In the meantime, Cheryl stays with you until you land a contract. So once you've gone through her uh, training, you're issued a certificate, which we all would be doing now. You're issued a training certificate, but she does her best to stay with you until you actually learn a contract. So once you, a lot of people ask the question, well, when we, uh, how long does the process take? How long will it take for us to actually get a contract? Well, that's going to depend on you and your digression, the aggressiveness of your search and what you're looking for. Now, some people are contacting us and they're all over the place. They want to do this. They want to do that. I would tell you, if you get involved with service government contracting, providing a service, your proposal, your technical proposal, I mean your your business plan, you would think you would say it in that manner. We call them proposals or your technical write-ups of your business. It has to be on point. 
you have to make sure that the information in that technical is what it, it, it agrees with the scope of work of service that the government is looking for, right? So that's what Janice Brown class come in, where the, the pro preparing business documentation, she goes through things like the capability statement, what is necessary on the capability statement for marketing your business to the government. She goes through the, the, the categories of techn your technical proposal and, and what needs to be in it. She goes through active and passive voice of writing a technical proposal, how to write up a job description, and so on. That's what that class is for. And that's why we're all separated because each area of training is it's, um, detailed to a particular section of a service contract solicitation. And then once you understand that information between Sharon and Chanisa, then I deal heavily with the budget side. And when I'm dealing with budgets, I'm specifically ensuring that you're understanding how to pay your employees, how to cover your uh, taxes, your insurance, your non-personnel expenses, and your French benefits, and where that information is applicable to a government contract. Because what happens, Garfield, is that people will come to us, they want a government contract. Some people will even land a government contract. They will hire employees, and then they will want to pay them what they want to pay. And that's inappropriate and illegal. You have to pay according to Department of Labor's information. If you do not, you will find yourself either without a contract or paying back wages. So I spend a lot of a big deal of time showing you the websites, where the information comes from, how to determine the actual wage rate, how to pay your health and welfare, how to come up, um, how to determine how many annual leave days, sick leave days, uh, and holiday pay, how to come up with the spreadsheet um, in very detail. So it kind of takes time. So the other piece of it is that anyone who gets interested in the certification, I also issue them a checklist, uh, like a preliminary checklist to the certification. So all of this information is a process. And so the more information you have on your business, the easier it is, the less information, if we have to create documents or you have to go back and correct or look for very important information that's pertaining to your business, it's going to delay the process because you cannot, you can't even get past a government contract if you don't have your documents together. Is it easy? Yes. For me, it's like ABC one, two, three. If you get in business, these documents are necessary. Anybody who tell, oh, and I left one document out, and that's the business license. You don't need any of the documents we have on our checklist. You are destined to get audited. And when you do get audited and they ask for this documentation, peace. Because if you don't have this stuff on file, you're not going to be doing um good business now what is the plus side what are the advantages if you do get a government contract you have that let's say you you, you spoke of captain cesariak if captain cesariak received a government contract for his organizations to do ged classes at this time captain cesariak has the opportunity to identify individuals in his community that can teach these government contracts he can oversee they can teach the GED classes, and then he has the opportunity for the government to pay them to do so. Oh, I'm not trying to get paid. It's, well, they're giving you the money so that you can actually provide the class. Some of these contracts, you could get up to $1,200 per participant to actually teach 
these students' classes. Now, here's the deal. Here's where I get heavily involved. When you get that money that you have a budget broken down on how you're going to spend the money, because we have to keep in mind this. If the government contract is only available for a year to two years, then within that time frame, this is where Garfield is very important that they pay attention to what you're teaching in reference to the trade lines and the funding, because you can leverage that money. If you get, let's say you get a $30,000 contract to offer four, four GED classes once a quarter, right? So let's say you're doing eight week classes once a quarter, you get 30,000 to do that. In that, with that money, you should be able to cover the resources necessary to teach that class, provide materials to the students or technology, pay your contractual services to your instructors, and then still have some funding left over that you can leverage to either go out and get more in private investors, not government investors, but private investors, or be with African Emporium where you can actually, um, in either some cash-producing assets, stocks, bonds, real estate, where you won't have to, if that contract goes away or it's never in existence anymore, you could still, still sustain that program. The idea behind what we're doing with the process that we take. And I know some people are like, well, why I got to go through this? Why do I got to go through Garfield first? And then why do I got to go through Moa or go through Cheryl? Because it's a method to the madness. We're really trying to set you up for expansion and to be an established business for the long haul, not to be temporary, jump in and jump out. So sometimes the government contract, some people are not built for it and they're not really they don't really understand business because in order to do business with the government, you have to be doing business. It's not a fly by day. It's not a, I got a contract today and oh, they gave me a whole bunch of money. And that's another thing. You don't get a million dollars up front. You don't get $30,000 up front. You get, you get monthly payments and they're paid on a 30 day basis. So when you do a water contract, this is another piece Garfield is really, um, important for you because as soon as someone lands a government contract Garfield can take that award for you and get you funding why because whoever that financial institution is would know that this is continuous revenue that will be coming to your agency monthly and so he can leverage that get you some more funding and then guess what now you have the money to pay off whatever loan, a line of credit or whatever it is you're doing on a monthly basis, you have the opportunity to pay people on time and really establish your company the way it's supposed to go. But what I think, what I'm finding and I think that that is happening is that people really don't understand. People really didn't pay attention when they was working for other people on how business actually work. They have to understand how the accounting department, the personnel department, logistics, um, Security, all of that goes hand in hand and is very important. And even if you are one man shop, you still have to have your policies and procedures in place. Different areas. And that's what Janisa gets in as well. You get a handbook, temporary handbook on how to actually set those different areas up in your business so that when you do expand, you have a full operation. And I know I just said a whole lot and people are like, what in the world? But. Garfield, you still there?
Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here, sis. I'm here. I'm here. Good explanation. <laughs> I had too much things on my screen. All right. So yeah, because I'm presenting. I want to do a um, I'm not really a presentation, but I want to bring up some information. I wanted to look professional, but I don't think I'm able to do that. I'm gonna just go to some websites and point out to where people go and study themselves. But um, one of the biggest things that we have here, um, even with government contracts, is um. People would be shocked. They got government contracts for weed slash marijuana, you know, to grow it and all that stuff. You know, so things that people are doing in their everyday lives, they'll be surprised that they could get a government contract for it. So let me, um, I'm going to give somebody the link. He said he wanted to talk about economics and stuff. So let me um, bring him in. Um, let me bring him in and want to be a part of black economic development. So let me um, be a part of the discussion. So I'm going to send the link to Sir Gatti Gang Shooter. And um, King Shu, and uh, we take it from there. All right. So if we are, if um, he's from Cleveland, Ohio, um, peace and love to the brother. As soon as he jumps on, and um, we gonna get it in. But um, one of one of the things I want to point out to people that the hundred man and woman plan that I put out to the public. It's going to be ran independently by each state. Garfield is not going to be the overseer. I'm not going to be the Marcus Garvey. There's not going to be a one-man team. And we need to get out of that whole I'm in charge and all that stuff. Dagger Squad, as much as I say I'm the CEO of the, the corporation, uh, it's really not a one-man show. And I show that every day because, you see, I let Mo do her thing. She could stand on her own. When Cheryl comes on, she could stand on her own. We don't contradict each other. We don't conflict with each other. So we work with each other. So she does explain the process of from me to you to another person and so on and so forth. So this is what people need to understand. When you talk about 100 men and women cleaning up their credit and pooling their minds and their, and their resources together, it's a big deal. So this is why I'm very meticulous as far as who we choose and, and what we're doing and getting into because I'm not making any promises. All I'm saying is I'm passing on a legacy, and this is the legacy. It's going to be a legacy that's going to outlive me. You know, in four to five years, you're going to see grocery stores popping up. You're going to see supermarkets. You're going to see pharmacies. Because at the end of the day, we are in America. We're going to see schools popping up. I already tell everybody, I'm going to follow Uhuru Academy. I'm using T.D. Kilimanjaro's book, Mayat, as the moral path. For, the, for if we get abandoned towns, all right? So these are things that we got to put in place to make sure that people understand. And of course, if you're going to have an abandoned town, you got to have rules. You got to have like a quote-unquote constitution of how to live, how to act, what happens. We're going to have a security force that's going to be on, on watch 24 hours a day. This is our. This is going to be our spot where we, we chill in whatever which state decides to do it. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to do it, and we're going to do it that way because – Listen, a lot of folks want to do things, but they're scared to go out on a limb. I'm not scared to go out on a limb with anything, man. I'm going to do it regardless. And, and people need to understand and people need to recognize that because if, if we don't, that means anybody could get up and do whatever they want to do anytime. Anytime. All right? Garfield, yes, ma'am. Uh, let me answer Melanie the Goddess question. Um, so she asked, how do you go about having a for-profit and non-profit. What is the benefit? And non-profit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is the benefit in having both? And she want to provide some free services, and she's thinking what's the best way to go. Okay. So, 
there of course you vote you apply for both separately the for profit is where you the organization of incorporation um, formation or organization come into play the nonprofit when you go in to search the secretary website the only difference between the two documents is one going to have for profit on the top and the other is going to have nonprofit now the nonprofit um, I've just went through the whole list that you that you have to deal with from the for-profit side. So let me deal with the nonprofit side. On the nonprofit side, um, you also, based on all those documents I just made mention, the EIN, the Secretary of State, the DUNS, and the SAMS, you also need the 1023. That's that application is a recognized tax exempt application. The reason you can have both, how do you have both, is that one. When you're dealing from a for-profit perspective, of course, you have separate bank accounts. Um, that business is subject to taxes. The nonprofit is not. When you're going out and you're doing charitable type work, you could be doing the same type programs. When you do a charitable type work, you're going to use your nonprofit perspective and and those. You just can't co-mangle the funds. One helps the other one because if you put the nonprofit in place, and you get your property, your let's say um, you buy property and you have a business, um, or, uh, a building, and you put it in your nonprofit name, then you're not subject to any taxes and your for-profit can rent from your nonprofit. Also, mm. your nonprofit, if, if people, let's say, for instance, you're dealing with an audience and... Um, they're willing to invest in you, but they want to. They only want. They want to make sure that you're a nonprofit organization. Well, you use your nonprofit. You show your five hundred one c three, and then your nonprofit contracts services with your for profit to do the business. But that's a subject for another time. You'd have to get with me one on one because it's little. It's, you can do it legally. Every if you go out to every corporation, they have a community outreach or some type of grant or some type of foundation connected with their business, and that's how it's being done. As a matter of fact, the president of the United States, and that's how they're able. Now here's the deal: you cannot go nonprofit to profit, but you can go profit to nonprofit. Let me say that again. You cannot go nonprofit to for profit, but you can go for profit to nonprofit. The reason is, is because if you was a nonprofit organization first, that meant most of your benefits were tax exempt. And it's like cheating the system to take all everything that you bought that was tax exempt to turn it into a for profit and gain an edge. But they would let you go from a profit perspective to a nonprofit perspective because you didn't you didn't get any benefits for being a profit. You know what I'm saying? All of it was your own hard work earnings. So they would let you switch it in that manner. And if you're interested in mental health, that's a cash cow within itself because the mental health have the opportunity to work with those people on Medicaid and uh, Medicare and build Medicaid and Medicare for funding. A huge cash cow uh, you're right and that's why you don't if the people don't have 150 dollars to pay for therapy guess what most of those people that you're dealing with on medicaid and medicare and i and you can build them to because you when you get their their id numbers for those services you could call it in verify they're legit get the approval to work with them and trust me you're gonna wake well more well more than 150 dollars a person you email us, sister, daggersquad1 at gmail.com. 
I have a um, friend who we have another department that's called a uh, community wellness help and they work with um, people on addiction and um, he's very skilled in building with Medicaid and Medicare. And I definitely, uh, you can get connected. If you've already licensed to do what you're doing, then yeah, we can, we can talk. All right. Can you hear me, Mo? Can you hear me? Yes. All right, cool. All right, so let, let, let's talk about a, a couple of things that um, folks are, you know, we have questions about a lot of things. Um, of course, I have a nine-point program, and the nine-point plan, I mean, nine-point plan, basically addresses a lot of things, but it don't address everything. And we, we need to get out of this that, you know what, if you have a plan, it's going to work for everybody. This plan that I'm putting together is basically a 5,000-people plan. I'm not trying to get 45 million people to um, join with me or whatever. I'm not for all black people uniting. I'm not for, I'm not in that mindset. I'm not, I'm for it, but I know it's not going to happen. And we've had some of the greatest leaders. Farrakhan brought over a million, two million people out of 45 million people is a high, I don't think there's any other quote unquote black leader that could bring people, that much people together. Whether we like Farrakhan or not, I'm not here to discuss that. I'm just saying that what he did was amazing and with the popularity that he has and what he did, I'm not trying to try to emulate that at all. I'm just saying we need a hundred people who are focused, who are on a mission. I don't care what religion you follow. I don't care what system you follow. In fact, I don't even want to know. I just want to know that if you are for our people and you're moving in that direction. Now, my brother, um, I see Taharka Bay in the chat. Taharka Bay, if I see the police beating him, I'm going to watch for a few seconds, but I'm going to jump in and help the brother because he's my brother. You know, that was a joke, by the way, Tarka. All right. And, you know, because he is my brother and we need to understand what brother means. We need to understand that. And I think we lack that so much. It's unbelievable. All right. And of course, you know, in my side chat, I don't want to allow I don't, peace and love, um, brother Artie. We Artie, are you going to be a part of the 100 man team, by the way? I didn't hear you say nothing, man. So in Baltimore, Maryland, where my brother is from, we have a few people from Maryland who have reached out to me and said they want to be a part of my 100-man team. Now, my brother, Taharka, is putting in work in Maryland. So I would love the brother to be one of the folks who are part of the team, whether we disagree or agree on his Moorish philosophy or not, because we putting together a team talking about putting – real estate deals and buying abandoned towns, cleaning up our credit and doing different things is essential. And we got to be a light in our own community. I'm going to be a light in my own community. I have to be. I'm talking about building schools, raising funds, 100 people, right? Clean up your credit, add trade lines, get their scores to 750 to 800. Then we pool our resources that we have because I have a lot of funding sources. Once we pull the resources, we could get 150K to 250K to each person. And that's what I do for a living before anybody knew me at Sonnet. That's what I've been doing for years, credit trade lines funding. Now, 150,000 times 100 is $15 million. It's going to be lines of credit and credit cards. So that means when you pay it off, you could use the money again. Now, the reason why Monica and Cheryl is important, because they are going to be the ones who are going to organize the government contracts for each person who decides to be on the 100 man team. So each individual is going to have a government contract to suffice the lines of credit and credit cards. That's what's going to pay for it, that business. Because I'm not telling anybody to take out any loan for me 
or lines of credit. And then they, they are going to be the ones paying for it out of their pockets. I would never put my people in that position. People say, I'm cleaning credit here, credit here. Why do you want us to use our credit? Because that's why the 100-man team and 100-man and woman team, we're going to get together. We're going to get the lawyers, and everybody's going to sign a contract. And this is what's going to happen. we got to have the, the government contracts in place before we do anything. Because the lines of credit and credit cards, the, the beautiful thing about it, you can get approved, but you don't have to use them. With a loan, the minute you get a loan, you got a bill in 15 to 20 days to pay on the loan. So this is why loans are not good, and this is why we default on loans. Because when we pay into a line of credit or credit card, we could go back and use it because it's revolving. Please share the show, family. Like the show, share the show. We're about unity. We're about putting out information. We're about positivity. We're about putting changes in our lives. People say to me, Garfield, when you look at some organizations like the Nation of Islam, the Morris Science Temple, the UNIA, all these organizations had a major leader. I don't want to be a major leader. I'm going to be the, I could be the front man and put the information out and help to organize, but I'm the, I don't want to be looked on as the premier leader in this movement that Dagger Squad is doing. So what I do is I'm telling every state they're going to be responsible for themselves, but I'm going to be helping with the organization of each state. I'm not going to leave you stranded. So when you get the funding, the credit repair and all these different things, I'm definitely going to be a part of that. All right. As far as what they choose to do with the 15 million, we are looking at abandoned towns, but if there's no abandoned town, we could try to buy a block where we could live on a block. The Nation of Islam controls blocks in Brooklyn. There's a block that they just control. That's them. It's their, their people. They monitor the building and all these different things, keep the people safe, keep the children safe, the ladies safe, etc. So now this is what we need to look for when we look at the UNIA and how powerful it was. Where's the UNIA today? Where's the, 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 um, the Morris Science Temple today, the way how it was in the 1920s? The reason why a lot of these organizations fail because they have one central leader. We need to cut that out. We need to cut that out. Even in the churches, we need to cut that out. Because once that leader is gone, it's like the church is gone. Once that leader in the um, Morris Science Temple is gone, he's gone. We got we to gotta be different. We got to be individuals, and we also got to be group-minded. And that's the problem. Everybody want to be Farrakhan. Everybody want to be Jesse. Everybody want to be Martin Luther King. Everybody want to be Noble Joali. Everybody want to be Elijah Muhammad. It's not about being them. Everybody want to be Malcolm X. It's about grouping some people who can be effective as how they were. And the reason why a lot of these organizations fail, because the people worship the person who is the leader, give him all these titles, Messiah, Paul, Prince, the next Muhammad, all these different titles they give them and worship them because of their popularity. And they are now followers instead of doers. We need more doers in our community, family. A lot of people say, Garfield this, Garfield that. It's fine. You can call me whatever you want. Just imagine putting in the same work that I'm doing. Just put the same work that Garfield's doing. And, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not knocking nobody on no street corner saying, hey, we need to wake up and so forth. It's just that there's 2 billion people on Facebook. You have a better chance recruiting people on Facebook than being on a street corner. Get the work done. <laughs> Demarcus, Mac, I'm not having no religious conversation with you. And if that's what you want to have, you're going to do it by yourself. Because you know what? If you want to be technical, no God has helped anybody in the black community since we've been in this country. If you really want to go there. If you really want to go there. So leave that religious, religious talk alone. Keep that to yourself for now. 
all right? And keep your curses to yourself. We ain't got time for that. Now, um, Taj Tariq Bay, that's my brother too. Taj Tariq Bay, all of them are my brothers. But the fact of the matter is, if we are, if we are family, peace and love, brother Malik, if we are ever going to work together in any way, shape, or form, it has to be in small groups. The big group, I got the most followers and all that stuff, it don't work no more, family. It doesn't work anymore. It didn't even work in the beginning. It didn't work. All I'm going to say to you is this. We are in trouble. The brother, this brother, I was a part of this organization called Black African Holocaust Council. One of the brothers who was the executive director, he was one of the guys that put the secret relationship between the blacks and Jews together. He was a part of that project. He's who taught me how to research. And if you look at the information, the secret relationship between blacks and Jews and how it's well documented, just picture that's the dude that taught me. So research is, I'm already a big time researcher. Now, Listen, listen to the brother. Listen to what I'm saying carefully right now. If anybody in the Moorish organization, I mean, Lord Abba, he threw, he threw um, brother under the bus. But if the Moors can't get together and unite, why should I listen to a Moor telling me, come join my system, if all the Moors are at each other? The Moors should have been had a supermarket. They've been should have emulated what Noble Joali did. Whether they agree or not, they should be like, you know what? I'm shake this, I'm shake that, I'm Lord Abba, I'm such and such, Moorish World TV, da-da-da-da. Let's put all our differences aside. We all worship the same God, Allah. So why can't we find common ground? What Quran are you reading while we can't unite? What Quran are you reading while you want to be um, disunited? And then, once we put our differences aside, you know what? You want to believe no majority? Literally? Fine. But that doesn't mean our brotherhood is not bigger than what Noah Joali taught. We are human beings. We came out of our mother's wombs. We didn't have any titles. We didn't have any names. We knew we had culture. So you don't think when, when the Ekan or the people in West Africa, whichever culture they were a part of or tribe, you don't think they had issues within the tribes? They held each other down when they were going against other tribes, whether they were in battle. But you never saw somebody within a tribe saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to beef with you 100%. The tribes, they know that people knew where their, their limitations were. All right. Hold on a second. Let me tell this brother to jump on. All right. So now, family, I'm, I'm saying that everybody, I'm appealing to everybody. Whether you work with me or not. Peace and love to the truth story in the building. Did a beautiful interview on NBK TV the other day on YouTube, man. It's a show called Ask an African. And the reason why them brothers, not to change the topic, the reason why they're doing that, and I support them a thousand, not even a hundred percent, a thousand percent with that. Because we need to talk to the people that live on the continent. We have this image of them being, what, what, what what's the word, my brother? Booty scratchers and all this all this stuff that they dig in this, they do that. And we need to see the real images and hear from the people that live on the continent and stop watching what the media says. We need to do that. So ask an African, if you have not seen that, jump on it right now. Go watch New Black Knowledge. And if you go to Quest and Everything Group, it's there. It's also on my timeline, showing love to the brothers from the, um, the NDK family, man. So now, family, 
let's move on. All right. Let me see if there's any questions right now. Curses of Deuteronomy. <laughs> He's crazy. Yeah, you, you always you gonna have some folks out here who want to just say, "Hey, you know what? You know, this is why we did this, and this is why we need that." Uh, this is just the wrong. This is just the wrong channel for that. Yeah, let me get some more thumbs up from the family, man. Let me get some thumbs up. Share the show. Let the people know where you at right now. Oh, okay. Well, well, you know what though, um, Abba. I, I say there's really just a hundred, a, a thousand more that's really active. That's what I say. And I say it because I don't see, I mean, helping the homeless and all that stuff, it's fine, it's beautiful, Jester. And, um, you know, it's always, it's always good to um, acknowledge the, the, the good that we're doing out there. But a brother brought up something. We don't have enough grocery stores in our communities. What does it take? Oh, okay, I get you. I get you, brother. I get you. I get you. But my point is, though, even if they don't do Facebook, Facebook is a good place to bring out positivity. You have over 2 billion people. They need to showcase their works. They need to. So we could see them. We could see them in the community do, um, doing brotherhood. We got we got different Greek fraternities. People mad. Oh, why would you want to be a part of the Greek fraternity? Da, 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 da. Bro, they got a brotherhood. They got a program for people between 12 and 17 that deal with young men and inspire young men to be better men. So these fraternities are putting in work, and I could see the work. All right? Yeah, we got we got we got to see we got to see all of these um we got to see all of these people doing the work, man. You know what y'all need? Y'all need, um, you know what we need, Moorish World TV? We need somebody to be Minister of Information for all the Moors. For all the Moors. And that's what we need to do. And we need to do it for the conscious community too. I, I mean, I had this conversation thing with my brother. As a matter of fact, let me send Anchor Link too, man. Let me get my brother up in here so he could talk about his sneakers a little bit. And what he's doing in his channel. I mean, they're conspiring against him to keep my brother out out, out of the community. But I mean, he has a tons of channels. He got Maru's channel, he got MBK, he got this channel right here, he got the man case on the channel, he could go on, he got my personal channel. We got he got tons of channels that he could go on. So that's my brother, and I'm gonna support him in what he's doing. And he's trying to he's he's in the economic game too. You know, he got the RB, the RBGs out. He also has the um the the Nat Turners, the nickname the Nat Turners, and um, he's doing good work, and we gotta acknowledge that. We have to acknowledge what the brother is doing. He's doing his, his little thing every other, I mean, once a month, I think. The no pseudo tour, you know, those are the things that we gotta think about when when we support people. Do they support the people, whether we agree or not? And we have to. We have to be on top of that, family. We definitely got to be on top of that. All right, cool. Shout out to Grant Gray and Keisha Allen, Donnell Hines, Venus Venus Mills, Asset Bryant, all those people that support me every day on my live streams, man. And don't forget that Brother Garfield is on Monday to Friday, Monday to Friday, um, between... Um, from 8.25 a.m. in the morning, I'm live on Facebook, all right? 
peace and love on Morris World TV, definitely. All right, so sister, um, um, all right, cool. All right, cool. All right, all right, all right, all right. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. All right. Mm. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. You know what? You know what I don't understand, man. I mean, all right, cool, cool. All right, so let me send a link over to my guys. I don't know if Mo, Mo, you want anything else you want to add or address? Yeah, let's give away one monthly subscription to my Ekai. Let's get a question. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Sci-Fi in the building. Big up. Hulu. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, sister um, Monica wants to give away one month free with my econ. I don't know what you want to do. You, that's up to you, sis. What, what's yeah. the, what's, what's the, the um, what's um, the question? Yeah, what's the question? What's the What's the name of the uh, the accounting software that we promote in my econ? Okay. What's the name of the accounting software that they promote? In my econ, anybody win that? You get one week. I mean, one month. One month. Anybody? Sean got it. Oh, you fired. Sean got it. Manager, I'm gonna send you the code. So put me, send me your inbox, me your um, your email. Sean, I'll send you the promotion. I'll send you the code for you to sign up. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. He be listening, boy. He be listening. <laughs> that boy, Sean, boy, I tell you. <laughs> He's talking about we have something today. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so um, if that's it for now, I don't know if anybody else want to jump in. I want to just um uh, address a few little things. Let me get my, my, my dudes up in here. Let me send them the link or let me add them. I got Truth Store in the building. This funny hat. Got Meru. I don't know which one. All right. Throw an invite up in there. Got my boy NBK in the building. All right. Let me send um, another one to Ank. Then one to Ank. Um, who else? Uh, anybody else want the link? Just inbox me or tell me and, and send me an email and I'll send you the link. All right? <laughs> Marfius Waters, Garfi for president. Hey, let me also say that <clears throat> there's a brother by the name of Lester Young. And I have to talk about um, what he's doing. He's a brother that served over 20 years, over yeah, over 20 years in jail, starting mm -hmm. a non-for-profit called Path to Redemption. And let me tell you, when you hear this brother's story, man, and how his wife stood by him throughout the whole time, it's amazing how we have women out there who love and who support their men. Mm -hmm. Peace, Meru. Yep, 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 yep. What do you want to know about trade lines, Reginald Green? You could ask here. Big ups, big ups to um 
to Ken Marquez Amadi. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Shout out to um, the goddess, Melanated Goddess. Damon Mitchell, peace and love. Yeah, past the redemption, man. All right, so let's um invited a few people on. Let's see if they jump on. Got my brother Meru in the building, of course. All right, all right, all right, all right. Meru, peace. To the fact the bully. Uh, you know what? I think there's a lot of miss. Yeah, Anki's gonna um when I called him early this morning, he was at the gym. But I told him I would send him the link. So I hope he jumps on. I did add him. Um, but um we're gonna talk some economics with Ang too, but we're also gonna talk some history and um What's the new channel that he's pushing out? Because Ank has taught a lot of people in the community, whether we agree with him or not on everything, but he has taught a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? He had two channels with over 30,000 subscribers, and he had another channel with 17,000, and they just, they just basically, you know, it's just, it's just so sad, man. It's sad. It's really sad. So let's see what we're going to do. He's having a new channel that he's putting out. I'm in Squad TV channel. Also out. All right. Go ahead, Mary. You want to say something, bro? I don't know. I just came in on the iPhone. You know, I'm iPhone retarded. All right. I'm listening. You. I'm listening to myself in your background. So you probably got to turn that on. All right. There you go. All right. So what we're gonna do, family? I'm gonna um, touch on a few little things here, here and there, and um, you know, one, one thing I want people to realize, you know, is that information is infinite, man. No one person has all the answers. You know what I'm saying? And 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 um, you know, when I when I'm around my brothers, I don't know everything. I listen, but I'm a good, I'm a quick learner. And when I when I hear what what I gotta hear, and put in that work, then it's a whole different situation. All right, so I wanted I wanted folks to, to look at something real quickly here. I mean, we all talk about Mecca, right? And Mecca is a is a town that a lot of people show a lot of respect to because um can you guys see my screen by the way? Can you see my screen? Yes. Yes. All right, all right. All right, cool. All right. All right, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get into Mecca right now because it's a hot topic, and we gotta we gotta teach the babies, right? And we gotta teach right. the people. All right, so this is what we're gonna do. All right, all right, I'm gonna get it. All right, Mecca, right, is a town that is needed to um to basically, you know, to prove to prove to prove or disprove if Mecca existed. There are certain things you're gonna have to do. One is we're going to look at a Wikipedia article talk called Ancient Towns in Saudi Arabia. When we look at the, the 13 ancient pre-Islamic towns that have been discovered in Saudi Arabia, you got to ask yourself, why hasn't one of the towns found Mecca if it's such an important part? Now, if you look at my screen right here, on this map right here, you could see the towns. Let me just share my screen bigger. So that the people could see it. These are all the towns that they have found. Tama, right here. Now this is Tama. This is Arabia, right? Up over up here, 
is where Babylon is. There's a king in Babylon who's written about in the Bible. Well, I don't know if he's written about in the Bible, but Nabonidus is, um, came to Tamar right here, this town. And the reason why I came to Tamar because most people who control a kingdom, they want to control what's called the trade routes or they want to control products coming out of an area that they know they could make money from. Because the so-called Middle East, you have, you have Israel right here, right? And you have Moab, Ammon, and all these people right here beside the Dead Sea. Then you have Egypt to the left over here. Not right here, but further to the left. All right, so these are the towns. There's no archaeological evidence for an ancient Mecca. I just want to make it clear to everybody. There's no ancient town called Mecca, mention Mecca, or anything. So people might say, okay, let's go, let's go back now. Let's go back to this website right here. All right, so we deal with the ancient towns. Mecca is not on the list because there's no evidence of Mecca being an ancient town. When we consider the historical record of Mecca on the homepage and the geographical location of Mecca on the preceding page, this dearth of archaeological evidence should not come as a surprise. Indeed, Mecca was so desperately dry and pastoralist that the geographers and historians of antiquity described the area where Mecca was eventually built as being uninhabitable. Let me repeat that. Mecca was so desperately dry and pastureless that the geographers and historians of antiquity described the area where Mecca was eventually built as being uninhabitable, meaning folks who wrote in the 6th century BC, 5th century BC, 4th century BC, 3rd century BC, 2nd century BC. All these people have no reference to Mecca, to Becca, to any town that's there. Now let's look at some of the geographers and historians. I'm gonna go, go over here and we're gonna look at that real quickly here. All right, here's one, let's start here. Um, accurate data from Greek geography excludes the appearance of Mecca before the fourth century AD. There is no mention of Mecca in the writings of any, and I'm gonna repeat this, there is no mention of Mecca in the writings of any classical writer or geographer. This fact is an important argument against Islam's claim that Mecca has existed since the time of Abraham. We have complete records of Greek and Roman writers as well as many geographers who visited Arabia from the end of the fifth century BC through the third century AD. Some of these people drew maps of Arabia telling us about every city, village, mountain, and temple existing there, yet none mentioned Mecca. If Mecca did indeed exist at the time of any of these geographers and writers, surely someone would have told us about this city. To give you a better understanding, we look at the work of some of these classical writers. Greeks were well known for their accuracy in geography, so much that they didn't put much stock in reports provided by merchants. We can see this in the writings of Strabo, a famous Greek geographer and historian of the first century, and so forth. All right, let's first go. How ironic is it to claim that a city like Mecca existed as early as the Muslim claims when it was never mentioned by historians who documented that time period? So the case for Mecca existed as a city since Abraham's time is more than a lost cause. It's the most unhistorical assertion that anyone could claim or insert into history. All right? I hope the folks are following me 
and, and and in the meantime i'm not even watching the chat but i'm um i'm gonna keep on reading and um we're gonna deal with this from a scholastical level not a disrespect level all right we're gonna look at it and we're gonna um deal with this the best way that we can all right so let's do this family who is keeping keep keeping ank out? I don't know. All right, cool. Um, all right, all right. So let's. I'm looking at the comments while I'm doing doing the show and everything. So I'm trying to see if there's any questions about what I just put up. All right. Okay. So the first person we're going to look at is Herodotus. An ancient Greek historian visits Arabia. Greeks have been interested in the Red Sea and its western coast region since the 6th century BC. One valuable geographical survey, which describes in detail the geography of Arabia, first appeared with another important document provided by Herodotus. The famous Greek historian of the 5th century BC, living between 485 and 426 BC. Herodotus traveled throughout the ancient world. His main work, Histories, describes the countries he visited. He visited Arabia around the middle of the 5th century BC and wrote about the geography of Arabia in his writings. He mentioned the names of the cities in the Arabian Peninsula. He did not mention Mecca. Any religious city would be worthy of note because those cities were critical to the culture of the times. Jerusalem in Israel and other religious cities were mentioned by Greek historians and geographers in their writings as were religious cities in other parts of the world, such as Europe, Asia, the Middle East, and parts of Africa due to its importance. Mecca would have been the first city to be mentioned in any survey or writing about Arabia. Yet we find that an attentive historian like Herodotus mentioned all the cities known at his time in Arabia, but he didn't mention Mecca. The geographers of Alexander the Great and Arabia, they also went there. No mention of Mecca. Theophrastus survey also excludes the existence of Mecca during the end of the third century BC. Um, he talked about the commerce with the Yemen and the Sabians and, and all that stuff. Nothing mentioned. Classical geographers describe the area where Mecca was eventually built as uninhabitable. This is the ultimate dagger. I want you guys to listen to what I'm saying. Classical geographers describe the area where Mecca was um where Mecca was eventually built as uninhabitable. <clears throat> All right, hold on a second here. All right, let me get my um, my brother. I gotta add my brother in here. Alan Brown, gotta invite him. All right, so let me get back to my bill. What's up, Cheryl? Peace and love. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I repeat that. Classical geographers describe the area where Mecca was, what's that? Oh. Where Mecca was eventually built as uninhabitable. Among the things that Eratosthenes described in the Arabian region, which corresponds to Africa's coastal region along the Red Sea, called the Troglodytic Land. The Troglodytic Land is an important region for our study because there's a huge desert area opposite it on the Arabian coast of the Red Sea. This was described by the classical geographers. The southern part of the troglodytic land was an arid area without cities or villages. 
It was a dangerous region where savage nomads roamed from time to time attacking caravans. This area was described by the classical writers as uninhabitable. Dividing the region of Northern Arabia from Southern Arabia, we know of nothing that was built in that era until Mecca was built around the 4th century AD. Yet it was the most fearful tract in the land route. During the 3rd century BC, around the time of the Sabians of Yemen, they began using the land route in commerce with Israel and Syria. It continued to be the most dangerous tract of land until after the Christian era. Eratosthenes mentioned the area of Arabia opposite to the African Red Sea called Troglodytic land, while geographers who came in the centuries following Eratosthenes described some areas near this one. Eratosthenes did not. This tells us that 275 to 195 BC at the time of Eratosthenes, many areas around this one were not inhabited. They were part of a huge desert. Since the land route beside the Red Sea from Yemen toward Palestine was scarcely used in, in Eratosthenes' time, we conclude that no villages were yet established along it. We know that Eratosthenes' report expresses not only his time, starting from the end of the 3rd century BC, but also the various geographers who ventured and visited the land before starting with the two explorers of the Alexander the Great during the last part of the 4th century BC. If Mecca had existed in Eratosthenes' time, how had he failed to put it on his map of that region? It would have become a, ref a refuge for the travelers and their caravans, caravans and would have become the pride of the Red Sea. No villages or cities were described by him or by those who explored, explored before him because no villages or cities existed. Mecca would have become a center of rest and hope for the geographers and those who crossed that arid and terrible tract of the desert. Mecca, if it had existed in Eratosthenes' time, would likely have been the main re reference point for this map. For it is logical that he would have used Mecca as the point of reference from which distances to other regions were estimated and measured. But unfortunately, geographers such as Eratosthenes did not have any city or village to use as reference. All right. All right. Um, all right. So we, we, we went through that. And um, um, I don't even want to go through all this stuff. If, I mean, I would use some of this information if I had a debate and so forth, but I don't want to do that. Some of the Muhammad's followers tried to lodge an argument from ignorance or argumentum ad ignorantium, suggesting that just because there's no evidence that Mecca existed prior to the Christian era doesn't mean that it didn't exist. Is that a reasonable argument to attain in the first place, considering Mecca's role as the supposed geographical epicenter of Muhammad's religion since Adam, and in light of other ancient Arabian cities being well attested in the historical and archaeological records of Arabia? If you know what I'm saying, so based on all of that, you could tell that it don't, it don't, it don't, it don't exist at all. But what I'm going to go through is one of the the, the, the claims. Um, Baka is Mecca. I'm going to go to the article of that. Because this is one of the things that Zakir Naik, Yufes Estes, and a couple of them use to prove that Becca is Baka is Mecca. And I think brother Dr. Wesley Muhammad also uses that. Even though there's no historical or archaeological evidence that suggests that Mecca ever existed prior to the 4th century AD, some Muslims wish to believe that there is at least a scriptural reference to Mecca in the Old Testament by suggesting a similarity between the Hebrew name Baka and the 7th century Quraysh Arabic name Baka in the Quran. Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that moving around? All right. All right. So anyway, <clears throat> 
And um, saying that the word Baka is from the, um, the Quran, or Baka is the same as Mecca. But what they do, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> is that they don't tell you where Baka really is. Baka is, they go from rampart to rampart, appearing before God in Zion. The valley of Baka is where Zion is, which is Jerusalem. <coughs> they leave up, the only verse that is germane to the location of the pilgrimage described, which is in Zion, in Jerusalem, where Yahweh had his people build his temple, the Temple Mount of which still stands today. But what, what I want to say to everybody is this too. The wilderness of Beersheba, where is that located? Beersheba is just south of Abraham's home in Hebron, which is just south of Jerusalem. So when we look at what they're talking about, we know where Zion is. Baca simply being a stop along the way. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Zion is mentioned 152 times in the Bible because it is the name of the easternmost hill of the city of Jerusalem. Thus, we see this passage describing a journey to Zion, to Jerusalem, to the Holy Land. Baca simply being a stop along the way. It's obviously absurd to suggest that this pilgrimage of God's Old Testament saints, rather than traveling to the temple that God had them build in Zion, instead wandered 1,400 kilometers across harsh, barren, unexplored Arabian desert as detailed earlier. All right? The Valley of Baca. In regard to the Valley of Baca, references scripture, which means balsam trees and weeping, search, battle Jerusalem balsam trees and try that. The Valley of Rephaim lay southwest of Jerusalem and formed part of the boundary between Judah and Benjamin. It may correspond to the Valley of Baca in Psalms 84.6 due to the balsam trees that were there. These are named literally weepers and so forth. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to look at some maps and some journeys and so forth. But I just wanted to, to, to bring that out so that people could see that, you know, where Mecca is and, and all that stuff and, you know, uh, we can, let's look at some historical claims about Mecca and, and what Mecca is. Um, one, of the, one of the arguments is um, Makko Raba was Mecca, a purely speculative and as becomes increasingly obviously false presumption that is clung to in great desperation as if it could take the place of 4,500 years worth of absent historical and archaeological evidence of pre-4th century Mecca is suggestion that Ptolemy's Makaraba was Mecca. Even through claims of similarity between the two words, perhaps because they begin with an M, even though the Arabic language did not exist until the Christian era, for a 21st century information age presentation of Ptolemy's work, as opposed to the pirated Islamic so-called tradition and dissimulation from obsolete sor sources, we urge to visit this link to our paper, suggested solution of issues concerning the location of Mecca in Ptolemy's geography. And what it provided is that there are a number of city locations in Ptolemy's map which are well known today. He correctly identifies the Yemeni ports of Musa, Aden, and Cain. This provides us with four rivers and three coastal cities that we can identify. We then decided to place Ptolemy's coordinates on a grid without any reference to any maps. Then we would try and match the rivers to see what Ptolemy had done. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Ptolemy, Ptolemy mentioned over 50 cities in Arabia and none of them was Mecca. When we attempted to overlay these coordinates on a modern map, many problems arose when trying to fit them correctly. The solution to this was to manipulate Ptolemy's coordinates until the rivers lined up. 
in order to do this, we left two places on Ptolemy's map in the north, Egra, known as Madain Saleh today, and Aegea town, which align with the ancient Tema. We then grouped the Beatus River and the other locations near to it and moved them all southward under the Beatus River was over Wadi Meir. The other group locations also moved southward. When we did this, many of the interior locations suddenly became apparent. In short, we matched Ptolemy's rivers to the location of the rivers today to obtain a correct map of Arabia. In doing so, it became apparent that Ptolemy was not aware of the vastness of the deserts in Arabia's interior and that he plotted the locations in Yemen too far north. Once we had shrunk Ptolemy's map southward with a small twist on the bottom to correct Ptolemy's angle, many of the locations on Ptolemy's map suddenly fit. Ptolemy's central village became modern-day Jazan, Tebitown became Aluya Makaraba, became Al-Mahabisha. Mara was then positioned as Marib, and Sadatha became modern-day Sana. Safar then fit to Zafar, and Matura in the north became Yenbu. On the Indian Ocean coast, Petrus became modern-day Salala, Masoho is what we know today as ancient Samhoran. If these excerpts interest you, please click on the following link. Da, da, da. From Mr. Gibson's study, we confirm that Makaraba was not only an interior settlement of Arabia by any measure, but as per Dr. Rafat Amari, it was relatively a new settlement at the time that Ptolemy wrote about it. So even if Makaraba had been where Mecca was initially established, it would only further confirm that Mecca was relatively new on the scene. All right? Um, so listen, family, no matter what they push out, Becca, Makaroba, hey, Macarena, you know, whatever they push out, it's still... There is no Mecca. Mecca is not there. What does this mean, family? What does this mean if there is no Mecca? What does it mean at that time period? Let me see what the, what the audience is talking about. Um, all right. I'm not concerned if the first Arabs are black. I'm not concerned at all. Uh, you see, people like to pull out this black color stuff, black this, black that. I don't care. When the Arabs, when the Arabs went to Egypt and they slaughtered thousands of Egyptian children and babies, were they black at that time? Were they black? I bet you don't care. That wasn't the black Muslims, right? <laughs> Come on, family. We got to do better. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. Now, let's move on because I want to talk about what Abba talked about yesterday. All right? Um, let's look at... Hold on a second. Yeah. And the brother wanted to talk about trade lines. We could talk about it already. All right, so let's um, get into this and let's talk. Let's get it in and let's deal with what we got to deal with, Lord Abba. Let me share my screen again. And let me see, Lord, I have a Lord, I have a Lord, I have a Lord, I have a. All right. All right. One of, one of the things Lord Abba likes to claim, uh, let me just share my screen for the family so that y'all could see what I'm talking about. All right. So history class is in session. All right. Here we go. Um, 
All right, cool. All right. So Lord, Lord Abba has a habit to feel like all his information is correct and nobody else's information. And when you do, he likes to say to do the proper research. You mean research that supports what you believe. That's what the brother means. Me and the brother had a conversation, right? He said that this word, he found this word, right? And the word for Moors, by the way, is this word. All right? In Greek. Right? This is the word in Greek for Moors. This is the word in Greek for blacks. Now, he brought up a book, this book right here. And if you look at this right here, if you could blow up the screen, you see that this word, this is the Greek version, and this is the other version. So when they use the word Moors, it don't necessarily mean Moors as in Moorish people from the Moorish kingdom. They mean blacks. They're trying to pull us together as a bunch of black people, just like how the term Ethiopian bird face was used by the Greeks. So whenever you see a writer, an ancient writer using the word more, you got to investigate. So when he said allies and 300 more, but the general and supreme command over all of them, and he had him had with him many notable men as spearmen and guard, and he was accompanied also by Photius, da, 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 da. He's talking about black folks. He's not saying Moors as in more, more rich kingdom. We need to be careful with that. So this is the problem that we had. Now, if you look at the word, this is the word that's in this text. The same word. It's not this word. This word is Moors. It's a totally different word. But this is the word that they use. But they translate it as Moors, but they really mean black. So Lord Abba, you are incorrect. He's not going to admit that. And that's from... Um, no, I'm not going to go into the economy of life. I'm not going into Noble Jolly. I'm going to leave Noble Jolly alone. That's their business. They want to take what Noble Jolly as whatever. That's their business. Um, all right. The, um, the whole thing about Morris saying, my brother um, Rob One is not here. But I'm going to leave, I know what, I'm going to leave this for him for later. All right. This is some stuff and products that the, the Morris Science Temple used to sell publicly. Moorish antiseptic bath compounds and, and all these different type of things. The Moorish bodybuilding, blood purifier, some good stuff. They are, they are, they are to the game. They are to the game. All right? You know, we touched on different men who, you know, this is Noble Joe Ali, a modern Muslim missionary in England, now opening a mission in Germany under the directions of our blessed resolute leader. All right, this is Noble Joe Ali back in the day. Don't miss the great Moorish drama, the seventh wonder of the world. You know, where he would work different, you know, miracles with the audience and so forth. All right. You know, these people wearing the hats and stuff. You know, Noah Jolly. Noah Jolly wearing the hat. And, um, you know, Negro pastor saying that when he wear the turban, that they showed him more love. You know, um, you know they showed him more love when um, so forth. All right. One of the claims that by the brother um, is that the folks are Morabites or Moabites. Now, Morabites is a Mohammedan sect found chiefly in Africa. They were founded about the 8th century by Mohadin, the last son of Hussein. Now, who was the grandson of Muhammad? They live in the sequestered places like monks. And, um, okay. All right, peace and love, sister. 
All right. Morabites, um, okay, they live in sequestered places like monks, either separately or in small communities, are very licentious in their habits and follow many practices utterly opposed to the Quran. All right, I just wanted to say that. The, it will be remembered that the population of the des desert kingdom was composed of united Berber tribes whose occupation of the desert was of immemorial antiquity. All right, hold on, let me just break this down a little bit here. Come down here, come down here. And let's go to this book. He didn't like this, the fact that I brought up this book yesterday, Muslims on the American, Americanization Path. But let's look at this now. How did the Moabites, but how had biblical Moabites who inhabited what is now the nation state of Jordan become modern day Moroccans, occupying the northwest corner of the African continent? Noble Joali's intention, it seems, was to lay claim to the grandeur of the former Moorish empire, while at the same time grounding Moorish American identity in biblical antiquity. From the scriptures, Prophet Ali, extracted a Moabite identity for African-Americans, but his real goal, or so it appears, was to appropriate the more recently arrived and decidedly non-biblical Moabites or Almoravids, an error no doubt attributable to a post-vocalic deletion in African-American speech, Ibanics be praised. The term Moabite was derived from the Arabic word Morabti, meaning bound as in a religious order. Morabti, the word Morabti, da, 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 Morabti was the name assumed by North African Muslims who submitted to a purified Islamic doctrine during this period spanning the mid-11th to the mid-12th century after conquering North Africa. The Almoravids traversed the Straits of Magallan and gave renewed impetus to the Moorish Empire in Spain. Hence, Moabites were indeed Moors who inhabited the northwestern shores of Africa and beyond. And were it actually possible for Moorish Americans to trace their ancestors directly to the Moors of Morocco, Morabite, but not Moabite. Ancestors likely would be found among them. All right? All right. All right. I'm not even going to go into the Japanese guy. The love cult thought responsible for slain. Do you guys, a member of Moorish Science Temple shot three times and stabbed friends say he loved the white prophet. Before I get into that, right, I wanna I wanna ask people stuff about the Moabite stuff, right? Does anyone out there, and this is for Lord Abba, for my brother from Moorish World TV, my good brother, for all the Moors out there, Sharif Bay and whoever, do we have proof? Because I could prove I'm from the Akan, the Akan people in West Ghana. I could prove that. How do I prove it, ladies and gentlemen? You could prove it by showing the culture in the country that I was in, the Jamaican culture. Kodjo was Quadwo. If you go to MBK's channel and, and see Ask an African, the brother, they broke down the day names. So if you look at Kodjo, Quadwo, which is Monday, first day, firstborn. Quadwo, Kodjo, same name in Jamaica. Nanny of the Maroon was also her, her um, was um, Kodjo's sister, and they had three other brothers and sisters. Now, the names are all over Jamaica. Jamaica even have a falls called Kwame Falls. My name in the, in the Akan culture would be Kwame Anan because I'm a, I'm a Saturday born and I'm a fourth child. So I would, my name would be Kwame Anan. So Kwame Anan, ladies and gentlemen, would be my name. That's Garfield name, right? If I was carrying on my culture, which I plan to do. I'm reorienting with my culture little by little. Now, how do I identify? I identify with the foods from West Africa. 
You're talking about Aki. The Aki tree was planted in Jamaica because a lot of our people came from West Africa where Aki was. So Jamaicans eat, what's our national dish? Aki. So we have culture that's still there in Jamaica. Our national dish is Aki. We have people who have the names, Kwame, running around with Kwame. So the names that we use and how we name our people is still there. So we have food and we have our, the culture. We have the Vudam and, and, and how they do the Obia, which is a part of the culture that's, I mean, it's misinterpreted, but it's a part of the culture from West Africa. So we brought our religious system. When, we, when Kevin Garnett and LeBron clapped the clouds up in the ear with the smoke, that's what Three Finger Jack used to do, family. He was an Akan from St. Anne's. He went from plantation to plantation. He's one of the, the Nat Turners of Jamaica. And he went from plantation to plantation killing white folks, saying that they're bullets. Because of his spiritual system, he can't be killed by white bullets. And many a time they tried to kill that brother with bullets, and it didn't work. So peace and love to the family out there to know that, yes, the Akan, I could trace it. And then I use science, modern-day science with DNA. I did over five tests, and they all lead me to West Africa, to the Akan people. What are you saying, Garfield? I'm saying that I'm making a point. The Moabites, ladies and gentlemen, who are the Moabites? The Moabites are people who are biblical characters who is also confirmed in the Misha steel. The Moabites were actually killed off according to the Bible. They were killed off, I think. But the Moabites, if you look up an encyclopedia right now, look at Moabites, right? The Moabites were taken over by the Nabataeans. Right? They taken over by the Nabataeans. They took over the area. Now, can you show me Moabites, any of them worshiping their gods? Can you show me any god named Shemash in West Africa? Show me Shemash in North Africa. Because if you're saying that the Moabites came down from the Dead Sea and came down to where, into Canaan, and came down to North Africa, you got to show me a picture, a stone, Something with that culture carrying on. The Moabites don't exist after the 4th century BC because they were amalgamated by the, the, um, the Nabataeans. So if the Nabataeans did that, they don't, there's no more Moabites. They took over their land. The Nabataeans took them over, and they're from Arabia. So if they went there, if the Moabites went anywhere, they would have probably enslaved them or anything. They would have brought them back to Nabatea, which is Arabia. So show me these folks worshiping Shamash. Show me their culture. Their culture has to be carried on. You don't just forget. Come on. They brought Christianity to West Africa. And all now, people still dealing with the Akon. They still deal with all their stuff. Their culture is still there. The Igbo culture is still there. Neri, show me anybody saying Shamash or anybody. Show me how they migrated. Let's do a DNA, Lord Abba. Stop these lies, man. Moabites are not Moabites. They are not. They're from. They're two different sects, two different people. Show me the Moabite history of them worshiping, um, worshiping um, Shamash. That's how you kill these pseudos, man. That's how you kill them. All right. Let me see if there's any questions for the brother Garfield. All right. Shalomah Dabaram. All right, hold on, my brother. Michael Phillips. As far as Muhammad being existed, I don't know. 
I don't think anybody physically like I don't think anybody of them existed. I took I don't think their concepts and characters based off people who lived in that time period, just like Jesus. So it's not that he didn't exist; it's just that there's somebody around that um that did some work, and now they created this whole storyline about it. All right, let me see if there's anybody out there. Da -da -da -da. All right. No, and by the way, I don't care if the first Arabs were black. I do not care. That's not my issue right now. Yo, Lord Abba said something that was crazy yesterday, family. He said that the word more, the word more comes from Mount Meru in India. Meru, you want to come in on that, brother? I don't know if Meru is still on the panel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah can, can you get into this old Mount, Mount Meru in India? Yeah. Yes, my brother. Go ahead. If you could address that. Uh, some things are just too stupid. To even... <laughs> <laughs> well, what that got to do with black people? That's like Hindu... So, is it in Africa? No. Oh, the three daughters of Allah mentioned in the stresses. When the patriarchal uh, came through, <laughs> and uh, all the females had to go. Hold on a second, Meru. Too much. You're chipping out. You're chipping out. Mute your mic. Mute your mic. Mute your mic, Meru. Mute your mic. You're chipping out. Peace and love. Peace and love. Got my brother. Um, yeah. Yeah, mute your mic a little bit. I got my brother right. Sean in the building. And I got... All right, cool. Yeah, because you're chipping out badly, bro. Yo, brother, Ank. I didn't even know you jumped on, family. How are you? How's your workout at the gym, brother? Let's talk about some positive stuff while you're on here with all this crazy... They put that They put that shaman on you, man, on, the, on your YouTube channel, man. They put that voodoo... African voodoo on your channel, bro. You gotta be yeah. African, man. Yeah, yeah, if they put that African voodoo on there, then my shit be doing good. It'd be good. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? It's it's simple, yo. We just at war. And so now we start to realize who really teaching the authentic shit and who not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, come on, yo. I don't talk about killing nothing. I don't talk about that, this, the other, that. I don't do none of that. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, man, when when, when you get you to understand, when, when people teach on the natural world, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of, that, that, that puts you in a perspective of really puts you at the point where you really want to start solving some problems because all our problems are natural. So you know what I'm saying? So they attack the channel because they're supposed to. Like, why would they sit up there and let me teach what I teach like that? And when they catch up to you, that's what it is. So, you know, I'm proud of that. I'm good. You know what I mean? You know, YouTube don't make me. I make motherfucking YouTube. Mm -hmm. Let's get this straight. So, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm good. I've been on there for about 10 years before before most people. You know what I'm saying? So I figured out how to beat them. I got them. So we good. Right, right, right. right, right. Pop right back up again. That's right. That's right, family. Um, Everybody share the show, man. Let them know that one of, the, one of the greatest brothers in our community is on live right now. Brother Ank is live with us. Hey, Brother Ank, um... You know what? You was working out earlier. What's the importance for us to work out getting older, man? Let's talk about us getting older as men 
And I think a lot of men will pay attention to working out. Even if you just got to walk around your block like 10 times, we got to work out every day. Man. Go ahead and talk about it, man. We laugh yeah. about it, but we got to do it, bro. Well, the fact is, the older you get, your metabolism starts to slow down. And when you're online a lot like us, yo, you don't, you don't start to carry a lot of extra weight. So that the most dangerous thing you can do as you get older is to be on the daggone computer all the time. Mm-hmm. And so you gotta, you absolutely gotta get the exercise in. All right, because when you're not doing that, your body slow down, everything slow down, everything starts to change around you. So that's, you know, that's it. And so before you make a prayer, you need to be exercising, right? You need to figure out what you eat and how you eat. That's just simple. So, you know what I mean? Matter of fact, exercise is essential for the revolution. You ain't going to fight no daggone revolution, take five steps and get tired and fall out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you least got to be in enough shape. If you got to run from the police and run, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's why them young boys these days be getting all caught. They can't even get away from the police. Pants hanging down, smoke too much cigarettes, all that. They done. You're done. <laughs> yeah, you're done. You're done. Come on, man. It's over with. No, I saw this dude running for the cops one day, man. The dude had his pants all the way down. I'm like, he was moving mad fast till he fell. He fell. (laughs) (laughs) Why are your pants all the way down there, bro? Come on, man. We got to do better, man. So, this 120 people watching live right now, and we're going to have like probably like around three to four thousand people that watch the episode. But let's, let's get this straight. Which channel are you working with right now as far as to get information out to do shows or whatever? What channel? It took all of them. So uh, uh, the only the last one standing is Unraw Squad TV. All right, cool. We so figured I, out how to do that. But I'm coming back with a real black atheist joint tomorrow. All right, cool. You know? cool. So it's cool. good. I'm, I'm going to let y'all know. Y'all just got to go ahead and um start from scratch, right, and see how fast we can get the subscribers up. We want to at least get 100,000 subscribers. You, right. know, you got the pseudo channels we have 80,000 90,000 and right. that kind of shows where we really at man and, and 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 just how serious we are about this work because if you're not dealing with your finances like y'all do in the history and if you ain't dealing with nature then how you expect to build your family I ain't even talking about the community we're talking about getting your family ready to step out in a community so you can begin to build that you can't build that off of uh pseudo pseudoness pseudo shit pseudoscience and pseudo history, you're not gonna build nothing, man. Yeah. Um Taharka said what's up? Taharka Bay. He said what's Tahar- up? From Baltimore? Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear clown, man. You need to stop that, man. Clowning <laughs> out there, yo. Like clowning out there, bro. You is man. You kind of clowning. If you clown a little bit, you don't right. be straight up, yo. You yeah. came down to Atlanta, right? Right. And you did this bit with a video at bro. Kind of took a loss in that, right? So you hide your losses. Yeah, I mean, and put up your victories. I get it. Okay. Uh-huh. He actually picking you up though, but until um, they um, what you call it? He he he, he like bipolar like me, you know. So yeah, and then he let wish me call me bang on Ujao work. Man, why you ain't just bring Ujao on the show? Oh, okay. See, he got that homework for wow. dude. Got that know, homework. Darker be Chad, talking about him and uh, which one comment? Uh, talking about the uh, Ujjal plagiarized something. So let's get this straight, right? White man is the enemy. He's been an enemy from the first day he's kidnapped Africans. That has not changed. The culture is the enemy to African people. That has not changed. So if we was to take something from the white boy, then what you care? 
That's like calling the police on me. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, I go and I break into some white-owned stores, right? And niggas bang on me. I ain't never in my life no I niggas banged on me for breaking in white people's stores, dude. I never heard of that before. <laughs> you know, seriously though, hey, hey, listen, Garfield. Come on, man. They did a three-hour video. Wow. The two pseudos, right? They banged on me, right? They called me a petty criminal. They banged on me and talked about how pristine period they record was. Yeah, you know I mean, for for breaking in white people's stores, yo, for making a living off and taking for white people. I've wow. never heard of such before, dude. Wow. I've never heard of it. Wow. Online right now, got my whole record up there posted for breaking in white people's stores. Really? Wow. So now we can't break in white people's stores. <laughs> I mean, it shows how inconsistent the message is once you slow that shit down. You know, while they cracking jokes and howling and screaming, it sounds good. But when you slow it down and look at everything they're presenting, you start to see just the foolery of men. That's yeah. the complete folly, Garfield. Wow. Niggas mad at you. Right for trying to uplift black people and get their finances in order, the folly of the whole damn thing. <laughs> Come on, man. Listen, Lord Abadabadoo, <laughs> he mad at you, right? Because you keep the scholarship African Senate. If he was to take a DNA test right now, mm -hmm. this would pop up right in Africa somewhere. Man, didn't get drive somebody, and and that's that's what they're scared of. You know, yesterday, bro. I explained to Roy Bay, I said, Roy Bay, listen, I'll do this for you, brother. I'll go on my phone right now. 23andMe got a sale. They're not the best in the world, but it's a startup. Because I did over five different tests. Mm -hmm. And remember, you told it, the one that you take is, is D2. The test that you took. Oh, yeah. Is, is, and everybody's actually following that company that you put me on to. Because now all of a sudden, they're updating data and doing all this. <laughs> and you've been put me on to that. But been on that. I offered it to Roy Bay yesterday, and I said, brother, I'll pay for it right now in front of you. The camera is off. No. You ain't gotta, nobody ain't got to know you don't do the DNA test. It's just going to be us, me, you, and Saul. That's it, right here, right now. I'll pay for it. $99, let's go. He no, don't want to know. He don't want to know. He don't want to know. And, and that's the problem. People scared. They scared to find out where they're from. They scared to Harker Bay. You too, man. Do your DNA, bro. You're going through your motions. Maybe with the DNA, we could figure out why you're so bipolar. Hey, you yeah. know? Come on, man. It's not about the truth around here, man. Mm -hmm. Come on, Godfrey. When, it, when, it, when did you figure out it's really not about the truth? It's about <laughs> the skim, scam, flim, flam. Yeah, it's the truth. People just want to hold on to something. They don't want to let go, man. I ain't want to let let go of the NOI teachings. I ain't want to let go of it. And the dude just threw, the, threw Dr. Ben on me, and that, that was it. Once they threw Dr. Ben on me, that ain't mean I ain't going to like Farquhar no more. It's just the fact that we know what he's teaching ain't really the real, the real. You know what I'm saying? But, but the yeah. thing is, people hold on to stuff and, 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 and never, ever, never, ever say, hey, you know what? This could possibly be wrong. And you know what, too? You, you said something on your show the other day when you was doing the stuff about the, um, the new find, what they said in... Um, in Morocco, of the um, the groups and whatever, whatever you into that stuff, haplogroups groups and whatever they found it, and you said the beauty about science is it never stops. That means when we do a DNA test, 
It never stops. The information keeps coming in. It keeps coming in. The, the 23 and me. I started with 23 and me, and 23 and me told me stuff about me medically. I'm like, you know what? They're right. They're on point. But when I went to another DNA company and they showed me the same area that I came from was the same area. Then I went to another DNA company and they told me the same thing again. Then I'm like, hey, something gotta be right. The DNA test, it depends on who you use. What's the name of the company that you use? Um, um I use um Gene uh Gene Ancestry. Gene Ancestry, brother. That's a good one. I think it's like what what is it, like 250? Yeah, yep, get it started. Genebase.com. And the beautiful thing about Gene Bay, hey, Tahaka Bay, stop that. Stop that. No, no, let Tahaka Bay. Don't you know what? Don't, don't, do don't do that. Don't do that, Tahaka. Don't do that. No, he's straight. He need to shrink his head because his hat too small. <laughs> you ever realize that his hat ain't big? Look, I have a hat too big and, and, and Tahaka hat too small. <laughs> you so fire. Boy, you need to get a bigger hat, yo. He be up there, yo, head just big and hat just small hat be crunched up like this. He be talking crazy. <laughs> Boy. Hey man. Time about the, the creator all the same. Man, get out of here, man. Come on, talk. Put that video up, man. Stop playing, man. <laughs> put that, put that up, man. <laughs> Uh, anyway, man, genebase.com, man. That's serious, man. That's gonna that's gonna be that homework right there, man. Let me see if I can put the link in the chat room for everybody. Let me see. Hey, also while he's doing that, the um the Amira squad, I mean, he got the, the sneakers coming out, man. The not the not the pre-order Nat Turner. Let me put it on the screen real quick. So yeah, put it, get it from my website, man. They be here, they they here, but you know they always hold you, they always hold your stuff up. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, you know I'm saying new company. They want to check it. They want to make sure. You feel me? Hey, you and you know we got the shoes for the sisters now. Woo! Ah. Hold ah. on. Let me share my screen. Ah. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Let me that. Okay. Look at Mo. Yeah, I'm Jew. Mo, Mo got, I'm Jew. Those are cute. I'm Jew. Mo, Mo got her eyes out. She see that? She got I'm her eyes Jew. out. Yeah. Uh huh. Y'all seeing it, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, let me show the um it's for the sisterhood. All right, we ain't forgot you. All right, let me show the website. Hold on, shop at Amira Squad. Yeah, we ain't forgot you. We ain't forgot the sisters. Yeah. Right, here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Nobody seen it yet? Hold on, hold on, sir. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So this is right here is the Nat Turner pre-orders. You could go to the Amerasquad.org and go to marketplace. Yeah, yeah they're here though. I'm letting you know they're here. All right, cool. All right. They in town. All right. All right. Docks. Give me a size. You got size 12? Yep. We got all the way up to a 15. Ain't nobody hate for the sisterhood, too. All right. Cool. I'm going to, um, you're coming, you coming to New York, though, right? August yeah, you see the fly? You see the fly, Garfield? Hold on a second. Let me, let me check this off. Mm. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Woo! Uh, for the sisters. For the sisters, the flies. That's Woo! how we're doing. Woo! How much is that, bro? Uh, these probably go for thirty-five. Woo! Look at that. You know, mm -hmm. Mo's making that big cake. That's your gift right there, Mo. Uh huh. Right now. Damn. Yeah. We, right there. we got. You know, we just got a. We got a few of them. You know what I'm saying? Woo! We got a few of them. Woo! All right. We got a few. That's how we doing it. We ain't playing. Ain't only the plan. 
So while y'all fighting and mad and the original this and original that, man, go ahead and get with this. <laughs> Homeboy said, what's the name of those? The Harriet Tubman's? <laughs> no, uh -uh, no, this is, no, this is just, you know. The other one, the other one, the other one. The with this one? No, uh -uh, no, uh -uh, I ain't putting that Did This for everybody that like a little more style. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even broke these out. Look, they don't know about these. Look, uh, look, check this out. Fine craft the lever. Fine craft the lever. All right. Butter lever. All right. Snake print on the back. Feel me? Mm-hmm. That's how we doing it. This is the Abju. This is the Abju line. All right. Abju way. All right. We, this how we doing it. That's what's up. That's what's up. I love the white ones to these. I prefer the white one than the black one. But I love I love those two. We're gonna support it hundred percent. Uh-huh. My brother. Yeah, soft butter, you know, quality level. You know, that's how I'm doing it. You know, so y'all, I'm in the chat room is Abdulway. Right, 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 right. No, it's about it. I mean, you know, this this has to be part of your spirituality. So yeah. if, if you're more, right, watch this. They be talking about they moors, right? Mm -hmm. But the, here's the facts. Why everybody playing a moor card, the question I always ask is, who financed the moors going to Spain? See, this is essential in understanding this question. Mm -hmm. See, mm -hmm. if you, because you don't just walk over there without food, clothing, and shelter, right? And they way to resupply. Yep, yep. They call it, you know what they call it? They call it logistics. See, I'll outstudy anybody because I know I, I was in the goddamn Marine Corps, right? They specially was logistics. That's what make the United States Army way better than everybody else because of their logistics. They can I put troops cool. anywhere around the world. And they not only can put troops anywhere around the world, they can organize transportation, but you got to have gas for that transportation. And once you get the troops there, it's called a base camp. Right, with food, clothing, and shelter, and you gotta find a way to restock them. All these things, all the then they gotta have gear and equipment and shoes and shoelaces and everything. So the question is this: Who financed the Moors when they went to Spain to fight against Ruddick and them? Who 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 gave them shoes? Right? Mm. Who gave them clothes? Mm. Who gave them weaponry? Where did the weapons come from? Did the weapons come from Sub-Saharan Africa? Did the shoes come from Sub-Saharan Africa? Teach, teach, teach. Where did the money come from? See, I be trying to give them a break, bro, but they do a little bit too much. So to Hawker Bay, why you in the chat room, nigga? Where'd your hat come from? Where did they get the material, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to get their hats? If they wore their hats in Spain, right, we all see them that, where'd it come from? See, once you follow the money, then it all falls down. That's the point I'm making, bro. Yep. So I want to know who financed, since you say it was all African, who financed an all African expedition to Spain? That is the number one question. Mm. And once we find out who financed them, then we know who owned them. You know why? At the end of the day, everybody can talk that talk, right? But money talk and bullshit walk. Yep, right, bro. It's going down to Hawker Bay in the chat room talking crazy. He ain't said nothing to make no sense right about now. Bet you $5, <laughs> he ain't said nothing about where the money came from. Lil Abba, make a, make a video, bro. We want to follow the money trail. <laughs> I say who? 
This is easy. No, it's crazy, man. You see, once you understand. I'm not banging on that guard, Garfield. I'm not banging on that guard right now, man. They can have that guard, Garfield. You feel me? I'm simply saying at this point, who financed the Moors going to Spain? That's why I'm loving this show right now. And once we find out who financed them, then we'll find out who was the real power behind the Moors. Was it the Arabs or was it the Sub-Saharan Africans? Because we know we got Colin Powell. So, so who paid Colin Powell paycheck? Because he absolutely was a black general. Exactly. Was he not Garfield? He's Jamaican with his Jamaican family. We, he, we right, okay. He but, no way. Who signed that nigga check? Who signed the check? U.S. government. Yep. Thank you. So that means the power behind this black general was who? <laughs> there you go. I got y'all. And where I come from, we call that checkmate. Yep. Now, yep. now let's sit back and watch and watch the response. I'm listening. I don't think Taharka is a is a historian though. I don't think he's a um nah man. He me me tell me he talked that shit all that time and ain't none of them ever talked about the finances, dude. How what about the books they always claim they had? Mm -hmm. Where's the who financed the libraries in Cordova in Spain? Because they was libraries in Cordova in Spain and Bath House. Where'd the money come from? Mm -hmm. It's not hard, bro. See, see, I be saving some things. <laughs> but it's about that time, because we ain't got to argue and act all crazy no more. We don't got to do it, Garfield. We sitting on top, baby. And like I say, ain't no fun by yourself at the time. So since everybody want to reissue the more argument, where did the money come from, bro? Keep, talk keep talking, man. Keep talking, man. Keep talking. That's easy. That's all I want to know. Because it's about food, clothing, and shelter around here, baby. And all I'm saying is, I want to know, you don't just go over to Spain a couple thousand miles away without no resupply. They couldn't have never won. You got to get resupplied. You got to study Hannibal. That's why Hannibal lost. Did y'all know why Hannibal lost? Because the Carthaginians would not resupply him. So he had to go raise an army wherever he went. So are we saying that the Moors went and raised the army once they got to Spain? No. No, they didn't. Right? They brought the army with them. And we know they had three different factions. They had the Berbers, they had the Sub-Saharan Africans, and they had the darker Arabs. We all know this. Because you can read, what's the commas word? Where that word at? Right here, when we rule. Yep, yep. Right Bring here. it out. Bring it out. Robert, Robert, everybody needs to read when we rule too, man. And TDK, right and TDK Kilimanjaro's book, the um Maya Mora Living. He go into it a little bit too at the beginning. First couple. Right of here, they just clink. They, they, man, they tell you, man. They tell you. They, we talk about the finding. They tell you who they was. As a matter of fact, in this book, they talk about when, when it was time to split up the spoils. Who got the lion's share? See, that's how you know if you're in charge or not, bro. When they cut that check, right? When they divvy up the land and resource, right? What did the Sub-Saharan Africans get? See, that's what I want to know. Did they get the lion's share? Who got the lion's? Who got the best? Hold on. That's how we know who was in charge for everybody to want to play the more game, right? At the end of the day, when they went in there and defeated uh, uh, Rhetoric and them, right? They had land they had taken. Who got the lion's share of the money of the land? Was it the Berbers? Was it the Arabs? Or was it the Sub-Saharan African? Well, I'll tell you, the Sub-Saharan African got the land closest to the Europeans. Uh-oh, that means they was a buffer. Then, right, 
Arabs got the best land. And in the middle, the Berbers got that land in the middle. So you got the Sub-Saharan African, which was considered the slaves, got the worst. They got the buffers on land right there. So they was always uh, uh, getting, always at full threat, right? Then you got the Berbers, right? They was protected by the Sub-Saharan Africans because you got to kill all the Africans to get to the Berbers, and you got to kill all the Berbers to get to the Arabs. So at the end of the day, the Arabs got the lion's share of the land and resources. I don't want to hear that, man. Hey, you know what's crazy? When when the, hold, on, when, hold, on, when the, hold on, he in the chat room saying, "Look, no sources. He want not one source, bro. We not, bro. I don't have the Brazilian source. I'm asking these educated Moors, man. Uh oh, no, no, no. That's 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 a double negative. Educated Moors. Hold on, hold on, man. Wait, wait, wait. Well, hold I, on. I, wait. Let me say this real quick. All right. Wait a minute. Watch this. Did not the Moors conquer Spain? Yes or no, Garfield? <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay, so when you conquer Spain, what do you conquer? An idea or do you conquer the people in the land? Conquer the people in the land. So so, so these people are educated. They're not dumb. The Moors didn't go into Spain dumb. We know that. Mm -hmm. They wasn't dumb. We know they wasn't dumb. Why? Because they educated the Christian Europe. They brought the science to them. Am I correct in that? Yep. So they're going to have record of what land was divvy out. Am I not right or wrong? When you take land, you're going to divvy up the land. You don't just take land and say, I took land. So I don't have to provide a source of that. We know they conquered Spain. No one disputes that, bro. Mm. We're saying, what land did the Blackamoors get? <laughs> what land did the Tawny Moors get? That they play with me. I be trying that to stay off the ass, but they play too much, man. They do way too much. So, you know, what you want me to find a source in there? I can find that. Go ahead, Garfield. I'm going to find that when we rule. Hey, I, wanted, I wanted to add that even when even when the Arabs went the second time to Egypt, because the first time they got their ass whooped a little bit. So they went back the second time around 639. They made a pact with the damn white folks to have them escorted out of the ships, man. So it's always about who got the money. We talk about the money. You got to talk about the trade routes. Shout out to True Story, man. We got you. Got to talk about the trade store, trade routes. Oh man, trade Come on, don't, do don't do it. Don't do it. Control the trade routes is the money, people. Even the Berbers, when the Berbers used to be in the trade routes and they used to protect and all that stuff, who was the money behind those people? You had the Jews settling what it's called, Mohalisi. In, 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 in Morocco, that little place they gave the Jews to run, and the Jews used to finance the Trans-Saharan trade, man. That's documented. That who your master was. Come on, Moors. We know we know we good fighters. We can fight a good war, though, Hank. When, it, when the Moors can fight a good war, when it yeah, comes to war, the they good. But who is behind them? Who is the mastermind? It's just like when you had the the, the, the the war between the North and the South here in America, financed by the Rothschild family. Who is the money? Who got the money? Who's supporting both sides? Who supported even Hitler? Hitler is supporting them. I mean, um, the, the, the money people is supporting Hitler, although he's against them as a people. The people in New York, the bank, supporting him. Come on, man. You always got to follow the money. If you don't follow the money, you're going to lose because their goal is to make money and charge money. This is why Jews were kicked out of so many different countries because of usury. They always charge an interest.
So everybody kick them out because they're making all this money. All right, so let's come to page 401. Here when we rule. This is what I do. We got nothing else better to do. Robin Walker. Read the chapter. The Civilization of the Moors. It say the Muslims took control of the land vacated by the Spaniards who had fled north. The Arabs settled the most fertile land of the south. Say what? The Arabs, the Arabs settled the most fertile land of the south and left the Africans the poorer land in central Spain in areas closer to the north. So who lives up north? <clears throat> the Europeans. Let's go. It say this led to another conflict between Musa, the Arab overlord, and Tariq. The African subordinate. A, they said Tariq was who, Garfield? A subordinate, right? It say the African subordinate. It say in time, African and Arab conflict, right, would escalate between 741 and 746 AD. Civil war erupted between the two groups. The rebellion originated in the North Africa and then spread to Spain. That's called checkmate, man. Do y'all want me to read that again? Mm -mm -mm. So now we know what happened. They took their bread back. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't want to share. All right. See, y'all thought that is see, they thought Islam, I gotta do it. They thought Islam would bring them together. Yeah, it brought them together to take the land, and then it was time to get that bread and that check. Yo, then all of a sudden they weren't giving their fair due. The Africans was like the hell with that. And they started civil war right then and there. So there we go. So now we know why the Moors fell apart in Spain. It was over the money. Now, wow. Yo, everybody like the show and share the show, man. We got brother brother Ank in the building, man. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. Money talk bullshit walk, bro. See, that's what it is. See, that's why they got up out of Spain, bro. Because they fell apart. They started fighting each other over the money, over the land and the resources. That's why I always say land and resources are the most important thing that you got as a human being. And that should always be your spirituality. And them brothers up there in Spain realized that. They was like, the hell with that. Yeah, right. So there you go. So now we know where the money came from. So now I'm waiting on, what's his name? Morris TV? Waiting on you, bro, bro. <laughs> when he said them to you, start talking trash. I ain't want to do it to him. He start talking crazy. I, know who I, who, I think he forgot who I was. <laughs> you was. I think you forgot who I was. Always got a good book on that. Matter of fact, this book is about. Um, Which one you pull out? Robbie Walker? Where you pull out? Robbie Walker? Yeah, it's about 712 pages, bro. Yeah, and that, and that goes into a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. If you, a matter of fact, I, it's required reading for every black person, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's gets into evolution, Lucy. Gets into all that. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, that's a powerful book, man. Man, oh. he showed the more some love, man. He don't just beat the more. They show him love, but he tell you the real picture, man. He showed them mad love. He showed them man. mad love. Man, he talked about how Tariq and Musa, yo, was getting into it, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know who Tariq is. Y'all want to make what? Well, he was a Berber. One of Sub-Saharan Arabia was a Berber. <laughs> Y'all crazy, man. Y'all be playing, man. Why they play like that, Garfield? Mm-mm-mm. Why they play like that, man? Who are the North African Moors? Peace, up. What's up, man? Black African power, man. Black African power, man. How you doing, bro? Chilling, man. You know what? Just hanging. Hanging on the... that, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> who, are <the> North... <laughs> who are the North African Moors? 
that were pulling all these capers, raiding towns and villages and tribes. Nah, themselves hiring African Moors, robbing and stealing their own people. <laughs> Crazy. That's a question. Yeah, no, no, no. I was asking because you know they'll be denial and say you know they were the white Moors or whatever. It's it, it, like they ain't participate. It's tricky. It's very tricky because you have people that use the term more. But when they use the term more, you got to look in the time period. But if you look, if you look, want to do basic, I say like what Asahi Motep said, you go back to the Berbers, you know, and it's just, you got to go back to their culture and everything. And once you see that culture, you don't see that in the same as everybody who's so quote unquote black, because North Africa was a place where a lot of Jews were. A lot of people came from Europe back and forth. You're talking about Suedo. You're talking about going up to um, Iberia. You're going up. It's all about trade. And people, once you get it, it's all about trade. Then you figure out, go back to our accent. You got to follow the money. The person who is pushing the strings right now, they say, they said when Obama was president, they said Obama is really not president. It's the person who is pulling the strings is the president. So at the end of the day, who's behind who's behind who? Yeah, I yeah, I feel you on that. Even reading Hugh, uh, Hugh Thomas' book, early on in the book, in the first three chapters, he mentions trade so many times because it was vital in in everything that was going on the slave trade and every economical pool that went around from one place to another trade had to happen and all those trades you said who connected and ran the trade routes had all the all the money i'm gonna um i'm gonna say that if if if, if you all want to follow the money man study the igibi family the Morasha, the Morasha documents, and you see the same people who were documenting and running shit. The tradition of running the trade routes is the big key. That's right. It's the money, man. It's about that bread, man. Matter of fact, when you come to page uh, 400, they talk about the armies that they sent. First of all, it said in 710, Musa sent a Renaissance uh, mission. 500 Africans, A.E. Morris Berber, converts to Islam and to Spain. So they was converts, let's get that straight, led by Tarif, a fellow African, right? Then he goes on to say, say the following year, Musa sent the second and more affordable African army into Spain. So it was the African army into Spain, right? When he say African army, you're talking about they came from the continent of Africa. So on the continent of Africa and Northeast Africa and North Africa, you got Berbers and you got Sub-Saharan African. We know this because we study our history. It says Tariq Ibn Zalid, the Berber Moors governor of Mauritania led the expedition force of 6,700 African soldiers and watches and 300 Arab translators and propagandists. So they wasn't even trying to lose their life, so they sent your ass. How about that? Funny. It's funny, man. Funny as I don't know what. Let me keep going. Let me move down a little bit. It said, then they talk about what? Listen to the dates. Now, in 1712, Musa ibn Nusa mobilize an army of 18,000 Arabs. Now, after they send you in, this is just Garfield, after they send 6,700 Africans in, no, first they send 500 African Moors Berbers, then they send uh, 6,700 uh, Arabs, and three, I mean, 6,700 Africans and 300 Arabs, right? Arab translators, okay, to do the dirty work. Watch this. Then they send 18,000 Arabs, 
and Africans. Professor C.B. Groves believes that Musa was apparently taken by surprise at the speed of the events hastened across with an army following the next year and completed the conquest, thus associating Arab armies with the final victory. So that's what they do. They put you in there first and then they come behind you, right? And they and, and they get the victory. So the victory is charged to them. It's crazy, man. It's called, that's how you use the person. It's crazy. Wow. So anyway, man, the point I want to make is, yo, when you follow this bread at the end of the day, you're going to find out that, that, that the Moors armies, right, was really an expansion of the Arab empire. Look it up. Y'all can look it up right now. It's easy. Yeah, you're giving us that link that day too, man. Oh my God, this is yeah. this is what they don't want you to learn. This is what they, this is why they try to. They don't, know that. they don't want this information out, man. They no, don't. they don't want you to learn that. <laughs> Which gone quiet as a mouse? Did he leave? He <laughs> <laughs> ain't got no information, man. He trying to. I see you. Where you at? I don't see you. <laughs> they got they got him in there agreeing to a couple of things, but he quiet. He right here, he got, they say, Unk is soft as baby pie. <laughs> but talk so tough on YouTube. Bro, come on, man. See? 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 You see? see? You the low. Leave the low. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Hey, I might be soft, yo. You might be right about that, yo. I ain't never said I was no tough guy. I ain't never said that. But when you called me out in Baltimore, Maryland, and said, yo, come to my hood, nigga, I was in my hood. I was right in your hood. Marble <laughs> Junction, right there. By myself. <laughs> now, 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 how about that? Right, Walbrook Junction, me, by myself. And mm. <clears throat> my roll dog. Now, how about that? There you go. I don't see no comment on that. Wild <laughs> as a mouse. Peep, peep, peep. Man, come on, man. Come on, Moore's World TV. Deal with the information. We put some information out there. We're saying right now, right, on the Dagger Squad. Where you find some of the best history. We're saying right now, who financed the Sub-Saharan Moors to go into Spain? Quiet. Man, get out of here. You'll see me soon. Now you'll see me soon. See how that is? Now he's talking about fighting. Boy, I tell you, man, I tell you, man. Boy, you can always tell when you won. See, if you're in a gunfight, right? Right? And both y'all shooting at each other, because we shooting at each other with historical bullets, right? And all of a sudden, he throw his gun. What that mean, Garfield? <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the gunfight, you run out of bullets. Next thing you do, you throw your gun. <laughs> no, hey, bro, you throwing your gun, son. Tahar can talk so tough, man. It, it's funny. And... Come to one man. Come hang out, man. Ain't about no tough talk, man. I said nothing about fighting. Nobody get out of here talking. Don't deal with the scholarship, man. I'll give you the link. Inbox me, um, talking. Hold on, man. Tahaka know whenever I see him, yo, ain't ain't nothing but love and smiles. You know that, man. Nobody talking tough, man. Nobody get out of here, Tahaka, man. When I came to your hood, man, we laugh at each other, yo, and you shot a little video. Come on, man. What do you mean you ain't never talked about no, no? Get out of here. Stop that, man. What you're trying to do is derail the conversation, though, because you really don't want to talk about that homework you're getting right now, that education you're getting right now. You don't want to talk about that. Yep. Might have to reread that. Might have to reread that spoils and land. <laughs> oh, 
before you funny. Mm-hmm. Where we at? I'm all right. I think I need to read that again. That rewind. Hit that rewind on page 401. All right. We talked about land. And we talked about whenever an army comes in and conquests anything, they take land. Even if you go to the biblical story when Abraham, right, was fighting, they split up the spoils. Am I right or wrong, Garfield? Yes, sir. They, they split up the spoils and, and, and they call that tithing. I don't know, you know, steal somebody else's stuff and then, then split it up and call it tied. Mm. Right, and he gave, a, what, what he gave, a part of it to who? To Mechelzedek. Mechelzedek. So Abraham, right, he gave a portion of the spoils to Mechelzedek. Divvied up the land. So let's see how the land got divvied up when the Moors went to Spain. I'm going to do it again, page 401. I'm going to chill. It say the Muslims took control of the land vacated by the Spaniards who had fled north. So listen to what I'm saying. So the Spaniards are flooding. They're flooding north in Spain. Go read. Go get a map. Get it in your mind. It say the Arabs settled the most fertile land of the south. So the most, most fertile land is in the south. It say, and then they did what? And left the Africans, the poor land in central Spain and areas closer to the north. So who was up north? The Spaniards that they just chased out. So they really got them in hostile territory with the less fertile land. It say, now watch this. It say, this how we know what I'm talking about is real. It say, now them doing that, them divvying up the spoils and putting the Africans in a more hostile territory and less fertile land, meaning they can't even grow their crops right, less fertile. They took the best portion of the land in the South, but yet they put the Africans up North where the hostiles are at like a demarcation line, like the DMZ zone in Korea. Why don't you won't be located right there? But watch this. It says this led to another conflict between Musa, the Arab overlord, and Tariq, the African subordinate. So at this point, Tariq is the African subordinate, right? He's not, he don't like the fact that his men, after doing all that fighting and losing their lives, after being there first and doing all that, they end up getting the land closer to the north, closer to hostile territory, so they always in conflict with the north fighting against them. And now they got to deal with the Arabs that took the best part of the land. Hey, there you go. So that started the conflict, and now we know why the whole damn thing fell apart, because it was over the money, and it was over the business, and the Arabs do like they always do. They want to control what? Food, clothing, and shelter, and resources. There y'all go. On page 406. In the book, When We Ruled by Robin Walker. There you have it. Yep. Moist TV, quiet as a mouse. Peep, 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 peep. Ah, oh, here we go. He says, I'm out. I'm out. I got things to do. Peace. <laughs> Chase them out of there. <laughs> boy, I tell you, man. Boy, a nigga start shooting a scholarship weapon. Y'all niggas start running. Boy, I tell you, boy. There you have it. Out there. Somebody go find Lord Lord that, but dude. <laughs> where is he at? That, that boy's on the bus. <laughs> Lord Abba Dabba, dude. He's the Royal Lodge of the Water Buffalo. <laughs> he, he, he's in he, man come on man oh man hey oh, oh. Man. yeah i got
got a question for you and Garfield. I know Garfield tried to do it yesterday, but I'm gonna ask you. Um, do you or did you purchase Apple's book? Does anybody got a copy of Apple's book? I don't. I ain't no. I can't do it. You? I think Garfield was trying to buy it. That's all talk, man. You know, I ain't buying that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Jabaz. Peace to Classic Jabaz. He in the chat. <laughs> this Classic is a topic right here. Right here. Run, go get my book, yo. You made me go get my book. man. When we rule. You see, you see, look at chapter two. You look at chapter two. He talk about the survey of the documents. When you look at the travelers, the merchants, and the envoys, then you start following the money. <laughs> then let me let me give a shout out to Rob Bourne. He talked about the Orient Orient Orientalist scholarship. And when you look at the the um the travelers, the merchants, the Islamic scholarship, and all that stuff, you just gotta follow the money, as my brother Ang said. Follow the trade routes. Who control the trade route? Who control the Trans-Saharan trade route? Even when the Muslims. The Arabs took over. Who control it? Let me see what else. Let me see what else I got to touch on this. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean, this has everything in it, man. I mean, who who want to go against what this book did? The civilization of the Moors, the Caliphate of Cordova, and the empire of the two shores. Oh, this is crazy right here, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Hey, look, let me, let, me let me tell the chat room something, man. Man, make sure y'all push the bass, man. The Massey clan warrior, man. Man, the class of bass is lethal, man. In fact, I'm gonna have to repost some shows, man. You can go to his channel, The Class of Shabazz, man. He totally dismantles the Moors. Mm -hmm. They don't even respond to him. That's how you know you you just finished them off when there is no response. None. Hold on, let me um go to um let me share something real quick. Hold on, this is Lord Abadabadu. But um, let me go to um Sonata page because he ain't gonna put that up. You ain't gonna put that video up. No, I ain't gonna do it. Oh, he took down those. He took it down. Put it down. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, take down? Probably the best man. He took down the um all the the live streams of um yesterday. Who? Sonetta. He took oh, the Facebook. Yeah. He took the Facebook down. Yeah, I don't see it. Oh man, I watched it like uh this morning. Yeah, he gonna he gonna edit it. He edit it. He he edit that. What I can't believe is that months ago having fun with it and we read it like over and over like six times so people could understand where this Moabite thing came from and they still running around with it oh they don't care man that's how you do it yo you ain't know that yo nah man yo class is the bad what are you talking about i'll shoot you the link bro inbox me i'll shoot you the link right now he said, uh, oh, yeah. he said he That's going nice uh, right house there. looking or something. Yo, oh, quiet on the set. Who let this dude up on the panel? <laughs> Who let this guy on the panel, son? 
<laughs> yo, yo, listen, listen, Garfield, real quick. Since y'all talking about this, besides Cordoba, let me just throw something out there. Alan, you crazy, Alan. I should listen, kick you listen. out. I should kick you out, Listen, man. listen, Alan. Nah, I'm, 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 I'm talking, yo, today, let me, man. Okay, all right. Hey, yo, I mean, Alan, hold chill out. Man, go do some push-ups, Alan. Go do some push-ups with your own listen, body weight, man. Listen, Get out of here. Definitely you do good. It's not just, you do that it's well. Not, hello, it's not just Cordoba. Look at Toledo. I'm going to give an example of how yep. you can trace everything. So in Toledo is where the Moors had, right? And they were extracting resources. One of the resources they were extracting was this iron and those raw materials. So Toledo was known for something in particular, and it was known for blade making, right? Mm. So mm -hmm. Toledo was known for blade making, and, and the master craftsmen for the blades were actually the Jews, right? And mm. here's a trick to always, to always remember this. All right, to always remember this is people in Ohio – there's a newspaper to this day called the Toledo Blade. Woo -woo. All right? So wow. this shows you the connections here. In Ohio, go look at the newspaper. It's called the Toledo Blade. And that's showing you, if you go do the research and the history, that Toledo was one of those areas that they dominated. And it also shows you the Jewish input, presence, and money that's involved in that. So it's not just Cordoba that you're looking at. You have to look at, like you guys are saying, what's the trade? And those, all of those minerals that you see are going to be extracted are coming from sub-Saharan Africa. Mm, That's mm, the whole mm. point of having a trade route. We got to ask ourselves now, what is being traded besides humans? It's resources. Mm. And then where's the resources coming from, right? Initially, it started off during the Bronze Age with bronze, Noke people, right? Then it goes to other ages, and you see all of the, up until the Golden Age of the Moors. Where was the gold coming from? It was coming from sub-Saharan Africa. So all of those resources along those trade routes are, are, are stuff that's getting extracted from sub-Saharan Africa. And the only thing that's really coming back the other way is salt. So we get the short end of the stick when it comes to that. And then, Got him. And then they tell you that, well, the, the Muslim comes, or excuse me, the more the Muslim whatever comes and brings this uh, knowledge base and these great books. And this stuff was in existence before the presence of any Muslim and any more, and any Christian for that matter. Because we always leave, we leave out one particular thing and we automatically skip to Mansa Musa. You have to look at the Ghana Empire. All those things were established and Wagadu and other places, those are trade routes that sub-Saharan Africans were doing. And because the, the Sahara was expanding is what's causing all of this rift to happen. Who sits in the middle of the Sahara expanding but the Berber? The Berber has no resources that are pointed out. So you have something below them and above them, the people wanting the resources. Who do they become? They become a great middleman. They become more susceptible to whatever they can because they're a nomadic type of people. So amongst the Berbers, you're going to see all of the religions that dominate the trades. So you're going to see Berber Jews, you're going to see Berber Christians, and you're going to see Berber Muslims. Why? Because we accept those things or they accept those things in order to manipulate and dominate the trades. And if you look at the major cities, they sit on the northern edge of the Sahara and below the Sahara. Right? Mm -hmm. Back to trade once again. That's that detail you bring, bro. See, I just scratched the surface. And see, y'all always bring that good goddamn detail right there, yo. Damn so one, right. of, one of the cities you look at is Sigil Massa. Excuse the slaughtering. I think it's S-A-J-I-L-M-A-S-A. -S -S -A. Um, 
uh, Arakul, cool, right? Right. You have, uh, like, you have like uh, Tikrit is up there. Just look at what sits on the southern part of Sahara, and you see those where you're going to see are more ancient cities that fell at this point in time. And then look on the northern end of the Sahara, and you see that's where you get all of that, you know, Fez, Morocco, and all that stuff. How we do it, Danny? Page 20 or what book? No, 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 no. We're going to walk. We're going to walk. We, now we're going to go back before page 20. We're going to go like to page five. Let's walk slow. With page five, uh, <laughs> let's let it. We walk slow, but they were using when we ruled, which is you know it was a good one. We just, so they could stay in that book. I'm not really sure the pages in that book. I think Walker talks about it in a little bit different way. Mm -hmm. Hey, Alan, what's up, bro? You you alright, man? I'm alright. Listen, man. listen, listen. What's gonna happen? I apologize, gonna bro. Hey, I got you. It's a push-up challenge that takes place now. Um, your old ass versus um Allen. That's how we gonna go. No, no I can't. <laughs> hell no, hell no, y'all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga serious.
And how we know that is because when we looked at the conquest of Guinea with Zuaria, when they go capture their first people in West Africa, they take them and they try to get them to speak the Moorish language so that they could translate. But the Moorish language to them was Arabic. And these Africans didn't speak that. So they had to go back again. Then they grabbed some other person and they right. had it. So at that time, that lets you know that every person that was black was classified as more. So it changes with time frame. So that's what justifies the why we find people as more. But I like the Alba dance. Yeah, but you have, but you have now right. because they're gonna. Hey, right. A, a smart Morris uh, uh, scholar or whatever is gonna point out the fact that you have people denoted with the more. All right, all right. Well, about the more, you're gonna see them in the records, and how do you go to explain that now, Alan? Where you see them in the 14, 15, 16 hundreds? Because they're traveling, they're traders, and these traders are, aka Berbers, which is really not Arabs, right? Which is late, which later become Arabs. So these Berbers are merchants, and these are the people who run the trade routes. So right, but now people, we're talking about now we're gonna let's speed it up a little bit so people get it because the Moors are gonna tell you which is they're correct. There was stuff in the record that says more. That yeah. says uh Anthony Moore and all these other Moors. Mm -hmm. Then how do we go and explain that? Through names, through the changing of surnames and through those merchants. Right, but where are they mostly found? Now I'm gonna give you an alley. Where are they mostly found? They're in North Africa, Spain, and Portugal. Spain and Portugal. Facts. And See? these and some of those Facts. and some of those Moors, those people is weird because they're Christians. Some that of them is, are Christians, yeah. some of them are Jews. It's just a it, it, the term changes with the time frame. So, so it gets changed a lot, and they also throw Saracen in the records as well. And then when the English come, the English adds that black or more attribute to it, but that's like in the 15s. Yeah, that's that's Ali Muhammad stuff right there. <laughs> right, but you have to remember now you have some Europeans who are getting kidnapped and taken to these Barbary areas and being forced to convert, and then they become Moors. So you're talking about the, um, the Scandinavians and all the rest of them? No, you're not even that. You have people along that northeast coast right there because there's this fighting and conflict that's been taking place way prior to any 1400 people uh, era that Europeans are oh, trying I got to you. fight to get their land back, right? It's called the Reconquista. So this period starts really in like the 11th. Got right? You. But you also have Europeans who are getting kidnapped and being forced to convert to Islam. Yep, and let's get the let's get the number right. It was one million of those people who got snatched up. Right, but the importance of that is when you go and look who brought the first Quran to the Americas to America, you're gonna see who. I'm not even giving it away, but I suggest you go and look up who brought the fool who said to bring the first Quran to America. Are you using the master teacher Walter Williams? <laughs> no, I'm not using this. Is, no, no, no. Walter Williams didn't do this. So you're going to see that this person... I'm, wait, hold on. Let me just get this part. You're going to see that this person's last name is Van Sally. Van means of. Sally is an area. Go to your maps and look what Sally is. S-A-L-E-E. -E. Sometimes you might find an S-A-L-E with the uh, accent over it. That's right. So you're going to find out his name. I'm not going to give you his whole name. That's his last name. You go and look it out, and then you go find out his story. Then you understand how people were forced to convert, how Europeans were forced to convert, except to Islam. And now they're going around with the denotation, the more, in America.
Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you, let me ask you this real quick. So now we figured out the money trail, right? So now uh, one of the claims the Moors always make, uh, they always say, well, uh, we educated the Europeans. Am I correct? Is that not a statement? Sure. And that's a fact, correct? Sure. Yeah. Right. So, okay. But now, now since you're educating on that type of level, we want to know where was the university, where was the key university at? The in Europe? I ain't talking about in Europe. Nope. What are you, are you it's, talking about in where? Where it's in Iraq. It's in Iraq during these times y'all talking about. Yes. Right. What's the name of it? Go ahead. It's called the House of Wisdom. Here go go go. Yeah, you do, yeah, but this is, yeah, you're going to get into the translation movement. And yeah, okay. Sure. I mean, this was the, I think about this now. This is what, this is what ended up pushing them to that, that, that one and only, only golden age. Yes, they stole all the information and got who? They got Jews who were all in all those areas to translate Max, the documents. They ain't even steal it. They just, you, they just, they just took the text and trash. They had, they had Greeks. Jews and they just translate the text and science. And as a matter of fact, they 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 kind of they give credit to the people they got the information from and they further the information. But the point I want to make is you will never hear the Moors say that. The Moors that are in America will always say that we took knowledge. So did they carry a thousand books on their back? No, when when you deal with when you deal with Cordova, Spain, and all that, right? They all got information disseminated from the house of wisdom. Yes. Because you got to know during that time, Iraq was the capital of the what? Of the Islamic empire. Right or wrong? Yes. So, so at the center of what they was doing, yo, they took on science and technology, bro. I just want to put that out there. And none of the Moors, right, back that. They won't back science and technology. They start talking about Muhammad and all that. And, 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 and this but and you this can, is crazy. You can, you can also see after... Um, they began to be expelled from Europe where the predominant universities for Europe comes up in Spain and Portugal. You go look at some of the oldest European universities, you're going to find that they sit in Spain and Portugal. And this is why Spain, Portugal, and eventually France become the center for, uh, what do you call it, New World Education or whatever. And this is why Spain and Portugal, is really Lisbon and Seville, when you look at it, become the progenitors of starting this whole transatlantic experience. Mm-hmm. Because they steal information, they start university, they steal the trade system and create something called the guild system for them, and then use those trading companies that they start to go out and a have a small about? victory against. Who are you talking about? What I'm talking about? I'm talking about now. I'm talking about the Europeans and how the Europe starts to emerge, Portugal and Spain, and why so much is centered on there. Because if you look at the map, they're not huge countries. No. So let me ask you this. Well, why do you say they stealing the information? It's kind of hard to steal some algebra, yo. You got to kind of, somebody got to sit there and teach you. you. You get my point? You don't just, it's like gold, they stealing it. But the information, you know, they kind of give credit to each other. That's why it's ridiculous. Yeah, but, but if, if you want to fair, if you don't teach me this, I'm going to cut your head off. Um, you know, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but it could be, so, you could steal it in that direction. You don't tell me what I want to know, then you got to go. Yeah, probably so. But they don't they give credit? They all they all give that's what scientists do to give credit to where they got it from. Yes. Yeah, so how many of them gave credit to M. Hotep in these documents? 
Well, they don't go back that far. They give, uh, they give but, it to the Egyptians. If they don't get it from, if they're gonna translate, start translating Greek documents and all that, you got to know that that came from somewhere as well. So they pick That's and choose true. who they want to give credit to. But they, did, I'm talking about the Greeks. The Greeks gave gave credit, and the ancient records they say they got it from the Egyptians. Yes. Right. Yeah. No question. I, I was okay. talking about more when they're going through the translation movement, giving well, credit back to the original. Okay, source. well, they get that right. Well, they, they don't go that far. They go, matter of fact, hold on, I got a book. I, I know y'all familiar with this book. Um, this book a whole, right here. Where is that? I got a translation movement book. Yeah. I'm about to have a nerd. Right here. You got this one right here? It's right here. Here go the credit. It's called. Um, Can you see the cover? No, that's not the one. I got, I got another translation one. Yeah, this is uh, The Missing Millennium. Ancient Egypt and medieval Arabic writings. And so they are giving credit to him right here. Yes, sir. I'm not saying. Oh, here we go. The book I have is called. What you got? Oh, man, The House of Wisdom. It's by um, Jim Al Khalili. The book is no, called The House that. of Wisdom. It's called How, How Arabic Science Saved Ancient Knowledge and Gave Us the Renaissance. The house I need that too. Yeah, I got, I got. So, okay, you got that one. I got this one. Yo, make sure you send that to me. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Send that to me. I got this one right here. And, but see, the Moors need to read this information. You always, they always talking about we, we civilized it. Come on, man. It gotta come from somewhere, man. That's that's. See, that's their real homework. You just don't run around with it in your head. That's the point I want to make. So, everybody listening, uh, school universities is essential to building a serious community and building a serious uh, um, a, a serious nation. You gotta have that. And, and the Arabs recognize that early in the game. Right. And then if we look no further to what Spain and Portugal did when they established university, they conquered quote or quote unquote conquered the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. With exactly that, what they did. With that knowledge. And so what they began to yep. do is you'll find that everything that is in the new world was already taking place within Spain and Portugal. So they were manufacturing sugar. They were man. Yes, the sugar plantations were first in those areas, right? They were doing tobacco. They were mm -hmm. doing um, other forms. Those are the main two. I'm going to just use sugar for now because what they did when they began to take over the lands as they started to enslave some of the Moors to work on their sugar plantations. Why? Because they said, and I, I have to get the exact science, they didn't know why, but they said that the Moors and Sub-Saharan Africans, who they also used, were master boilers. So they knew the right temperature once they had the sugar cane and boiled it down to extract what they want to extract from it. For some reason, or for, there was some science that the Moors had that they became enslaved for that. So they transformed, cut down sugarcane into molasses and other materials. So they then take that information, and when they go and find sugar in other places, they use the same model. That model was started in Europe, though, not in the Caribbean. Mm, gotcha. Oh, yeah, I got, a, I got a source, too, on page eight in this book right here. All right. And uh, the Missing Millennium, right? Ancient Egypt, Medieval Arab Sources. And he talks on page, on chapter eight. Uh, he says, this is Egyptian science and medieval Arab sources, right? So, you know, the Moors always make the claim that, you know, they, 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 they were the caretakers of Egyptian science and all that. Well, let's see. It says the class, classical sources portray Egypt as the source of all science. And that's Hornging. 
2001. It says some of them were available in Arab as early as the 8th century CE and helped to shape the medieval Arab view of ancient Egypt as a land of wisdom and science. It says Arab scholars were generous in their praise of the science of the ancient nations regarding science, scientists, uh, irrespective of the order of the creed as ancestors who had contributed to the universal process to which every nation contributes its share in its own time. It goes on to say almost all medieval Arab books on any science start with the chapter on previous science in the field and so establish a long continuous claim of the knowledge. And this is one of the things I was going to use against them two fools, right? It was acting like the metanature wasn't deciphered. Well, if it wasn't deciphered, how was they able to tell that the Nile Valley Africans were the source of the signs that they was using? I just right. want to Yeah, but also in a more modern thing, what we need to do is, is just start giving some insight onto why in these records in the 16, 17, 1500s, you see the name more. Because this is what they're pointing out to show you that the existence of the more is there because it says more is on a piece of paper. Yeah, you know what crazy. I mean? We need to go, we need to go into more of an explanation when we're talking so people can understand, well, why are these people named Moors? Why did they have that Morris Sundry Act later and so forth and so on? That was not clear. So people make the assumption sometimes when they see uh you know, Johan the Moor, and they say, okay, look, there's a Moor right there. Mm. Right? Without giving any uh, background on how that's even possible. Because I can show you in the record, Anthony the Moor, and you can't explain. He's right in New York. Mm. So we need to go understand why they get the delineation more. Right? Because, like, Alan, what I was getting at is because there are people who are quote-unquote Moorish heritage who are living in Portugal and Spain. Where are the explorers coming from? Portugal and Spain. Who were the people that dominated that water before the Portuguese and Spanish? The Moorish people. Who taught them about the Atlantic waters? The Moors. So who do you think was on the ships with some of them? The Moors. But not this... I, this image, I think, we create of the Moors. Those are those people who sit on that Barbary coast and in that area right there. What's the name that we call the the shippers? I mean, the, the people who were sailing, the sailors. The, the, what, the Barbary sailors? No, 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 no. The school that they went to. What's the name of it? I didn't give them all my information there. What's wrong with you? can't remember off my head, man. Well, you won't. Uh -huh. Come on, man. I'm not in front of no book. Well, I told you, you better stop using the book. John Henry Clark closed his eyes and start seeing pages. Look, man. Ah. You keep talking oh. crap, man. Yeah, All you gotta do it. is show up. Set it. Set it. Dag on dagger. I don't give a. Nah. <laughs> nah. Hey yo, look. Hey yo, look. Look, man. Look, man. Look, man. I told you I'm gonna stomp your spider, man. You're not stomping the spider because the spider is the only thing you Negroes got, and you'll see it sooner or later. Now, mm -hmm. set it. <laughs> since we want to get into this discussion, I hear a lot of stuff yesterday that I'm very yes, disappointed in, and since he brought it up, I want to address it. If you probably have any questions about West Africa, I would be happy to talk to him. I am not the authority on the subject matter by any means, but I'm sure I could probably share some light because there's a lot of bullshit that's going around now that maybe we can help clear up. I got a question for you, Ben. 
I will preface this by saying I don't know everything, but go ahead and ask your question, bro. Yeah, I'm saying, why is it that the Africans that were all Moors and was nobody but the African over there, why would mm -hmm. they start building, uh, uh, why would their architecture would lead more to the Arabs and the Berbers? Why wouldn't they have Sub-Saharan African architecture? Okay, so they have, what are you talking about in Sub-Saharan Africa? When they do come, they do have the architecture. There's a, ah, oh, damn, I got to get you the book. But they highlight this where the, the Muslim, or they, they try to come in and they try to stomp out the use of uh, animal faces in, in um, art and architecture. So you start to see these uh, geometric patterns start to emerge in Sub-Saharan Africa. That's due to the input or the influx of the Muslim now coming in to use those particular designs. You'll find the same designs today, even in Madrid and Barcelona because of the Muslim influence there. Remember, they're big on not using faces right. and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So this, is, this was the contention when they were coming into West Africa. We're like, look, this is a part of our nature to build in this fashion. You know, and this is why kind of they let, this was caused a distinction kind of like, you could see, okay, yeah, the Muslims was there and we let you do this, but you wasn't running the whole thing. You didn't stomp out all of our native um, cultural attributes. So when you when we looking in West Africa, we see all these like fractal geometric shapes and all that stuff. That is a large to a large to a, a pretty good degree to the influence of the more the Muslims coming into that region. Mm. Because because they because look at what we have masking. We have masking everywhere, right? Throughout Sub-Saharan right. Africa. We got faces and animal faces and this, that, and the other. They try to wipe that out and bring this new style in here. That's what also caused big conflict in West Africa. Like, look, we're going to let y'all in here, but you can't, you're not going to wipe out all of our, you know, cultural attributes. This is why we look at it. There's two courts always in West Africa where they are. Under Mansa Musa, there was two courts. Under all these Islamic um, or Muslim peoples, the whole Mali was not Muslim. The ruling class was Muslim. The Mansas were Muslim. We know this because they have two different courts. There was a Muslim court and there was a quote unquote native court. So they didn't, you know, we have this assumption that once Islam comes in, everybody over there are converts to Islam and it's not true. So we have Thought something where- trade. I know. Right, there you trade. go. You accept it for trade because the Moors had taken over the trade routes. Yeah. This is why you're stuck Islam, right? So you go into, um, what's the name of this book right here? You go into the Akon world of gold weight. Oh, so hold up. The people that control the trade routes, they ain't speak more about it? You, you pseudo, man. No, uh, I don't know who more about it is. And that's y'all stuff. I don't do it that much. Hey, let, 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 let Chief Broken Feather on. Nah, bro. All right, let me, all right. Let me, let, all right, hold on a second. Let me get it in here. Yeah, Unc, I was going to kick you off, Unc, but I had to change the heart. Appreciate that, brother. He kicked me off. I'm not mad. If he I was going to kick your ass. Yo, yo, y'all got hand with that old man. You, Somebody want to hear a lot. Hey, yo, you old, you older than me. So what you talking about, old man stuff? Watch your mouth. We live on air. Man. No, 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 All right. Man. I, I said, <laughs> you got a right to kick me off, man. This your nah, platform, man, bro. I ain't going to kick yo, you off. I ain't mad at you, Alan. Nah, I ain't going to kick you off. I wouldn't be mad. Shit, I'll right. laugh at you. 
All right, go kick you <laughs> Bring you back on the show next time. <laughs> oh, by the time you get somebody out there, ain't nobody going to be on YouTube no more. They're going to kick you off every week. I don't know which, who you done pissed off. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what you did. Aunt. You should have left Wesley Muhammad alone. You should have left him alone. I know. Yeah. Every time I step, I know. Yeah. Every time I do it, man, they get me. I'm sorry. Man. That's crazy. Bananas, yo. It's fun though. It's all good. At least y'all. I, I. Well, I ain't making. I don't make no money off this shit. But what, I, what, what sure. I, I want to get some clarity on is how. It's the same thing I ask anybody. Like, how are we Moors today? Do what connection? Foolery. <laughs> you know what makes us what what makes us these morals today? Was it just a simple fact that we also brought Islam with us? Foolery, man. I mean, I'm, going, I'm not looking Foolery. in the chat. Maybe I mean, somebody say something in the chat, but I'm that's just my question. Listen, man. Foolery. According, according to the noble Jew Ali, we are descended from Morocco. We were the holders of the truth of Egypt, and we came over here. That's how it happened. So no. this, is, this is wait, this is outside of transatlantic slave trade. Uh, um, yeah. So Crazy. when did when did the, when did they come over here? Look, don't ask me. You ask Nova Juwali. This no, is what no, he said in his book. There's some wars in the chat room. I'm looking at the chat. I'm just trying to understand. They're not a part of transatlantic slave trade. Are they saying that these people came prior and when Master Musa and I mean people before Master Musa sent out the ships and that whole is that what they're claiming? Nah, they don't claim that either. That's not what Noble Jew Ali says. See, these brothers changed put their own understanding to it. And that's what he did. I don't got no problem with it. I got a problem with the Moabite joint. I don't have a problem. I got a This more thing is ridiculous. So when we talked about earlier or before when he was kicking it, we talked about that Oriental slave trade. We got these Moors. We know who these people are, but they not Arabs. They Berbers. How do you find yourself here? That's the point. And the only way you can use that is if you look at these people who was brought from those Pacific Islands over there from East Africa and them, but that's not us. So Wait, 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 wait. Brought from East to where? To the Americas? No. From East Africa to Europe, Spain, um, India, Asia. That trade. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the West Atlantic slave trade. But the Moors are involved in this because this happened in Morocco. And they took some of the Africans and they had them a part of their army. And they had the women with them. So I I don't get this. I don't understand this. Like from the beginning of us looking at this, these people automatically had a problem with the Africans. So I don't want to even think these people was Africans. All right, maybe I'm not saying it. Maybe I'm not saying it the other way. So did Drew's people come over here in that fashion from the Orient. No, he found out who he was when he went to when he supposedly went to Egypt. Right. So did any did, did any of the other people come over here in that fashion from the Orient? Um. Yeah, we got some people. Who? Um. From the Portuguese. We talked about this the other day. The Portuguese took some people from that that area. Right, but we know who those people are, and I've never heard anybody know who those people are. Right now, that that can be your only claim, but it ain't that many of those people. 
Right, but those quote-unquote people was something that we never mentioned. Let's stop talking about in circles, because this is information that you're not there. The people that they're talking about that come from East Africa come from Madagascar. Uh-huh. And it's not a, it's not a direct industry that they have. They were, No, they no, were, no, no. But what about the people that the Portuguese took from West Africa that went and then took them to Morocco, and then some of those people came over here? What about those people? What about them? That's just what I'm asking you. There, there's some that's in the record, yes. Right. So, but they're not, taking. You just said they were taken from West Africa, though. Right. Right. So that's that. What I'm, what, what I'm saying, if 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 you're gonna use East Africa, which right. is fine, because there is a very small amount of people. Those people come from Madagascar, mm-hmm. and the reason that they've been able to be taken from Madagascar is because the Muslims had a trade that was going toward India and other parts of Asia on that side of East Africa. This is why you see Ethiopians' pictures of people in India. Yes, some of them go as free Africans, but many of them go because they're enslaved under Muslims and taken to those areas in exchange for other spices and what have you. That the Muslim then goes and turns and sells to the rest of Europe. Crickets? I mean, let's go. We got a history class. No, it ain't no crickets. That's right. I ain't got nothing to say. That's right. <laughs> so my, my, my question once again is how did you end up here? How did who end up here? The Moors? Yes. Do that trade? No way. That's the only thing you can say. That's what I'm saying. What else can we say? We can't say nothing else because that's the only place we have them coming from that part of Africa here. We don't have nowhere. What else we got? You got something I don't know about? You you have something where people are uh, denoted as being more and it's in the record. This is what I'm saying. You go back to label once again. So what did more mean? It meant Muslim at that time. Simple as that. So some of the people that they're grabbing up in West Africa are getting a denotation Muslim. But let's not be confused because we've already established that there are Moors, African-ish people in Spain and Portugal. Who are the peoples that go to the Americas? The people from Spain and Portugal. Right. Who, was the we, owner, we, who was the owner of one of the ships that came with Columbus? It was a Moorish family. Never heard the Moors mention that one. Yes, they do. Who? What was his name? They mentioned... Um, What's the name of this dude, man? Can't mm-hmm. mention uh, over my head. It's in, it's in, nah. Oh, I they forget his name. Because we're the end, Danny. Yeah, it was um, the Nino brothers. Nino, Nino, Nino. Nino. They mentioned. Nino. They met, what, yeah. What's your, your boy's name? Nino came from a whole your, shipping family. People should look this up because it's a, it's a fascinating story and it give us an idea of how West Africans were taking there and become converts and Moors. What's it your boy's name? Found that money. Found that money. Found what's the, that what's money. The, What's that boy name? Oh, Tariq Nasheed and his hidden colors. You talk about that. I, I, I never seen it. Anyway, um, yeah. so don't get mad at him. Don't get mad. Come I'm not mad at nothing. I can deal with the historical record. Congrats, man. But anyway, that's what it says there. And that family, if you look, I mean, you probably got a Wikipedia page with the whole family. You'll notice that the whole family were what? Were sailors in the Atlantic waters. So this is why the Europeans, Portuguese and otherwise, begin to take them on the ships to the New World. As why? Because they spoke what? They spoke Arabic. What did Muslims in West Africa speak? Some Arabic. Trick question. Trick question. Trick Uh, question. (laughs) 
right? Hey, man. Elevated this. Hey, Kunta Kente, uh, let me say this real fast. Kunta went in there and started doing Muslim prayers, right? Yeah. Kunta Kente was, was a Mandy, right? Yeah, he was a Muslim. Right. He ain't eat no pork, remember? Yeah. Yeah, I got one. No I got running around with OJ. Dummy. Yeah, I don't eat no pork, dummy. Hey, I want everybody to know, yo, that we, you know, uh, next week, we're going to have our, we had a class this week at the Metropolitan uh, Library. We're going to have another class this week. And yes, we were teaching Metal Nature in that class. All right. Let me get the, um, hold on. Let me get y'all exactly where we're going to be at this week coming up. So all things on the table in the no pseudo tour. All right. Let me see. Hold on. Let me get that real fast for y'all. Real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Real fast. Hold on. All right. It's going to be at the... All right. Last... We was at the Metropolitan Library. All right. Next week, we're going to be at the Mechanicsville Library. 400... For Street. Southwest Atlanta, Georgia. Nice to meet you. Hi, Somebody got to mute that. I got to mute that. Sound like we all off in New York. Sound like we're in New York. All right. Once again, Mechanicsville Library. Um, 400 Filmwalt Street, F O R M W A L T Street. Southwest Atlanta, Georgia, 30312. Saturday, July the 29th, from 1 to 5. All right, y'all can go to the Amaral Squad group, okay, and all the details being that. We appreciate y'all's support. Amaral Squad, uh, we're Chief Broken Black Feather at hand in there. Chief Feather knocked you to the side. <laughs> So you can look up the Nino brothers. If nobody put it in the chat name, look up Anthony Van Sally. Who's that? That's the first. That's the first person who brought the Quran to America. And you Damn see his, look at his story. Check it out right now, and then look at his father's story. And you understand Damn he's shit. actually related to Jackie Onassis and Gloria Vanderbilt and Anderson Cooper. Oh, and... stop it. No, say it ain't so. Yes. Come on, Danny. Look at the history. Look at right there. Look at Anthony uh, Van Sally, everyone, and then go look at his Danny, where you, as where well. you put it? I didn't put it nowhere. It's off the top, Playboy. Off the top. What's the name? What's the name? Anthony uh, Van Sally. V-A-N, which means of. Sally is the area. Go get a map and look where Sally is. S-A-L-E-E. -E. You're going to find it. Or just sometime S-A-L-E. Look at the family story and you understand how that more is a tricky thing to play with. Anthony. They are pretty sure they got a Wikipedia page. Actually, if you go to PBS, they'll have the documentation. That they wrote. He also lived in New York and he married the biggest whore in New York City at the time. Anthony Anthony Van Sally S A L E E. Yeah, I got that. Let me see. The Wikipedia S A L E E. Good Lord, man. What happened? Yeah, S A L E E. Yeah, Anthony 
Vine. I don't see it, yo. Huh? I don't see it. Okay. Then let me go on and get it. I don't got it. Jesus, Lord. Hold on mm -hmm. one second. I got it. A frontline PBS. I'll put it in the chat room. You got it? You found it? Yes, right? Yeah, I got it. Good. Now, just, just glance through it and read the story. You'll see. <laughs> Y'all crazy. We put this in there. Right, man, come on, man. I ain't even need this information, Danny. <laughs> Why not? So beat him up even worse. Well, we trying on, not to beat him up even worse. No, no. It's not a beat up. It's, it's just sharing information because maybe some people don't know this. When I ask the question, well, who was said to bring the first Quran to the Americas? There you go. And then it, it tells you the story and it tells you who those people are. And if you look at the picture and the drawings of Von Sally, that should make you ask some more questions. Some white boys, yo, is he serious? There you go. Hey, y'all got to put the bucket dress on. Like Abraham and all that crazy. Oh, my God, man. You mean this white boy right here? I didn't make it up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Stop it. And he lived in New Amsterdam, which was New York. Which is and New York. He had yeah. the biggest whore in oh, New man. Amsterdam as his wife. Ah, you want her name? Dr. Her name Dr. is Regis Ryan. Let me put a and picture of him. And he got kicked out. And he got kicked out. And he got sent to a place called Kanye Island, which was Rabbit uh, Island, which became Coney Island. Oh, man. And he lived in an area called Gravesend. Anybody from New York knows Gravesend, Brooklyn. Oh, man. Stop it. I'm going to share my screen on this one. This is funny. Tell me I'm lying. I'm walking in the street. <laughs> and there you go. Stop it, boy. And there you, you go. I'm going to share the screen. You, hold on. You can go to PBS and go to PBS.org and type Van Sally or whatever, and you can see some of the original documentation as well. All right, here you go. I'm going to put it up there for him. Everybody want to act like it ain't, ain't going down. And then somebody look up where Sally is. All right, y'all see my screen, right? Well, that's that's, my that's, screen. That's, look. that's that's uh that's the uh C's. That's not him directly. Yeah, we that's see y'all. That's like the, the the rest of the huh? family. That's not him directly because there was no pictures around in his time. That's his. That's probably his uh, lineage or whatever. All the way down to Anderson. You guys joint? Hold on, let me see. <laughs> yeah, that's probably part of his family. You right? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Doctor Van, Doctor John Van Cedar, yep. Right. <laughs> so you're going to see probably Gloria Vanderbilt, Anderson Cooper, Humphrey Bogart. Whoa. Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. Y'all running around with the cron. I'm going to call it the, the Van Sealy book <laughs> in America. Here we go. But at the same time, when we look in the records, there's someone named Anthony the Moore. In the records, New Amsterdam. Oh man! What you gotta Nothing explain is. if you know if you know that the Dutch at the time were pirates and they were pirating Spanish ships. You see, I'm all into your damn debates, debates, debates. It's right here. He said you was right. He said they were among the earliest arrivals in the 17th century, New Amsterdam. All y'all don't know what New Amsterdam was. It later on became New York. That's where the first kidnapped victims was. It was about eight of them. With three white boys, they build your hands damn funny. They say, and the number of documents dating back to this period, they are both described as they say mulatto. Uh huh. Because his and, father got kidnapped, his father was a sailor, got kidnapped, converted to Islam, yeah. 
and had sex and had a child with a Moorish or African or black woman, whatever you want to call her. That's why. Look at the story. Now you go into your Barbary pirates and people getting kidnapped and being converts and taking the name more. Mm, the mother, yeah. It's right here. Y'all got it. Conversion to Islam. While trading is part of it before this, conversion to Islam. As a result of antisocial behavior of his wife, of his white wife, Anthony Van Selly, was induced to leave the city precincts. Right. And sent to graves in or Coneyate Island, C-O-N-Y-E-T in Dutch. Coneyate Island. Means rabbit because it was extended with rabbits. And that Coneyate Island is Coney Island. <laughs> Hot dogs. Y'all reading the hot dog Quran? Well, that's crazy, yo. Well, I tell you, black people getting more stuff don't even know what they into. Damn shame. So, if anything, yeah, we, if anything, we found out the meaning of Coney Island today. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. The bedrock crew is reading the hot dog Quran. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Man, so we know that the Portuguese are involved in this trade and they're actually selling some of their own. There are free Moors, Africans of West African and of, you know, uh, Andalusian's descent, if you will, that become these people who are some of the sailors on the ship. Some of them was involved in slave catching and some of them were enslaved themselves. So now when we see a record with Anthony de Moore or any other day more of the Moors, We'll, we can get a better, clear idea of who these people are. Hmm. Yo, this nigga ain't even a, ain't even a black African. Stop. Man, boy, you didn't. Oh, man, you got to keep your mouth quiet on that, Danny. You're going to start up some trouble now, yo. <laughs> but look where Sally is. That's important because you'll understand that region up there is Sally's where those Barbary pirates are. Yep. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, they got a display at the um, African American Museum. I suggest everybody go. Kind of understand the history because they don't get that shit to you like you're supposed to. But there was a section that was talking about the Black Pirates. I didn't get a chance to. Um, right. there, was a, there was a number of Black Pirates. The reason yeah. that we got into piracy because piracy, piracy rules and law is different. It's the pirate law that reigns supreme and not necessarily your nationality. Yeah. They have a different code. So that's mm -hmm. why you're going to see Black Pirate. Yeah. Black so the pirate. deal was when the pirates go and they take over the ships, they want the gold and the minerals that um, the Caribbean is sending back to Spain along something called the Spanish Main. So the pirates attack those ships. They want the resources. A lot of times what they do is they give the African a choice of get down or lay down. So in many cases, the enslaved Africans said, you know what? I'm going to get down. Get down, son. And this is how you start to start to see black pirates. I'm going to fight with you. Shit. I'm hanging out. Because they want the gold. Why sure. do they want the gold? Because what is Spain? what was Spain doing? Spain is sitting in Mexico and all those other places trying to exploit the, the gold and the silver. For what? They're, they're taking the gold and the silver to make coins. To do what? 
to pay the people because they're depleted from all these wars that they don't fought with the Moors in Europe. That's why Europe needs money. Gold was the money. They pressed the coins in the Americas and shipped the coins back to Europe. That's why you have pirates of the Caribbean. What were the pirates stealing? They were stealing the gold and the silver that Spain was extracting. We well, say the first Moors was pirates. You see? You said that. Yeah, they're, taking, they're taking the natural resources. So they want what? That's why you got all of these pirate named drinks all around Jamaica and the Caribbean when you go on your vacation and pirates cold and pirates that. Ask yourself, what are they stealing? They're stealing the silver and gold that Spain is extracting from here. Look up something called the Spanish Main, M-A-I-N. You'll see the exact line where the pirates are stealing who, who is Demarcus Mack? Let me, let me read this. You say, do the, can't even write, first of all, do the Metalecha talk a out a people being took cargo slave ships and made slaves and having no power to stand against the, what? Man, rewrite that, man. You worse to me with that. Stop it. Come on, Demarcus. Rewrite that. So people look up the Spanish main, and you'll see. Spanish main. You'll see the what is it? Spanish main was the line was the main line, that, or the main route that the Spanish took. Remember, the, the Spanish got this part of the world. It split, right? The Pope split up the world and then created the spirit influence and that whole bit. Portugal only got part of Brazil. That's why you don't see Portugal really in none of the other Amer parts of the Americas. Spanish main. The Spanish main, the Spanish was cared because they got to extract the gold and the silver, the natural resources to create something called bits. Right? They used to create the silver and they would take a bite out of the coin and that's what bits are. And that's how you got paid your, your, your wages. Mm. We never asked ourselves what were they pirating? Why were they stealing? What was the big deal? This is the big deal. And so you look at places like St. Lucia and all of these places, those are pirate havens. They got drinks called rum runners. They were stealing the rum. Running oh, the rum. This is a byproduct from the sugar cane. Hey. Right, which was controlled by the Jews. Oh, there you go. Now you got them all trapped in it. It was just business at the end of the day. Oh, one personal. Yeah. Gold, silver, natural resources. <laughs> Europe has none of these things. They were depleted after getting their ass kicked for 700 years. They had nothing. In order to fight back, they had to pay people. What do you pay people with when you have no gold? You have to go to places, the land of gold, Ghana, and other places to get gold or go around trying to find a mystical... Uh, a guy, Preston John, who has a land of gold and he's a Christian that you can go and talk to him with to get gold. He was mythical. He didn't exist in order to do what? To pay the people of Europe that you have now still fighting this war and to rebuild Europe. Hmm. It wasn't gold for decoration. It was gold for payment.
Thought they was decorating their teeth, man. <laughs> no, that's one thing they don't do. <laughs> and so hey, now look. you take now now look, here's the science. So now you take a people who are skilled in mining. Who else would be skilled in mining than West Africans who sit on gold and mine gold? So when De Las Casas comes and says we need to stop, you know, using the Native Americans because they can be redeemable, they remember that the cat that the Pope told them they can what? Do anything you want to anybody who is not a Christian. So they go to the pagans, the West Africans, and they take them. Why? Not just become workers, because they're skilled workers. They're skilled miners. And they take those skills and make them mine in the Americas. Then they just take some regular Africans and stick them in something and go mine this. They took people from the land of gold. Mm. Wow. Rocking. All right, y'all. Look, I'm getting off here, man. Um, appreciate y'all inviting me through. Appreciate you, Garfield. Appreciate you, Danny, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. Bye. All right, brother. Uh, you keep your head up, dog. I remember, yeah, man. Appreciate uh, you. I'm in Raw Squad. T I'm in Raw Squad. T. Where Alan at? He ran. Alan like. Gong. Alan Gong. He's always running when when he gets body. Where you at? Come on, Alan. <laughs> He no, he no. He said he had to go do some push-ups. I no, can't I, believe he's doing push-ups like that. Yeah, you was backed up. You be doing push-ups too, man. Damn, that's crazy. Yo, be. I think he got a chair something underneath his feet that you can't see, yo. Nah, he doing that incredible shit. Like really? Yeah, I went, I went crazy. But as soon as Garfield risk it better, he gonna start exercising too. Damn. Uh, hey, that's man, you need to work out with him, Garfield. Yeah, I don't know. Nah, Garfield she, just got a weight problem. Can't crazy. wait to eat. Yeah, hey, y'all, that motherfucker crazy. Yo, he you got a weight problem? What, waiting for the food to get delivered? Yeah, can't wait to eat. <laughs> I can't wait to eat. <laughs> hey, can't, can't wait to eat. Hey, make sure y'all subscribe to Amaral Squad TV, man. All, All right, right, yeah, yeah, done. Man, we need to have 100,000 on that. I don't know why it ain't that, but it's all good. I see y'all got it cranked up in here, man. Good to see that, man. Uh, uh, always, you know what I mean, good to come on the Dagger Squad, man. I appreciate the work y'all putting in, man. And, you know, anybody standing against y'all, man, stand against me and the squad. I just want everybody to That's right. All right, MBK, I know you in here, man. Mossy Clan, Warriors, Voice of Fire. I'm a Raw Squad up, man. Goddamn Dagger Squad is on they fucking square, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate yeah. you, brother. Hey, um, next week we're doing a show on DNA, man. I would appreciate it. Come on. So I want I wanted to do a show with you, Nate, and um brother Joseph Flores. And maybe we could do a um talk about how do we trace DNA and just get a little bit into the science. How, All know, right, so so Garfield, I'm glad you on that too. I don't mean to, no no, I don't mean to interrupt, interrupt y'all none of y'all, but you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't go and research the Cobb Research Institute at Howard University. I repeat, the Cobb Research Institute at Howard University is run by a woman named Dr. Fatima Jackson. They're creating a huge database of all of this DNA to help even more identify the people in the Americas and their origin. Was she Garfield, a part of the, the program that I went to the Garfield, shop? She was the lady Monday. sitting in there in the hygiene, yes. Yeah, when I went there the Monday, I think that she was there and I was trying to trace my roots. You know, she was showing me how different um, 
databases that exist in the Caribbean now. They got more databases. And that's right. so it's once time again, you do a blood test or a DNA test, they ask you for permission to put you in a database. Right. So once again, you, it's the Cobb Research Institute, and the woman's name is Dr. Fatima Jackson. So one of the things, Garfield, if you remember, when I when we went to the Schomburg, is that they also found some Iberian markers in the Africans. Mm -hmm. Right? Those Iberian markers is, be is because we don't really take into account that there was internal migrations in West Africa before any European shows up. Excuse me, all of Africa. Really. Say it again. Not, there was internal migrations within Africa before the European shows up. Of course. Right. So when you then go, she is the leading person in this field. So when you then go and you see markers for Iberians and what you thought were slaves, you understand where that Iberian, not, I'm, I'm not a DNA guy, where that particular marker comes from. Though. Shout out to Ujau. Just put our link, um, Sister Jackson's link in the, in the chat. Yeah. Right. Got it. Yeah, make so, sure you have Ujau on too, yo. And I'm going to bring what's the name book too, the Sister Selena. Um, yeah, she wrote a book on the DNA and the stuff that he found near the African burial ground. So I'm gonna bring that. Everybody needs to get that book too. I don't remember the name, but that that's from that conference that I went that day. So she, she right. So what she what she did is she took the work, and people can look this name up. She took the the life and the work of Venture Smith, V E N T U R E Smith, and she used him and other people to to you know show show her story. Venture Smith. So, but there are people and there are databases that are all run by black folks that are doing this research. So it's not just Europeans playing trickery or fuckery or anything, excuse me, anything that we may think. This is black folks doing this at Howard University. There was issue now because the government is trying to knock off some of the funding and that's what we're fighting for. So people get a chance. I have a... Uh, uh, petition. I can get the site. I'm blacking out right now. Excuse me. But we're trying to get the government to put the funding back into that program for, for this type of research. Hey, man. Peace to, peace to Third Eye Warrior, man. Nate the Great. What's hey, going hey, on, bro? Hey, what was the argument Sharif used again? I know it was pseudo as hell when he debated Reggie. But this dude talking about some video where he um bowling in some moors, explain how the blacks in America are the moors. Oh, uh, he tried. He tried to use Doctor Benwork. Okay. Oh, Miss. Oh, crazy. I should be man. They crazy, man. Like, come on, man. Like, this is crazy. Man. The whole thing is. You know what I'm saying? I just want to know who funded the moors. That's all I want to know. I don't want to hear nothing else from them until they get that straight. I don't want to talk to them no more. I need that straight. So I want to know where you get your money from. How you eat? You know? hey, African Emporium, I'm mute your mic, man. I know you wanted to say some stuff from earlier. I'm gonna mute my mic. You could go ahead. Peace, peace, Ank. I know you gotta run. Peace. I'm out here, man. All right, y'all. Peace out. Hey, make sure you have a job on, man. We're doing a good job with the DNA. You got a lot of DNA bases too, bro. Yeah, hey. definitely, definitely. I'll bring you on and I bring um Bring um Joseph on, you on. Now you too. Now you too. Yeah, yo. All the way. I don't know, man. I don't know. 
I, I see, man. Cause we do need a woman. I probably I invite Dr. Maya, man. Hmm? I probably invite Dr. Maya. Oh, okay. Let me get out. Let me out of here. Peace. <laughs> Peace and blessings. Man, appreciate y'all, man. Later, man. Peace. Oh, strong sisters. All good. All right. Peace and love. All right. All All right. Peace and love. <laughs> yeah. Just touching on that. That's going to be a powerful panel, uh, Garfield. The DNM definitely want to be a part of that because I think go that's ahead, a little I'm going to for like 10 minutes. Go ahead. I'm doing something at the same time. Go ahead, bro. And, and Sean, you could step in, okay. man. What's popping? And Danny, appreciate right. the information, bro. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Do your thing. I'm learning. And I see that they, they, they on the sideline talking about Danny letting out too much. Come on. They don't know what we do in the back chat every day, man. We ain't even touch on the trade routes yet. We ain't even touch on um the, the, the graveyards in Rhode Island yet. We ain't touch on nothing yet, um, Danny. So just tell him that's just a piece of the information that we coming out with, man, or what you're coming out with. So, yeah. You know, it's also interesting, though, best before we even go down to South Carolina and go to the Gullah Geechee's. That right there kills everything. Those were some of the first earlier Americans in, in that regard in terms of Africans that had held down their culture, too. But if you buy Chief X, you going to say they're Native Americans. <laughs> right. With the so, so pseudo at, at all levels. You know what I mean? Come on, the Gullah Geechee's directly, I mean, displaced their lineage as being straight African. And, and they don't make no kind of, you know, you know, no secondary value to that, too. So that's that's interesting. We need to build on the Gullah Geechee one day as well. That's going to be a very powerful panel. Study hoodoo and you study voodoo. You have an understanding of who the Gullah Geechee are. Yeah, shout out to Six Dynasty, man. They're doing a good I, I, job right Africa, now. Africa, on that. Africa, Africa. If you look at hoodoo yeah. and understand voodoo, they're not the same, but you understand the roots of hoodoo. Right, right. And that's that's a, a syncretized creation that we have in the new world with roots still in West Africa. You look at the pidgin language, we had a brother from Africa tune in to the next Ask an African, but on MPK, but we had a brother from Africa who came and he said he was doing research and he pointed out the relationship between the pidgin languages that they have and the pigeon languages of the descendants of people who are in the Sierra Leone region, which is the approximate right. area where the Gullah Geechee came from. Yeah. It's not Angola, from what research is saying. And if you want, if anybody's interested in listening, here's a name for you. Go look up Lorenzo Dow Turner. And you will see yeah. he's the, he is the person who too. did the the extensive research on the Gullah Geechee. Lorenzo Dow and just, Turner. And to add to that, Danny, they also have documented tickets where they were taking the slaves from Sierra Leone, which these some of these were Gullah Geechees. That, I mean, they had documented stuff of this, so there's no scenario where people run around saying they had no track records of slaves they were bringing over here. They have documented tickets that these early, some of those early slaves that were Gullah Geechee also were coming straight from Sierra Leone. I also so what they were saying... So what they were saying when they were doing the research, there was there was a thought for a while that the Gullah were descendants of, of Angola by the name. But what it was is when you look right. at the, the the research of when Africans were taken from Angola into where the Gullah Geechee kind of are coming to the picture, it doesn't add up because they were not taken extensively from Angola at that point. But if you look at a people called the Gola people, you will see the region is close to where we're talking about. 
G-O-L-A. Right. So they've, they've even gone as far as saying that some of the Gullah Geechee were straight from Ethiopia, a uh, portion of uh, the Oromo, the Dota Untrue uh, uh, nation. Well, see, that would... And, and that's... Uh -huh. In, but in order to do that, though, we gotta we gotta mm -hmm. then show how like there's no ships leaving from Ethiopia, so we have to then right, show right. if there was some trade or if there's something where they're gonna be taken from unless they came via Madagascar. But we kind of know where those people who were taken from Madagascar went or were taken to. Right. So, it's just you know one of the things we gotta look at. Yeah, we definitely uh, possibly do another panel on that one day as well. I see that you say uh, Six did a show on the Gullah too, so yes, that'll yes. be good. Yeah. Six Dynasty, they did a really good presentation on the Gullah Geechee. Mm -hmm. You know, it's weird also because that's also where they found the guy's DNA. The, uh, they say he has some of the oldest uh, genetic variants that go way back to the archaic. Uh, uh, I guess one of, they want to say probably uh, Omo One mm -hmm. uh, man. The guy that they found in North uh, South Carolina, I'm sure y'all right. read that article. The brother oh, yeah. they found here has very ancient DNA. Uh, that that's in itself is is, is very uh, you know telling in a lot of ways too, which obviously destroys a lot of the Eurocentric value of um, you know finding out you know who we were, where we were, and you know more importantly, you know. So it's the same thing here. Why we don't? They didn't just choose people. Well, initially, well, initially they did. They began to just snatch up Africans a little bit later, but they took you for special skills. So we gotta look where rice country is. South Carolina. They right. brought those people there for rice, and we look for two things. We look for where rice is produced and where indigo is produced. Those are the main things that South Carolina was producing. So then you go and reverse it, and you look at places called the Rice Coast in West Africa. And you'll see where a lot of those people came from, the Rice Coast, and why they took those specific people. Because they needed specific, they wanted specific trades to do there. And when the people, the people, I think it was from Barbados to the Bahamas that came and established South Carolina, they wanted that industry. Indigo and rice. Right now, and keep in mind the rice that he's talking about is not the white rice you're getting from China and Asia. This was this was wild rice, right? Natural wild rice, the best rice. <laughs> uh, as as a food person myself, I'm I'm always kind of studying the food from Kemet, you know, Central uh, Africa and all, all through the West. But just knowing that you know we didn't have all these synthetic pseudo foods they were eating out, just killing us. So they were cultivating natural foods and grains back then as well. Which me and right. brother so then we, then we ask ourselves, here's the crazy part. Then right. we ask ourselves, well, who was the rice for? Right. The rice did not always go all the way back to feed Europe. And it didn't all go to feed the colonies. So who was the rice for? That's right. The rice was to be grown by Africans in the Americas to go and feed Africans enslaved in the Caribbean. You ever see a Feed the World commercial or whatever? What are they feeding? Some right. rice type of thing, right? Right. Right. So they had us, this is what we don't realize, growing stuff to go and feed, not go and feed, but to feed other Africans enslaved. Ain't that some bull? That's very, it's, it's, yeah, this is what we're dealing with. This is weird. That's exactly what we're dealing with. So we didn't understand that like, the, 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 the levels of effery that they played on us. Right. You have people dying to create a product that was going to feed other enslaved people so they could work harder. 
because the Caribbean Weird. didn't have the land to produce uh, products to that degree. Weird. And six totally Dynasty weird. did another one on Triangle Trade. I would suggest people check out when they go into this a little bit. Very important. Great information there, too. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a very, a very good panel. I like, uh, especially the DNA one. Well, I'm looking forward to that, too, because this, this ties back to all that we were talking about. We need to definitely uh, hit bases on that uh, that brother down in uh, South Carolina. Uh, just that idea of, you know, and I think he was a Gullah Geechee, wasn't he? Wasn't he part of Gullah Geechee as well? I'm not 100% well? sure. I know you're talking about Me need that. I want to. Sure. But look, but look. Yeah, I want to. They enslaved you to come in here to make indigo. Right. A royal color that they used all over the place, because Europe right. Europe lusted for indigo. Look it up. Lusting for indigo, so they brought you over here to go and do stuff with indigo. Why? Because you were doing it in West Africa already, which is still today. You go there and find the tie dye type shirts and cloth, not just the dashiki stuff. They keep talking about coming out of Indian, Portugal, that we get that. We're talking about actual dyeing processes, which still is done in West Africa. That comes out of Central and uh, Central Southern Africa, the, the, the Himba tribe and all these. These things were already there. We were already doing these things at a very time before even became, you know, Europeans were even wearing the garb that they're wearing now. And that is so true. You brought that up, Danny, because a lot of the processes with that and, and the grains and the, the different things that, you know, what Europe was going crazy about, the sugar cane, which was their biggest addiction, which caused them to, you know, to morph into this, you know, they being the confectionery, you know, capital of the country, uh, of the world now in terms of French pastries and all this food. And that was all about a sugar craze, uh, which obviously rot out a lot of their teeth, but that's another conversation. But, <laughs> but that's, that's true. Uh, good point there, Danny, bringing up, touching on the indigo too. Very good point there. What Danny do, Ron? No, I think he got kicked. Uh, something happened to probably the internet or something. He, he was walking. I don't know if he was home yet, so he might have got messed up. Yeah, so sugar was a big influence to the sugar cane, which was a staple crop come out of Caribbean. That much. And it was getting boat, obviously boat, boated into uh, Europe at, uh, at very, very, you know, uh, high rates. Um, definitely, we know about the opium that was coming out of India. Uh, you know, India was the main supply of the opiates, obviously. Afghanistan, to this day, they still, you know, got main control over the opiate fields. Obviously, with these, you know, uh, uh, opiate uh, drugs that they're pumping through the pharmaceutical industry. So that's a big hole. The whole wars in terms of a lot of that with Afghanistan and Pakistan that the U.S. used off the back of the other war, uh, the fake war. Uh, mass weapons and mass destruction was them also colonizing the opiate field so the pharmaceutical industry could build on that. That's another conversation. I mean, we can go on for days on this. This, this, this was all about uh, knowing what's going on. You know, you being trapped in the middle as the African, you know, progenitor of all this, and they're using our people and other people to subjugate and, you know, control the world in terms of commerce, especially when it comes to that. Hey, peace. Very popular. Peace, peace. Is that uh, brother Wujao? Hey, welcome to the panel, brother. Hey, what's up? Peace, peace. I just wanted to, um, yeah, Danny had bumped out, but I wanted to um, ask him a question. <laughs> but, um, but man, I, I I was tuned in and I was just listening before I popped in here, and um, and I was gonna ask him maybe maybe one of you all know or 
suggest that a lot of stuff that uh, you all talk about and discuss to actually document it in the form of a book or whatever the case is. So I was going to ask him if, if, if he's working on something like that or if that, you know, if that's something in, in the near future. Yeah. He's, pro- he's working on that yeah. the project. Yeah. Because you know, you know how we always say a well-organized lie mm-hmm. will defeat a disorganized truth. So until we organize the truth in a very nice, uh, sequential order easy to understand for people then a lot of things going to keep being repeated 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 because i'm hearing a lot of good information on a lot of these different hangouts um you know throughout the months and stuff like that but it's you know how effective is it you know until we actually document it and and get it out there in a very organized way so that we can um combat you know this organized lie that's that prevails all the time so i was just wondering about that because a lot of information, you know, it's not, it's really good. And then you hear it live, like I'm listening to it now. I'm listening to what's being discussed now. And it's fresh in your mind when you're listening to it. But then, you know, two weeks later, a month later, everybody's distracted and, and you forget. And then two months from then, then the issues come up again and people will argue, debate and, and stuff. And then we, we kind of tend to be in this vicious cycle keep going around in circles. We seem to be stuck and not making real progress with the body of knowledge that we have and expand it. So yeah, that's all I was, I was just going to ask him, but if he's working on that, that's, that's really good. I think that's very, very important. I think that should be, you know, one of the high, high top priorities of people, you know, so I mean, people are discussing these issues. Cause have you, have you ever noticed that, um, when you're when you're living your life like as, as we live our life and we wake up and go to sleep every night and we do what we do to, to uh survive and everything like that there's a lot of things that we don't recognize in real time so so it's always good you ever you ever sit down and watch a documentary about historical points uh, it doesn't have to be ancient or way back in the day it could be just like for example you could watch it you could watch a, a documentary about hip-hop or something where they kind of show highlights from different points of, of time, snapshots from different points of time. You're like, wow, you know, and it, and it brings back uh, your memory about those two different things. But you didn't look at it that way until you see it painted for you in a very organized way where you can see snapshots from distinct periods of time. Because while you were living it, you never look at it the way you may look at it in hindsight. So historians are very impo- important. Um, especially when documenting history and able to, and the ability to articulate that history in um, snapshots of time where people can clearly see things mapped out. So that's what I'm saying. I think that that's very, very important. That's actually very, very crucial. Yeah, I would agree with that with y'all. We are at a point now where we need to start documenting a lot of this stuff. There's no need to just keep trying to, uh, you know, facilitate it and pass it on to the next generation from or perspective only being we able to kind of colonize our information and history back. So we have to you know, take that next step and start documenting this stuff, uh, you know, obviously allowing it to be peer reviewed so we can put the best quality information out, code of ethics, creeds, whatever the case. But we are at that time now where we need to start scribing this stuff for the future, uh, being we able to, you know, you know, constantly keep getting uh, a lot of this information back that we're, we're able to kind of turn over now. Uh, that's very vital. Uh, so the books that you guys are putting out so forth and you know, what everybody's doing in that regard in terms of research and scholarship, you know, that's our next leg. From there, then you can put it in an institution that we uh, 
will potentially you know, erect coming down in the near future. So uh, very, very important information with that. I agree with that. Yeah, that's really the only way we're going to uh, – because lies are very organized, you know, um, and they defeat disorganized truths all the time. That's why, you know, that's why we say it. And so we got the only way we could even think to combat that is to organize the truth. And so that's, that's it, whether it's, you know, whatever mediums are used, uh, we just got to get busy at that. So I think, man, I think that um, these kind of discussions are, are excellent to go over, to make these connections, because we tend to forget. And if you forget, and, and if you don't have it organized, you, you open yourself to, be, to the vulnerability to be misled and thrown off your traje trajectory. And that's what's been going on all this time. And then we'll debate about it. And then that in and of itself becomes a distraction instead of debating about the important points. Because debating is good. Argument is good. Because argument and debating is by way of those things that knowledge is expand and, and knowledge is, is um, you know, vetted and things like that. But we had we have to start debating and arguing worthwhile points, worthwhile claims, worthwhile things that will uh, at the end, when it's all said and done, it will move us in a progressive way, move us forward, not just in circles. And so I think these kinds of things are very important. And on the panel, I, I heard y'all mention the panel. Uh, uh, Garfield, was that the topic? Uh, you said next week you were covering some, um, something dealing with genetics. Yeah, DNA and um, how science, science comes up with different conclusions. Because I think a lot of us don't know basic genetic knowledge we don't have basic genetic knowledge and it's messing up the dialogue so instead of we having good dialogues we got to go back and teach people while we're having the dialogues so. yeah yeah that's uh okay that's 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 good to to have that and even even so that what you mean next week next sunday mm -hmm. well even even before so if you have that next sunday before that people should um do some search uh actually go to youtube Right here, go to YouTube and search some basic information just to watch a couple of videos to be familiar with terminology because a lot of the terms I see people misuse um, or, or may not be very clear on. And then I know I notice a lot of people are getting their DNA analyzed and um, getting their DNA results through different companies and things, but they don't really know the implications of the of the reports and results that they're getting back. You know, like people will post their um, percentage. You know how people say, "Well, I'm I'm 85 percent or 80 percent African, and I'm you know 15, 20 percent this, that, and other," but they really don't know what that really implies, and 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 how that data was, you know, how they came up with that in the first place and stuff. So I think those would be good things to discuss, also. All right, all right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of scores and so forth. So definitely, then. Understanding the L's and all this stuff, what it means, that's going to be a good show. I'm very looking forward to that, too. Some guys really need to get excited about that. Yeah, another subject also along with that is why we get different results from different companies. I think... Yeah, that's... that's it was an article, right, where this girl got, I think, five different results, and the guy who wrote the article said she's supposed to because it has to do what type of testing you're requesting. People think every DNA company is going to automatically want to trace right. you. It don't work like that. You got right. it's, it's even more simpler than that. It's 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 uh, see these DNA companies they don't have the exact same sample data, sam the, the reference data. So, so for example, if if I had your DNA Garfield, 
and I map your genome, sequence it and everything like that, what I'm doing is I'm comparing your DNA with, with what I have on record as my reference DNA. So I can compare yours to the, to the populations. And, and my data that I already have is segmented based on population groups. So I can only test you based on the data I have in my system. So based on my system, I can give you these results. But let's say another company, they have a different set, a different set of, of people that, that comprise their data set, their reference data set. And so, and then, so, and those percentages will differ a little bit because let's say, let's say out of 10,000 samples I have in my database, only 30 of those people, I have 10,000 people, only 30 of those people are from the population of a certain gene pool that, that has a geographical location of, um, let's say Kenya, Africa. But whereas another company may have more than 10 people in their database as far as a percentage. So those results are gonna come back differently because that's all I'm doing. That's all the companies are doing. They're, they're taking yours and, and comparing and seeing what DNA you share with these different populations based on the only the data that they have. And all these companies don't have the exact same data. So that's why. That's I mean, that's the that's the nitty gritty of it. That's the short and skinny of it. It's you know, it's not that that hard. Right. And it's, it's about who they're testing with any certain nations or villages that they're testing. Obviously, you want to go for the elder clan, uh, the diversity in that. So when you're looking for DNA companies to kind of go through, you want to find ones that have a very, very, uh, you know, uh, you know, robust DNA database that they're pulling from because you don't want to get caught in the bubble. But there's also uh, power in small amounts, too, because when a, a particular company is, is, is very focused on a particular region or area that they want to concentrate on, they are more, you know, uh, advanced and getting some very, very good data uh, out of those small groups, too. So, yeah. you know, for our case, obviously, stemming back to West Africa, which is going to be our most direct, close lineage, you know, from the brothers in the Caribbean islands and so forth, on Guyana down in South America, Brazil, all those areas. You know, you want to really focus on companies that have a specialty in those particular areas, too, and not just yeah. some old robust, okay, we're doing Asia, we're doing Europe, we're doing, you know, so-called the Middle East and whatever. You want to focus on, you know, those uh, – uh, uh, qualitative areas that have a very good interest for our DNA uh, reclamation. So that's also good to know, guys, when you're searching for good DNA companies. And I'm yeah. sure we'll bring all that stuff out next week in terms of, you know, good ones that are, you know, highly sourceable for that information. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's good to repeat it for next week, too, because um, uh, they, they are, you know, it's also like what you were saying uh, a few seconds ago, uh, if you have both if you're um, on your grand line, you have you, you have your parents, and then obviously your parents both have parents. So that's four people on that on that um, level. Um, if you're if all of your grandparents are from the same region and same uh, population pool, uh, that becomes valuable information to these companies, especially on your great grand line. So and that becomes eight. So out of those eight, I'm sorry, um, four. Yeah, two, two, two piece eight. So out of those, so co companies ask you about that. So you know, I know twenty three and me. At one point, they had a um, a project that they were doing. They were trying to build up their African uh, gene pool, and so they gave away tests to uh, people of African descent. Mm -hmm. But you had to fit a certain criteria, and one of the criteria that you had to meet was the fact that your grandparents or great grandparents, all of them, that you um, can show that they are from the same region or from the same uh, population pool in the same region. So all these factors. So yeah, we you know, that, that would be good to bring up um, next week and everything like that. So people 
and, and the difference between the percentage. I know I know a lot of people post their percentage up, which is basically your autosomal results. Right. But then you have the haplogroups. So people post the haplogroups and then the percentage, but they think that they're telling you the same thing and, and they're not. So, you know, that has to be discussed. So, you know, that needs to be brought up um, next week because I see a lot of people uh, will kind of think that they're saying the same things and stuff. But, you know, so that would be good. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward and, to and, that and, too. And, and, and by extension, so now Garfield now, by extension, uh, I think, well, I don't know if it'd be in the same um, same show or same uh, hangout, but by extension, it's a question. It's a recent question came up in a in Amra Squad Facebook group about the Bantu expansion or the Bantu migration, and so that would be a nice uh, segue after the after DNA and genetics is discussed, and you know some good points brought out is to kind of go over into that because that's a very a hot topic. I mean, it's always been a hot topic because yeah, you know what? Let me make a note of it right now. Today's the 23rd, so July 30th. Make a yeah. note. Well, and, and I only mean in a sense of uh, how, how genetics plays, or how or if genetics plays into that kind of argument. Not, not, you know, so I think that would be good because a third of the continent basically a third of Africa speaks a Bantu language, but then they overlay the, the li linguistics with genetics, bio biological gen uh, genetics, biogenetics. And so, and there's a problem with that. So I think that that needs to just be explained, not to not to actually go into a lot of detail because that's a whole, that's, that'd be a whole <laughs> prior series of shows for that. But yeah, I think that needs to be um, at least mentioned. Yeah, that that Neolithic Bantu value is definitely something that needs to be kind of more delved into because that once again is the crux uh, crux to a lot of the linguistic value getting their spouse you know spazzing out of the so-called you know uh, down north region Congo basins and by all that area whatever the case uh, and filtering up into northeast and northwest Africa and then obviously out into the you know Sumer all the rest of the other stuff people claiming that came before us which is stu still stupid but whatever but yeah that's that's a good good bill right there as well would y'all you right. Uh, getting back into that Neolithic value of the Bantu or the Neolithic Cushitic values and so forth. On, I mean, we yeah. Let me let me ask let me ask you all a question. Uh, based just based on what you know at, at this time, um, is there a genetic marker that will inform you of what language a person speaks or spoke? If if you're examining a dead person's um, no DNA. Okay. All right. Cool. So I'm, <laughs> I thought I was just the one that was crazy. All right. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy on that. Josh is crazy, man. Joshua, Joshua Kane is crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> that dude is nuts, man. I don't know why y'all even have that dude in the group, man. That dude, he surprised me though, but I ain't know he was like that. You know what I'm saying? But you expect <laughs> that from other people, but not from him. Uh, that's like that's like me looking at you. That's like me swabbing your cheek. And sequencing your DNA, and then I should be able to tell you tell what brand is uh what brand is tissue you like. That's crazy. <laughs> but so so yeah, that needs to be kind of uh, touched on a little bit, just to, so people, because I, I you know this stuff is is fascinating, and I I think a lot of people are interested in DNA stuff because some people you know especially African Americans, 
you know, that are um, trying to trace out their genealogy and family ties and, and you know, families and things like that. So a lot of people are interested. Mm -hmm. but it, it, it could become very intimidating uh, because of genetics itself, biology. You know, you got these, these you know, it's a science. It's a, it's a complex science. A lot of terms and things. So I think it'll be good. Uh, by all means. By all means. So yeah, I know I came on the tail end of y'all hangout. Y'all been on, see, y'all been on, y'all been on all day, four hours already. So yeah, I know y'all wrapping it up. I'm looking at uh, the comments though. Yeah, I, I was checking out, I was, I was listening at first and it, uh, the brother, uh, Danny, I guess he didn't pop back in. But yeah, that information, see, I, I, I don't know what y'all were talking about before, but I, I came in when um, I think you all were talking about New Amsterdam, the Moors, um, which led into the pirates, and um, I think what well, Van Sally, and 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 all of that, and like so, I came in right before that and inclusive of that, so that was very uh, interesting. And I'm like, you know, I think more people need to know and see the connection just to be able to look at it and examine it and study stuff like that. So that's why I popped in here, because I I think, man, a book book because you know history like um Dr. John Henry Clark. You know, our historians, that's what they did. They, they basically documented snapshots of history to connect it and to be able to, to, to tell our a story based on the historical facts and put them up and line them up and organize them. You know, because history, when, you, when you're like a historian and you're writing a book, you're not really doing groundbreaking research because that's not, that's not what it's for. It's basically a, uh, you're basically a reporter. And you're collecting the you're collecting a bunch of facts, and you're organizing them, in in, in an effective chron chronology, so that people can see it and paint a picture. So as you read as you read books that are written by historians, if they're well written, it's almost like a movie, a factual movie, and you should be able to internalize the information and and it should make sense and so on and so forth. So that's what we need more of, especially when it comes to the subjects that you all were talking about. And it's not just today, but I know that, um, you know, you all talk about, well, I know Danny speaks about it the most as far as what I've heard, heard on the panel, um, the historical aspect of, of that, that era of time of, of slavery right before and, at, and right after and things like that. That's important. Um, all right, cool, cool. If nothing else, family, somebody said they want to know about Pangea. Pangea is, is nothing to, to say. Um, when you want to say Pangea, that we all come from Pangea and the country, the whole world was um, made up into one. And whoever want to hold to that, hey, do your thing, man. You want to talk on that, man? You can't, you can't do that. Uh, uh, we, man, no, 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 no. Can't do that because homo sapiens sapiens. Let's just at least start there. Let's have a starting point. Everybody living on the planet, all 7 billion people on the planet today, are of the subspecies Homo sapiens sapiens. And by the time this species is recognized to the point of distinction to be called Homo sapiens sapiens, oh, stuff. The, I ain't no the continents are already, the continents are already, you, you know, up. separated. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Hey, brother. Homo crap. Are you, are you gonna get it again? Okay, with the exception, all right, all right, because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to argue. So, with the exception of Meru, argue past the definition of the word. 
Any All right, I don't want to argue. argue today, so let me just say humans. Let, so let's strike that from the record. All right. Meru, strike that. Strike that. I'm just going to use human because I'm not going to start with you today. So, so all seven. Okay, all seven billion. All seven. All right. I just want to say what I'm going to say. I just want to uh, repeat what I say without the confusion. So I'll just say human beings, all 7 billion human beings on the planet today, uh, by the time that we are distinct, uh, make that distinction, the continents, I'm speaking in reference of, of what being, people call a Pangaea. The continents are already split and, and positioned the way that they are. So, so when people talk about Pangaea and, and when they talk about humans, when, whenever you have a discussion about Pangaea and also in that discussion, you're talking about humans, that, that, that's not, you, you know, you can't do that. So that's all, that's my point. Pangaea and humans should not be all in the same conversation. You can't say just because, you can't say uh, when all the continents were all together, that's how, that's how human beings walked over here on this side of the planet or that side of the planet, stuff like that. No, 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 no. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. so one thing we could be 100% sure in, in all aspects beyond that, we know that there is no such thing as a European or so-called what they classify as an Indo-European walk around with an African back in those times of antiquity to the point where they can say everybody here was here all together at one point. So when the Bible thumpers come through, no disrespect to the brothers in the religion, but when they come through with that, you know, we were all here together stuff and all that stuff. Come on, man. We got to get beyond that. That's elementary science at this point. Kids should know the better, uh, better distinguishing that at this point, uh, because that's the value of, you know, going through getting these, you know, your DNA, whatever you want to do that or whatever. But I mean, it's no comparison. You know, you, we got to get beyond that. <laughs> yeah, that uh, everybody's together stuff that is so uh, uh, disingenuous to, uh, to even tell that to the to, to babies. <laughs> like I said, all people have to do is look at the date that they give to Pangaea, what's being called Pangaea, and just look at the date at the emergence of the type of human beings that are alive today. Just that simple. Just do the simple, simple math. You know, that's it. Can't can have that question. Pangea, I what mean, is, man. And that's why I said, I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that claim a lot. That's how, that's how, you know, people got here on this planet, you know, before the, before the continental drift, do they even know when, when that occurred, when the continents were drifting and the, and the tectonic plates were splitting and moving and, and all that? I mean, come on. So, um, just do that comparison. That'll blow that out. But, uh, so yeah, I know y'all closing out. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I don't want to argue with you about that, Meru, because a lot of times you misconstrue what's said. So anytime you you and me, you, you want to have a hangout with just me and you and, and we can deal with that uh, terminology, uh, just let me know. We could do it right after this or any other time, any other day. So I, I don't want you to think that you, you know, you you saying you can end it as if you saying something. So I just want you to know that uh, we can have a hangout and we can have a, a mature discussion as long as you don't um, spaz out and cut me off. Then I don't mind. So we could do that. And I, and I think people will benefit from what you say and what, what I say, but we can't talk at the same time. So if you want to do that, just let me know.
sound intelligent regurgitating that bullshit that them Europeans taught you. You can't be representing Africa and then tell me I came from a goddamn monkey. I'm repping Kepera. That's the creation story. So I got I got more respect for a Christian who believes at least he's the product of something of a divinity than that bullshit you talking about. I came from some goddamn ape. You want to buck dance around primate and homo and all them other terms and talk down to me. Boy, you are older than some of my children. I'll toy with you. Keep that <laughs> bullshit off the dagger squad because you ain't getting no shine with that monkey talk. Fool. Okay, like I said, I'll, yeah, I'm fool. Yeah, I'm, you with your passive aggressive ass. All right. Yeah. So let me let me passively aggressively say once again that whenever you want to have that conversation and, and you could be mature about it and act your age, then just let me know. That's all. So I hope that's passively aggressively enough for you to understand. All right. So whenever you want to do it, just let me know. It could be right now. Once Garfield shut this down, you could start another hangout. Invite me. Send me the link. We could talk. Only thing I ask is that you act mature, act your age. That's it. So we can't talk at the same time. If I'm talking, you mute your mic. While you're talking, I'll mute my mic. It's just that simple. That's all I ask. And that's not too much to ask. All right. You, you can do all the while you talk. You can talk how you talk. I'm not trying to control how you talk, but you can't talk. Two people can't talk at the same time and expect to be heard or the audience to benefit from it. All right. Because you have your ideas. I have mine. So I'm not even trying to convince you, but uh, we can have the discussion to edify the, uh, an, uh, an audience. So at any, any, any time. Is it possible? Brother Maroop. Yeah, Brother Maroop. Uh, is, is, is it possible we could do something for Thursday for the 12 rounds? You can get it anytime you want it. 12 rounds Thursdays. Anytime. Right? We could do it with some, with some, with some you know. You can get some, it right some, now. I'll, I'll have to wait to Thursday. You can get it right now. You can do it with some class and, you know, class and dignity. Can we do the 12 round Thursday? You, you can know, do it but, anytime you want to get it. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on, everybody. Let me just end the show. If you guys want to come back on now. I don't know if Ujau has time. I'll have um, Alan on one of them moderate, and uh, we get it in. We need to moderate if we're going to do it today. If brother Ujau, if brother Ujau has the time, we're going on it. You know, hold on, hold on. Without a So Meru, is Thursday good for you? Yeah, I could probably fit you in. What time? We can do the twelve round Thursday. Brother Ujau has time. That way, at least you can have a formal way to get your information out. Yeah, I'm prepped. You know, I'm ready to go. <laughs> you know me. I've been waiting for this sucker to come on in here with that bullshit for how long now? Is Thursday good for you, brother? Yep. It could be. It could, right. be, it could be right now. It could be, we'll do it, it scholarly. We'll do it with. We'll right, do it scholarly. It could be whatever. But hold up. But but look, I I just want to make it clear. The day does not matter to me. I'm flexible. Uh, it could be right now. Uh, right after you close this out. But listen, it's very important that I stress this. That listen, two people cannot talk at the same time, and I know Maru has a pattern has a has a pattern of mm -hmm. talking while other people are talking. Mm -hmm. So as long as you can understand that and and be mature about it, then then I have well, no you know problem what whatsoever. How, how mature I am, sucker! Like I said, you're you're my children's age. You're a little boy to me, and I'm a toy with you, just like that, because you're a child as far as I'm concerned. All so right, that's that's we'll moderate it. That's we'll that's we'll that's okay. That's we'll, we'll, we'll do with some dignity. We'll, we'll moderate it perfectly, yeah, we'll uh, properly. We'll, we'll get some good moderate. We'll get two moderators from both sides. 
uh, you know, a neutral bias value, and, you know, let you guys display uh, your, your, uh, your scholarship. That's the best okay, way but, you can but, go about doing But that. let me say this, because you, you, you understand the, the, tech, the technical aspect of Google Hangouts. I don't care how, how unbiased or good a moderator is, um, a person can unmute themselves at any time and talk over another person. So I, I need Maru to understand it, not, not necessarily a moderator. I don't, I don't care who you get to moderate it, but Maru needs to understand because he talks about people being a child and stuff. So, so, and that's fine. So if, if that's the case, if I'm your child, then please, no, by all, please, by, okay, okay, fine. Don't twist my shit. Like you no, I know I'm not your child. That's what I mean. No, I'm just so repeating you're what you're saying. All oh, right, right. Because I'm your children's age, I'm age. the same age. You're, it, all, yeah, all, listen, you're listen, listen, you're although, although you don't know how old I am. You wait a minute. No African tradition talking to me like that. Because I didn't right. give you permission to talk to me, punk. All right. Now hold that for a minute. Okay, I'm holding it. So, so. I'll punk you later. Okay, great. So, yeah. so yeah, because okay, you like to hear yourself talk, don't you? All right. Can't get no shine nowhere else. Okay, great. So, yeah, great. although, yeah, although, ass, although I, you don't know my age, um, and you and 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 I'll concede that I may be the same age as your children. What I'm asking you to do is to act your age, whatever that is, to be mature. That's all. Let's just keep it simple. So anytime, y'all just let me know. So so we'll do it this way, brother Maroon. We'll do it this way, uh, uh, brother Woodjah. Like I said, both you guys have time right now. Right, you know, we can end the show and do it right we'll now. Do it on uh, Thursday. No, we're not gonna do it on Thursday. Let's set it for give time to get the scholarship in order. Okay. So Thursday. Seven to eight o'clock. Seven to eight o'clock. We do it on Thursday. I'm gonna close out the show right now. All right, family. Is that good for you, brother? Would you Yeah, anytime. Just let me know. Uh, uh, give me a heads up um, to, as a reminder and things like that. Just let me know. All right. So we'll do 7 or 8 o'clock Thursday. That way, give you uh, everybody time to get the information in place. So that, that's well, fair. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ready right now. So uh, the information is in place right now because I can go straight from the dome. Doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, All right. Cool. The, so we, are you going to be able to provide, or you want to provide any kind of slides? Do you want to be able to provide any kind of, you know, stuff that you can add to the screen, or you just you say you want to do it strictly oral? I mean, because I know Maroon no, got I'm, documented I'm, too. I'm already set to go. I can share and, and whatever right now. So you know, it's, it doesn't matter. So right, so listen, I'm I'm, but I'm stressing to you all because yeah, every yeah. single time, and you you all know this too. I know you all know this that that two people can't talk at the same time, and this and this and our good brother Maru has a, a well-documented history of not being able to communicate very well. So if people, if the audience is to, is to benefit from this dialogue, then he has to restrain and control himself. That's it. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I am calling you stupid. <laughs> hey, listen, man, we going to do it. And uh, if I'm a moderate, and if there's interruption, I'm gonna just turn the show off. I can't, I can't deal with it. Cause I'll moderate as well with you, Garfield. Right. I, I respect the values of both brothers and what they're doing because it's all a collective, you know, power. Thank, but thank you, bro. Thank, I might even. We'll, we'll do it right. We'll I'm do it with like, some power. I'll let you do it. But um, it's all out of love. So you know what? Let me just turn the show off. It's two o'clock. We've been on for four hours. All right, family. I got work to do anyway. I'll holler back at you. Peace. All right, Uncle Josh and that brother Maru. All right, so, so peace and love, family. This is your brother Garfield. As a matter of fact, before I go off the air, is there any questions you have for Wujau or my brother African Emporium 
or myself, if you got a question, now would be the time to um to do what we gotta do. All right. If anybody has any <laughs> any questions. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody had some had some questions. But I, I just I just hope y'all understand because because the conversation uh is, is not even a deep conversation. Like you cause see <laughs> y'all y'all setting up for a twelve what do you what do you call it? What do you call it? Twelve something? You do twelve rounds. Oh, yeah, there, there, there is no twelve yeah, rounds. Hold a, That's your grow life. You grow the um. You got a website, right? Because I know we we connected, but um, what you if you want to talk about what you do, we could always bring you on here. All right, and um, don't forget, um, Ken Roy, what's up? We have um Monday to Friday. We have the money morning, the morning money show. All right. All right. Would y'all would y'all always love, man? Maybe we got his fans. Would y'all got their fans? But I just want it to be a, 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 a place where Meru could talk, speak his mind, be respectful. You know, he's going to be a rawr, and you know, Ujjah is going to be a, a little bit more calmer. And you know what I'm saying? It's all yeah, but up. see, but it's the thing. See, I don't, I, I, I can tolerate uh, um, Meru and what he says. That's fine. I, I, you know, I can listen to Meru, but the problem is, when Meru talks, when it's your turn to talk, that's that's the only thing. Like I, you know, because just now M M Maru is calling me names. He's he's calling me punk. He's calling me this. He called me that. See, I don't mind that. That's I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. I could listen to that all day or whatever. You know, if I had time, I could waste my time listening to that. That's fine. It's just that communication, basic communication ethics. You just cannot talk when somebody's talking and expect the on the uh, the listeners to understand what you're saying you just can't do it. it's like trying to play two songs at the same time you know that don't that don't match you right. just can't do that i mean it's just that's just basic I mean, we'll, we'll moderate it because like i said i'm very i'm very you know interested in both you guys information i, I, I value maru's passion that's good because we need more firebrand brothers that's not going to just kind of go with anything all of their speech their piece you know and they obviously have an opportunity to get the information out but I agree also that you need to be doing it in a professional setting to the point where, you know, it gives everybody the opportunity to get all the information so they can make a very well-informed decision on what is viable to them. And, I, and that's the part where, I, you know, we, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we try to moderate it properly because I'm yeah. very interested in this conversation to the point where we need to start, you know, having more, you know, open but, you know, you know respectful dialogues and to keep people engaged to run a research. And that's what it basically boils down to, making people want to go out and research for themselves. Yeah, because the thing, but I, I don't want to make people think that it, this is anything out of the ordinary because it's not, I mean, it's not even about a professional environment. It's just, this is just basic communication that, that we all learn in elementary school, you know, that you, that you have to be silent to listen to the other person talk. And then when it's your turn to talk, you be silent and then the other person can talk. It's just that simple. I mean, it doesn't have to anything to do with professionalism or, or whatever. It's just, you know, having the, the wherewithal and the, and the maturity discipline to do that so but I, but let me let me say this before you you end though uh because maru did say something that i never say and i don't want people to um to leave thinking that maru what maru said was correct um i have never said and neither do uh um biological evolutionists ever say that man comes from monkeys all right so i just want that to be very very clear for the record i mean i mean it's it's it should be clear but i don't I, and i don't understand why Maru keeps saying it, but I have never said, never believed, and no biological evolutionist or evolutionary biologist ever says or believes that man, human beings, come from monkeys. 
All right, so I can at least I want to say that now. Conversation is it's, it's the devil's in the detail. We know that the biggest issue is the value that is the common ancestor thing, and that's the problem where a lot of people are still going to have the different opinions because we have the elders in the community that still have issues with some of it as well. But we know understand why that is always going to be that kind of you know linchpin scenario to set it off. Uh, no matter how you, yeah, understand. you know, common ancestor bid, you say, you know, we were, you know, actually comforting them directly, which most people don't want to go on the record and say that ever again, if even have said it, but it's the common ancestor three. And then, then from that point, how do you backtrack that common ancestor to the point where you can say, show me that, you know, that, that, that DNA structure today, you know, or something, well, yeah, well, whatever well, the case, but, but I know, I know exactly what you're saying, you know, in that regard, brother, why, uh, uh, and I, obviously I know where definitely where brother Maru comes from, the stance he comes from. Yeah, but I I just want to see. I, I understand the, the the discussion of that, but I just want to make it clear for the record that I do not claim that human beings come from monkeys. That's all. Like me, or or even um, like I said, evolutionary biologists. That claim is never made. But I, but I I definitely understand the confusion of of that topic. So I understand that. So I just want to make that clear. But and another thing that um. Uh, somebody, I don't, I don't know if it was just now, but somebody mentioned that we, we come from Kepper. I think Maru said he come from Kepper. So, I mean, you know, everybody knows Kepper is a beetle. So, you know, people could argue the other way. So are you saying that human beings come from beetles? I mean, you know, so it gets real silly. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it any anytime. Y'all just let me know. All right. So I'm going to do the DNA and I'm going to do the, um, hold on, the DNA and the Bantu expansion. All right. I'm going to make sure next, okay. week, next week's show. Yes. It's Sunday, right? Garfield, that's Sunday. Okay. All right, cool. All right, peace and love, family. This is your brother Garfield. Sorry we had to end on that note, but um, you know what? Let me end on a different note. Hold on one second. Here. power. Yeah, let me play something. Let me play something from my inbox, man. I never played all day. Let me see if I got it. Right. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. Let's get to get your branding. Get the branding in. <laughs> and I was just touching on that financial literacy, guys. That's that's the goal. Collective, uh, you know, group economics. Make sure you go out there and practice that. Find a black business that you need to support this week. If not, if you're spending well over hundred dollars in miscellaneous things this week, make sure at least fifty to sixty dollars of that goes to a black business. That's just my value of the financial literacy. Getting in the game, making sure we're making the right decisions. If you don't want to learn more about the stock market stuff like that, obviously definitely go through Dagger Squad Inc. Dagger Squad, you know, Gmail, uh, Dagger Squad One at gmail.com or hit me up African Emporium. Uh, and let's build, let's get these resources in place so we can have these, you know, functional debates and let's build on the knowledge that we got so we can put this stuff, uh, you know, in place for the next generation. Financial literacy. Are you ready financially stable? Are you ready to have that perfect credit score? Are you ready to start your dream? Emporium, if you saying what you're saying? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, go right, you segue right into it. Perfect. <laughs> Are you ready to be financially stable? Are you ready to have that perfect credit score? Are you ready to start your dream business? If you answered yes to any of the questions, then you're ready for the Dagger Squad. Dagger Squad Inc. provides professional services, including credit repair. Dagger Squad Inc. specializes in the removal of negatives in the form of late payments, collection accounts, student loans, bankruptcy, judgments, and much more, holding the unofficial record of 26 deletions off of one report. After
after cleaning up your credit score, you might be interested in boosting it. Data Squad can help with the purchase of trade lines. Also referred to as authorized users, trade lines are age lines of credit used to boost credit scores by piggybacking off of the account in good standing. We've sold lines from Citibank, Chase, and Capital One, just to name a few. We also have the Z Black Card, the top prepaid rewards card that pays you for referring friends and family. Unlike other prepaid cards, the Z Black Card isn't loaded with fees. Why should you have to pay to add or remove your money? Here at the Dagger Squad, we believe in no monthly fees, no load or withdrawal fees, no transfer or balance inquiry fees, and the list goes on. You may also be interested in our student loan debt removal service. If you're tired of paying loans with extremely high interest rates for $1,500, you can eliminate it forever. That's right, forever. Using accounting principles along with the consumer protection laws, we can put an end to your student loan. With our help, you can even become an official government contractor. Purchase products for the government, price the product with a 20% margin included, locate the supplier for a specific product, then track supplier shipment. Dagger Squad Inc. guarantees 100% success as clients are assisted by top business professionals such as Brother Garfield Reed, Sister Monica Lamb, and Sister Cheryl Stevenson. Our goal is to financially empower members of our community so we can all see a better tomorrow. If you or someone you know needs to put a dagger through their finances, give us a call at 1-800-518-2817, extension 901. That's 1-800-518-2817, extension 901. Or check out our website at www.daggersquadinc.com. That's www.daggersquadinc.com. Yeah, family, this is your brother. This is your brother, Garfield A. Reed. This is your brother. All right. Um, let me also let me also add something. Also, we're gonna be doing the Unity Conference, you know, with Sonetta, you know, um, August thirteenth. Make sure you come out and support it. And we all gotta get on get on the wheel, man. Get on the wheel of of learning science, learning who you are, learning your roots reorienting yourself back to who you are and one of the things that a lot of folks they jump on bandwagons because there's a lot of people out there who are muslims christians or hebrews so they feel because a lot of people believe it then you know what i'm saying they, they jump on it so to all the folks out there man just try to reorient yourself with your own history do your own research don't worry about what wujao believes or garfield believes or african emporium go out and study yourself man we ain't trying to create followers. Oh, man. Who else is on the hangout? We got Wazawa over here, man. Wait, you, why are you so late, bro? We got, a, we got another one over here. We got another ape over here, man. Ah oh, man. Tell man, you disappear off the scene and come back after the fact, man. We heard the young ladies giggling in the background. You must have went and got in some work. Professional work, that is. Professional work, that is. I had to get some money, man. What am I supposed to do? I'm done now. <laughs> Shut yeah, you can't use it. It's the fireworks, bro. Shut your broke ass up, man. Ain't nobody trying to hear you, Alan, <laughs> Okay. You ain't trying no to, problem. Man. Only only fan you got right now is Sonetta. So you better run with that. He yeah, old, listen, man. He All right, man. fan right now. <laughs> hey, peace, Alan. Yeah, so um, um, my my fellow humanoid or hominoid, <laughs> hominid, my fellow hominid, what's going on? Um, 
What's up, Lee? Hominid. 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 Yeah, that's how that's how you're supposed to do it. You got you gotta you gotta you gotta review the 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 information. I did, and it was very shocking. You kind of messed me up, man. I don't really want to talk about that stuff, man, but you got some explaining to do, man. All right, that's cool. That's what I'm saying. We could we could do that. I, mean, I know because Garfield trying to close wanna close this one out. So you know, like I told I told Maru the same thing. Maru has a problem with words. Uh, and then yeah, just want you to know this too as well, Alan. We're gonna set up a twelve round for uh, Brother Wuja and Brother Maru Thursday. So make sure if you want want to add any parts that I don't, you know, whatever, you know. But we're gonna moderate it and let the brothers go in with the scholarship. Yeah, yeah. All uh, I'm gonna say, all I gotta say is this, bro. I looked them up. I looked at the people you told me to look up, and all I'm gonna say is two words: Cambridge explosion. You gonna have to explain that, bro. The Cambrian, you talking about the Cambrian explosion? Oh yeah, we gonna have to go in on that. Oh okay, that's and that's a, have, and we gonna have to go on what Richard Dawson said about it too. Dawkins, what he said. Dawkins, about it. right? But that's okay. That's a separate. That's a separate thing. But that's no, fine. no, 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 no. But 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 no, but but I don't mean it's separate from evolution. I'm talking about separate from from what Maru wants to talk about. So yeah, that's fine. Oh. Now, but I looked up the hominin people. I'm gonna leave this alone when we talked about the the split. Of the hominin, pan went this way, the other person went that way. Um, it still says that that common ancestor that this thing came from came from a chimp, son. No, pan. That's what pan no, is. Uh, it? I mean, okay, we just we'll we'll table it for yeah, a, we'll, for a good we discussion. We table it. We table it for yeah, this point. yeah. The point, I, the, the point of the matter is everything comes from something, right? And if there's nothing on the planet besides that common ancestor which we don't have, it says that those two things split from the chimp. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing before that chimp besides some other kind of fucking chimp. But it came from the chimp. That's all I'm saying. What's the problem with saying the shit split from the chimp? Why y'all don't want to say that? That's the thing I don't understand. Well, that's, that's the two missing chromosome conversation, but I know I said we'll have that oh, you know, at the 12 round. I'm just saying we'll let them... Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's the argument. That's the argument that's going for. I don't care thing. about that argument. The point of the matter is it, it came from a. Chip. I have my, my stance on certain things too, but I, you know, I'm open minded to hear about it part, you know, portion of it. From but something. and it's saying it's split from something that came from the chip. We share a common ancestor. I know with the exactly chip. what you're saying. I know exactly what that science goes back to in that regard. I'm, I'm, I, hey, we'll like let the brothers. We'll let mean, the brothers go in Thursday on it. We'll let the brothers go in on the Thursday. Nah, nah. I want to <laughs> knock Ujawa off the square. We going to West Africa. He want to keep talking about that <laughs> shit. No, no. We gonna bring his ass over there. <laughs> there y'all go. We gonna bring him over there. <laughs> <laughs> he just started a firestorm, Ujawa. You got hey, just, just get your documents ready, brother. You got, you got the brother coming. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm only, I'm, I'm being quiet because I, I know that Garfield was trying to close out, but, but like, if Garfield want to keep this going. Y'all can rock. Y'all can rock. I'm good. <laughs> like so, so this is, is going to be the preliminary to what's going to go down Thursday. Listen. So, if, hold up, everybody. Hold up. So let's do it this way. No, 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 somebody else with you, Wuja? Do you want to bring somebody else with you? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up, family. This is how I do it. I don't know everybody else do it, but this is how I do it. If y'all want them to keep rocking, press the number one, and we can't keep it rocking. If you want to show the cutoff, press number two. Let's go. So, so this is gonna be a preliminary to Thursday. Uh, Y'all want to do like a little preliminary uh, to Thursday? Uh, I just wanted to go now. What's up, Rob? One. 
don't want to talk to Ujjava. I don't want to talk about no goddamn apes. So what are you talking about? I'm talking about nah, apes. Hold on. Apes. Well, I don't, I don't know what you want. Whatever you want to talk about, go, go ahead. I'm talking about no goddamn apes. Go ahead. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Now you kind of threw me off with that. So I'm no, saying whatever. I just, I just wanted to read. I just let you know that I read what you told me to read. Okay. So, so yeah. So you, so you read. All right. But let me ask you this. Okay. Right, let me just have. Let me ask this one question. Just, just let me know if you understand this. That every single living organism um, is of the same thing that its parent is. And therefore, its ch its children are, its offspring are. Do you do you do you understand that? Um, I really understand that everything that produces itself is itself. I understand that. All right, so I'm just trying to make. Cause I heard I heard what you say. I'm just trying to make. I'm trying to see if you if we if we if we are in sync with that. So in other words, so I'm just giving an example. So like like you have a mother and father. And you you would not call yourself something different than your mother and mother and father, right? Absolutely, absolutely, I wouldn't. Okay, so now every so now if, that's just an, an example, a very very narrow example. But if you look at every single living organism, um, whatever living organism that's alive, it is of the same thing that its parents was. Just, just like I'm I'm the same thing as my mother and father. You're the same thing as your mother and father. So so what? people have to understand is that evolution is a is a continuum and while you're walking through this continuum in real time there is no such thing as something becoming something else the only reason why we say something becomes something else mm -hmm. is when you take two very distant point in, points in time and and you can make the the distinctions between the results of those two different points of time, but in real time, like as it's as it's happening, you you would never ever recognize or know that these are distinctions. So once once people grab that grasp that, then the conversation, that, then the that, conversation, then the conversation will be will be more fruitful. That's cool. Now all I want you to do is to explain to me where did the common answer split from? Was that a human being like me and you today, or was it a chimp? Uh, uh, it wasn't a chimp, and it wasn't what you and I are today. How do you know that it wasn't a chimp if we don't have it? Because of what a chimp is. If you if you look up what a chimp is and what's described as a chimp, like we say chimp, and chimp is short for chimpanzee. Chimpanzee has a has a biological technical name, and so if you look all this stuff up, you'll see how and why these things are labeled the way they're labeled, and what is the criteria for whatever object that is to That's fit in within cool. the label. Whatever you want or whatever name or taxonomy you want to use on it, bro. I don't got a problem if you want to call it the bozo, whatever they try, kind of glad, whatever these names they put to these goddamn animals. The point out, I just need this question. If it was, where did the common ancestor split from? They said it split from the chip. And this is what I read. And this is what all of them are saying. If we our common ancestors split from a chimp. That means that we did not come from humans like me and you. That means that we are mutation of a chimp. No, that's why. That's why I asked you the question. I asked you. No, 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 no. Wait, no, wait, no. wait, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. I'm, Listen, I'm, 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 I'm gonna let you go. Hold on. I'm gonna let you go. I need you to explain to me where. What did the common ancestor split from? What does science say? Okay, I'm gonna answer you. Before I answer you. This is the reason why I asked you the question I asked you, and I asked you if you had an understanding of it. 
So ba because you asked me that question, it leads me to believe that you do not understand what I asked you before. So I'm just going to repeat it again, that every living organism is of the same kind, species, type, kin, whatever we want to say, of its parent. So when you say split and stuff like that, you're only talking about two distinctions over long periods of time. So there's no such thing. In other words, real quick, there's no such thing as a first human being. There's no such thing. In, in reality, there's no such thing as a first human being. Because, because I'm going to say this, there was never a, a point in time when a homo erectus uh, um, had sex with each other and gave birth to a homo sapien. That never occurred. There's no such thing like that. So, so wh whether you say chimp, there's no such thing as, as two chimps mating and then producing a homo sapien sapien or anything like that. Yo, bro, 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 bro. I, I just want let's that to be clear. It, let's, no, let's keep this very simple. What does science say? That these two tribes of pen and the hominin split from. What do they say? And let's put it on the screen and show the people what they say the common ancestors look like. That shit don't look like me and you, son. Don't don't play around with this thing, man. Just say it. You came from chip. Say it. Why are you scared to say it? Okay. That's what science say. I'm I'm not I'm not scared to say it because I, I can show it on the screen. So yeah, show us what they what we split from. I want all right, you, to say, you said that humans have always been here. There never was a time that the, how we look today, me and you, right now today, that we always been here. I want you to wait, show wait, 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 wait. where okay. the common ancestors split from. You said that it's showing a distinction through time. See, this is the word game you're playing around with. Because when you start to use these terms of homo sapien, then, and then you're using these terms, then you can throw apes and all this other shit in there. No, we're not talking about that. Okay. And about how me and you look. And you just made a specific point and said that from this point, um, you, you can't use that. We are the same species that's talking about two distinct times. So what is this mutation and what did we split from? Show us this common ancestor, where it came from. All right. So if we slow down a bit, um, I'm going to share my screen and we're going to slow down. We're going to take this very slow. Like you said, keep it simple because, because although you say keep it simple, there are, there are things that, that you just must have, you have to know. And you can't get around. You can't avoid. You have to know these All things. All you got to do is show us where the common ancestors split from. This should be two seconds. Okay. Show us where it came from. Okay. If I'm not interrupted, it, it will be fast because as I'm talking, I'm sharing my screen. So if you allow me to talk, then I can share my screen. I can talk. I can walk and chew gum at the same time. So if you, if you look at my screen, I'm sharing the screen. To answer your question specifically, let's just, let's just answer it first and then let's have a dialogue about it. The the um what homo the homo line and the pan line split from is called hominin. So that is the answer to your question. It's called where hominin. Did the, where All right. Did the so wait 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 a minute. I, I just want I just want for the record. I want the record to reflect that you asked me where was the split and what's called. And I want the record to show and everybody That's to see. That's not what I asked you. Yes, That's you not did. What I, asked, I asked you where did the common ancestor come from. And you said a split, and you pointed okay, hold two jobs. When you, you say when you say where are you are are you uh, when you say where? So maybe I misunderstood you. When you say where, are you looking for a geographical location? No, I'm looking for what being did this come from? It okay, and I'm and I and I and I am showing you on the screen. I don't know if you can see my screen. Everybody should be screen. able to see my screen. I see your screen. Okay, so if you see my screen, let me blow it up. Maybe that's yeah. a that maybe that's a problem. Let me let me blow it up a little bit. Yeah. So, so if you could see this this right here. 
what you're talking about split we all know what split means you see a line drawn that's going towards homo you see a line drawn towards pan the split occurs coming from what's called hominini on the screen but that's short for and hominin. What is hominin and what is hominin what's hominin Okay, but I, I just want you to understand that I'm answering no, your question. Wait, wait, don't, don't say no. Don't no, say no. You answering it. Me to show no, you. you you answering <laughs> it. No, no, no. You answering the question. Okay, You're all right. You're not trying to answer where did this thing split from? Where did these two things split from? Where did the pen and the harmony come from? I just now show you where. What? Well, listen, I, I'm not sure what you're what you're looking at, but you asked me. You said I'm not showing you where it split from, and I, that's exactly what I'm doing. I mean, hold up. Can anybody else see this? I mean, because I, you know, sometimes maybe, maybe, maybe my computer is acting up, or do you have, Ujau, Do you have a picture of a hominy? Maybe that's what he's looking for. Well, I don't. I don't want to assume that's what he's looking for. A picture, because I mean, I no, I, I, no he ain't he, got no picture, he, no primate. He ain't got no picture, no hominy. It's a fantasy land. Show us a picture of it. Where's this com picture of a common ancestor? Where's it at? You ain't got it. Yeah. Uh, crickets. <laughs> so what's a, so a picture of um of Kepera creating man? Fashioning man. Or canoe. So I got Kepera on my screen. See that's why that's why See, that's, that's a why, book that's dance. No, Show us your common ancestor. Okay. Show me a picture of this hominid day. This is listen, you ain't got none. But listen, this is you ain't got none. This is where this, uh -huh. this is where the audience loses out on because now the discussion is starting to go everywhere. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'll let y'all rock. But if people gonna interrupt, I'm gonna just let the show off. Right. So me right. me and Alan, me and Alan, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to answer Alan's questions and I can only answer it based on my understanding of his question. So when he says where is the split, I want to just clarify that he's not talking about where in terms of geograph geography. He's talking about where to show him and I'm showing a chart where the split is. The homo and pan split from what's called hominin. Hominini is plural. A hominin or the or the, or the population of hominini. So now, so hold up. Okay, so now, all right. So, so now you have a new question. So now you're asking me a new no, question. No, that's the about, same question. No, 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 no. I specifically asked you where these people split from. So when I'm reading hominy, right? Because I'm outside. When I'm reading hominy, right? Hominea, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It says this. It includes two tribes, which you just talked about, with their extinct as well as extinct species. The hominy tribe with the genus Homo, including modern humans. And the genus Pan, including chimpanzees and bombos, and the granillian tribe, the gorillas. It comprises all hominids that arose. Hominid day. Wikipedia. Oh, hold Whose on. members are known as the great apes or <laughs> a taxonomic family of fucking primates <laughs> that includes several. Wait, did I miss something? What <laughs> was so funny? Did I miss something? Gorilla. What happened? Yeah, you yep. missed his ass whooping that you knew you was going to get. Oh, oh, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold yeah, on. And turn that on the Wikipedia page. Hey, yo, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Great apes. Great apes. Am I missing something? Am I am no, I my audio messed up or something? Am I missing something with somebody saying? <laughs> Yo. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Am I, I missing just, something? Nah, well, I was beating it, right? Now hold on, hold on. Let's get back to this, right? This is the, the, the reason why I'm asking this question, right? 
Okay, like, hold on, hold on. Let, let me just let's let's slow down a little bit because, because I am. I wanted to finish beating Hominia. Let me finish beating Hominia. Okay, go finish ahead. Show on your screen. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Now I'm still it, I'm still sharing the same thing, but go ahead. Okay, Listen. cool. It said it comprises all hominids that arose after orangutanians, subfamily Pongania, split from the line of great apes. This is what I'm asking you, son. All of these things they say in the humans. The chimpanzees and the bomb boys are all hominids. They arose after orangutanians, subfamily Panagi, split from the line of great apes. So it is telling you that these humans, chimps and all this other stuff, come from this line. It's a split. This split is something that is coming from that is not human. It's not me and you. It's a goddamn ape. So this is what I'm asking you for. So now when I keep reading it, it says the hominid cladogram has three main branches which leads to gorillas through the tribe of Gorillinia and to humans and chimpanzees, as you said, via the tribe Hominia, a sub-tribe Hominia and Panania. See the evolution tree below. There are two living species of Panania, chimpanzees and bombos, and two living species of gorillas, but only one extant human species traces of a hypothetical homo species, including homo florinaceus and homo denosia, have been found with dates reaching as 40,000 years ago. Organism in this class are described as hominy and hominy, not to be confused with terms of hominy. Whatever this shit is saying. All I'm saying is this, bro. When I'm looking at this, it's specifically telling us that this split, that's what I'm asking you. I'm asking, where do the homo sapiens sapiens split from? But it's a certain time frame that we on this goddamn planet, son. Think what they talking about. They saying that we split from these goddamn chips and these apes and then orangutanians. This is what it's saying. So if I must be stupid, I can't read them with y'all, then I must be a retard. And you got to explain this to me, because that's what I'm asking you. What do we split from? Do we split from a human that look like me and you, or do we split from the line of them damn chips? Alright, so uh, good enough. Alright, so now let me explain it to you then, because I just want you to realize that you're asking two questions that I have no problem answering, but they're two questions. You're asking me where do, and you, you repeated it just now. You oh said, where God. do, wait a minute, Are let me just, can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, you. Okay. Hopefully everybody can hear, everybody can hear me. So you're asking me where the homo sapien sapiens split from. That's one question. And I already answered it, but I'll repeat it. Uh, when you see the on, on my screen, if everybody can look at my screen, I'm, I hope y'all can see my cursor where you see this word homo there. That word is talking about man. When you see the word pan there, that's that's the line that produced today's living chimps, chimpanzees. All right. So man and chimpanzee. So I'm just giving different words for these what you're seeing on the screen, man and pan, chimpanzee. So man and all the all the types of man and then pan produces all the types of chimpanzees and all of that stuff. So so where where those two genus, now mind you, this whole row right here are genus. You got one, two, three, four, five genera, which is the plural word for genus. So these are five genera or genuses, if I if you say it that way. Five of them. And they're coming out of these two tribes here. You see on the right right hand side you see the word tribe. This is the level of tribe. So when you said earlier that Homo is one of is of the tribe of hominin. That is absolutely correct. Homo is a genus of the tribe hom, hom, of the hominin tribe. 
Pan is a genus of the hominin tribe. So the split occurred at the level of tribe of hominin. Now hominin is separate from gorilla. So you have two different tribes. You have hominin is a tribe, gorilla is a tribe. Both of those are tribes of the subfamily called hominini. And then that is from a family called hominidae. And hominid is nicknamed, aka named great ape. That's where everybody has a problem. But if you if you if you don't use the word great ape to confuse and, and cause people to have back spasms, just stick to the scientific terminology. It's called hominid. So so the family of hominids produced all this other kind of stuff. So you're asking me about the split. And then and you said the, the pongeni is another family. So pongeni and the hominin are subfamilies of the larger family hominid. So I hope you're on it's in yellow. It's big and is it's highlighted in yellow on this on this diagram. So hominid is what lay people is what lay people nickname great ape. I'm I'm hearing some other noise. And some other noise. So I hope everybody understands that. That the family is called hominid. Hominid by non-specialists and lay people will call it great apes. And that's where people have a problem. If people have a problem with that word, then scratch it from your vocabulary. Don't use it. Just use the word hominid. It's it's just that simple. Hominid is the family. And that family split into two subfamilies: hominin and pon and Pongin. All right. From the hominin line, it's split into two again. The hominin, hominini, and then the gorillinini. And then the hominini split and became man and the chimps of today. And, and, and other species that no longer exist now because, because Homo sapiens sapiens today, the human fam the human humans that live today are ju we're just a surviving type of humans. There were other types of humans that no longer exist. Everybody yeah, yeah, familiar yeah, with the Neanderthals and all that, that stuff? That. Okay, that. so so hopefully not everybody understands person, that no, now. No, 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 I don't understand. You still not, I still don't understand. Listen, okay, so what's your question person, now? The, the person that's on the top of that screen, that's Hominia, right? Uh, you somewhere in the yellow right here? Yeah, what's the one on top of that? That's the foundation, right? That's the one on the top? That's Hominoid. Mm -hmm. Where'd that come from? Where'd that come from? Well, okay, I, I just want you to know that that's, a, that's all these different questions because first you asked where me where this is from and where that's split from. Where'd that come from, son? Okay, so let's let's pull that up just so you see it because I don't want you, you to – you got to see diagrams. So so give me a moment. So you're saying hominid. First of all, do you know what it is? That you, the, the fact that it's split between – Dude, I um, don't want to hear anything about this except you tell me where did it come from. Okay, so let's pull it up. <laughs> he, he do a lot of buck dance. You know, goddamn well he got it off. Of but while I'm pulling it up, though, I just want you at least to acknowledge that I answered the two questions you had so, so far. Can can I get that? I know what to say. Great apes. He's trying to make it seem like regular humans been on the planet. I said tribe and no gorillas. No, split from apes. Just flip from apes, man. Dude, it's crazy. We got this on your screen. Cause you got that other bullshit from Wikipedia. When you gonna correct Wiki? They lay people over there. Cause you got the. Okay, so do you see my screen? All right, we see your screen now. What's up? What we got? Okay, do you see this here? You ain't gonna do that. Hominoid. Yeah. What's to What's to the left of it? That's the classification we're looking for. Do I need to blow it up? Wikipedia article on, cause I see cheetah on there. 
<laughs> and Tarzan. All right, well, so what's this it says here? What's this say here? Mm, monkey man. The gay <laughs> homo monkey. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm, 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 I'm this nigga got convenient hearing, don't you? I can't see that shit, son. What it say? Now, what it say for real, son? What it say? I'm just fucking around, but what it say? All right, so I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, let's have a little bit of seriousness to it. I, you know, we can have fun too, but but I'm trying to because you're asking me questions that people could benefit from. So I'm saying, what do you see here? Can you see it? I'm outside. Just tell me what it says. Okay, it says uh, Qatar Henny. What is that? Is that a human or is it an ape? What the fuck is it? Okay. See, again, because I can tell by your questions that you don't understand what we previously just discussed. Because you said, is it human? What no, it? no, no, it's not human. Okay? So what is it? It's tell not human. It what is it's it? not human. It's, it's a it? car here. It's telling you what it is. What is it? What the fuck it's is a cartinia? No All right, let's click on it and see, and see how it describes what a cartinia is. It says, cartinia is one of the two subdivisions of simians. Now you're going to ask me, what is a simian? Let's oh, click on simian. I know what a simian is. I know what a simian is. That's my motherfucking point. That's my whole point. All of this shit split from some motherfucking apes and shit. And you do just trying to say this shit. They come, we ain't come from no apes or no chimp or no no shit like that. And you don't got the common ancestor. And every time you told me to look something up, I wish I was home. I looked this shit up. And when I started reading into the evolutionary thing, you made me go back and study. And lucky I'm not home, son. But I'm going to bring up that other thing. And the whole thing I'm just trying to say, bro, is that, man, Stop trying to say that we humans and we didn't split from apes and we ain't come from chimps. Because everything that you just said, when we trace it back, it's going to say a simian. And when we trace the origin of a simian, we're going to get to Tazars and we're going to get the motherfucking Lumars. And you saying that shit don't change from some other shit. That's not the story of evolution. When we look at the story of evolution of the primates, we start seeing these Lumars, Tazars, shit looking funny with big eyes and five fingers and shit. And then all of a sudden, apes and old world monkeys just start popping up. Them shits don't, that, that shit is crazy to me. So when you're saying that these shits are not everything producing itself, that's not what evolutionary is saying. When we look at that, that order of, 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 of simians, and we go to post-simians, we start to see some shit that look like a little rodent that be going up in the tree. And after a certain amount of millions of years, now we see a different form or a different structure. But it could have the same DNA as this structure, but it's some totally different shit. I don't understand. Like, yo, son, you can't change the meaning of evolution, son. And that's not what they be teaching. They're teaching you that one thing changed to another fucking kind of thing over a period of millions and millions of years. And you, I keep asking you about the split on where the harmony of child split from. Because I want you to tell me the truth. Motherfuckers, you saying they're coming from chips, son. Or some ape-like shit or whatever you want to call it. And y'all all classify them as primates. And that's how y'all play the game. Oh, we all primates. Look at the taxonomy. Man, I ain't come from no ape, bro. That's all I'm saying, Bujago. All right, so let, Wait, now, 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 now allow me to talk. Hold up, because I was quiet. Let you say what you're saying. All right, so first mistake you made, you saying that I can't redefine evolution. I am not trying to redefine evolution. I'm trying to explain it to you because you do not understand it. Dude, That's why I had you. Hold on, hold, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Let I'm me. Let okay. You go. No, I'm gonna All right, go, ahead. go. I want you to be clear with what I'm saying. You are changing the definition of evolution by saying that 
everything always is as what it is, is the same substance or the same thing. We could look at that through carbon and stuff like that. What evolution states, when we look at the oldest um, um, primates and we get to the promo, to the, 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 the proto-simians, those are not apes. Those are not any of those things. They're Tazars. They're Lumars. Then millions of years later, we see them. And they'll always say there's a common ancestor link between the Lazars and the old world monkeys. But they never have the common ancestor for any of those things. But they say it came from that. So I am telling you that you are changing the meaning of evolution by saying something changes to something completely different. And that split that it's talking about is not coming from a human, son. It ain't coming from us. It's coming from a goddamn simian. And you just you just read it. Come on, man. If, if I don't care if you say it's 98 degrees, 98% the same. It ain't us, son. All right, so you had another additional two-minute bill. So just allow me to bill for a second without interrupting me. All right, because you you you're saying some incorrect things, and then you're saying I'm saying some things that I never say. One, I told you, you asked me, is it human? And I said, no. I showed on the screen before where human comes into play, which is what's at the bottom of that, of that diagram that I showed before, where you, had, you saw homo and pan side by side. Homo is the Latin word for man. So this is what you asked me. You said, Was it, is it man? Is it us? I said, no. Simians are not human beings. Human is where you see the word homo. I said that. But now you just said that I'm saying the opposite, which is not. Everybody can go back and, and play this recording right now or see, see anything that I've ever said or typed on Facebook, wherever. I've never said that. And then two, we're talking right now, we're talking 60 million years ago. You just said that evolution says that things do change from one thing to another. And that's absolutely false. That's why I had you actually read i told you to get the book and read uh okay, richard okay, dawkins wait okay, wait don't interrupt me i'm, I'm gonna be brief wait i'm gonna be brief wait uh -huh. i'm gonna be brief i'm gonna be brief uh -huh. that's why i told you to go get richard dawkins book i gave you the title i said alternatively you can go into youtube and um search richard richard dawkins no no such thing as a first human being just put this type that into the search youtube search and listen to him tell you he's an evolutionary biologist he is going to tell you that there is no such thing as a first human being. And he explains why he says that. He shows why in, the, in his book, but he shows it on the screen as well. He shows you that when you're walking through time in real time, that every single living organism is of the same species or kind as its parent and its offspring. That's why I started this dialogue out by asking you that question. And it's clear that you don't understand it. Period. Look, man, look, look, look. Stop playing around, son. I want you to go pull up on the screen right now, son. You saying shit don't change from one thing to another. You using one dude. Let's get to the origin of this goddamn ape. Pull it up. Now watch me look at these tasers and these lumars. And now you're going to have to explain to me how the fuck an ape come from a goddamn lemur or some little shit that's running in the tree. Thousands of years, millions of years passed. There's no transition on none of that shit, but they pop up and they say, okay, the common ancestor to this must have existed around this time, but they don't got the common ancestor for none of these changes. This is what I'm asking you, yo. And when you're talking about, oh, we got it, you don't have the common ancestor, son, for humans. They don't have it. They tell you that. This is a hypothetical split that came from the chip. You are changing evolution by using one dude. Now, let's really look at what he said. 
Let's get to the origin of the evolutionary, even the whole thing. And when you deal with the Cambrian explosion, the Cambrian explosion is talking about the first fossil wreckage. This is dealing with 500 something million years ago. And when they start to look at these things, it, be, it, it poses a problem for Darwin completely. Because when we look, they see um, starfish, snakes, frogs, all of these specific things, ain't none of them shits change. There's no transitional fossils. Richard Dawkins says, I wish I had the book. Richard Dawkins says, it is as if these things were just placed there. Transition from no uh, complex thing to something little less more complex. We don't see that. We don't know what to say about these things. So now when we get to this, every single primate, you're going to sit there and lie to the people Wikipedia and look up the whole tree of goddamn motherfucking um, uh, primates, and it's going to show you things that don't look like us. And it's going to show you that there's a common ancestor that links all of these things together. And it's going to show you that they don't have it. They don't know what none of them shits are. So how are you going to say that if there's no such thing as a first human? And this is, that's not what evolution teaches. This is easy. You don't got to go through no crazy books. Now, if you can do this for me, Wujawo, why don't you put up the origin of the goddamn primates and start with them goddamn prosimians? And let's talk about that. Because y'all did it on your last show. You thought I wasn't watching. I was watching. You put that goddamn tree up there, and I saw the goddamn tree, and I saw them lemurs, and I've been through this. But I wanted to make sure. So you change your evolution, son. That shit is saying that one thing changes to another thing through some fucking mutation. And you ain't got no common ancestor of us splitting for no goddamn apes, bro. Or no chimps, or none of that. All right, so if I can have the mic again. All right, so you you could you if if you if you could kind of keep it a little shorter because you say so much that's incorrect or you try to say I say things that's just incorrect. What did I say All was right. incorrect right now? What did okay. I say was incorrect? Because earlier you said that that you said something that I said that I that I just never say. All right, so All let right. me let me just back if up. If I did, maybe I maybe okay. I. Okay, so I'm all right. That's fine. You don't have to interrupt. Let me. I, I could, if if you allow me to talk, then I can correct you and build at the same time. So this is the thing. You mentioned the Cambrian explosion. All right, we're talking 541. I have it on my screen. 541 million years ago. So I just have a question because we're gonna we're gonna dumb it down. So no, 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 no. Before wait, 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 down, wait. I should have never okay, listen, listen, that. listen, listen, you made, you made listen, listen. I don't listen. I, 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 I let you build. Yeah, but you are though. You are. Just let me build. Let me build. Let me build. Because you made it clear earlier that these are two different evolutionary stages. Let's scratch the Cambrian thing for right now, and let's stick to the pro. Let's stick to these, 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 um, these pro simians. All right, let me let me build the way. Let me. Okay, but let me build the way. Okay, fine, fine. So I don't make so you won't say I'm making it all around the place. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Just, just, just mute your mic for me, please. If you could just mute your mic and let me build the way I build. Show us the origin of the primates, and watch these niggas show these these Tazars and Lumars and shit change into some other shit. Go ahead, let's see you do it. All right, I hope you just you can just be disciplined enough to keep your mic muted for a while. So. You brought up the Cambrian. Now you want me to scratch it, but it's it's um, I can use it to to demonstrate what I'm saying. So 
541 million years ago because you went you went on and on and on about uh richard dawkins saying you know cambrian explosions like things just emerge out of nowhere and stuff like that and that's what was said people heard you say that so i want to address that so uh four 541 million years ago in the cambrian period this is what i'm showing on the screen so i just want to ask a question and it's kind of it's a rhetorical question um, there were no. I'm not answering no questions until you show the Listen, people. Listen, man. The if you just let me build, if you I'm just let me build, nothing. man. Are you you... asking me a question? No, no. I'm, I'm no. not asking. Show the Listen. Where these Listen. Came from, yo. Listen. You Listen. not changing the story of your evolution. You changing shit. I don't let you fuck that around this. Show us the origin of the primates, son. Show us how these shit changed from fucking little trees, shit in the trees, and turn into monkeys, man. You change your evolution. You can't use one dude. And then sit there and run off with it. Yo, uh, show it on the screen. You like to show Wikipedia. Now get back on the show the people the pro simians. Put that thing back on the screen. You wasn't scared when you did it on Octo when you put that goddamn chart up there. Put it up there again. Come on, put it up there. All right, listen, I'm gonna tell you this out of respect, Alan. I can't I can't have a conversation like this which you keep cutting into my bill. I don't do that to you. Just show me the same respect. That's all I ask. As Look, a, from brother to brother, you, right? wait, wait, I'm wait, wait. From listen, listen. From got, brother I'm, to I'm brother. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Look, See, you're doing I'm it again. Good gosh, God dang! Look, I'm screenshotting <laughs> my phone, right? I'm screenshotting my phone, and I'm. Oh my gosh, Yo, man! Y'all, listen, man. I think I, I think we gotta have a class on communication ethic. Ethics. I got four percent. I got four percent. I'm putting it in the back, so you don't think I'm lying, son. I just want you to get to the to the to decode this shit. Look. Okay, well, listen, when you get home, okay, I understand that. I don't, I don't, you don't have to prove that to me. It's okay. I, I don't have, it's not something I have to disbelieve or believe. If you only got 4% battery life or whatever, when you get home, hit me up. We can come, we can go live again. But, but you, we're not going to simply just run through this topic and you say this and say that and then ask me questions and then expect me to answer it the way you want to answer it based on your, your, predispositions and beliefs and and everything like that if you ask me a question allow me to answer it so so it's for the benefit of people because you and i i i could just get your number and me and you could just talk yeah. i mean you know what i'm saying that that but that that don't benefit anybody else so if we're going to have a public discussion then let's do it the best way we can that's all i'm saying because okay. other, otherwise you could charge your phone i can hit you up later on me and you just talk privately so you know what i'm saying so, so let me just say what I'm saying. If your battery runs out, that's fine. We could pick this up again later, because because originally we were going to do this another time anyway. So it's all good with me. It doesn't matter. So, okay. all right. So all I'm saying is, and I, and when I say ask a question, I'm not even asking you the question. I'm just putting a question out there. Here is a question. The question is, uh, during the Cambrian explosion, which is about 541 million years ago, uh, the question is, were were human beings alive at that time? And the answer is no. And if anybody, if anybody has an answer other than that, then by all means present it. But the answer is no. There were no human beings alive 20, uh, 541 million years ago on the planet, nowhere on the planet. All right. As long as we can have that understanding, if, if everybody can agree to that, then the question becomes, well, how did human beings get here? If, 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 mm -hmm. human, if, if human beings were not here for 541 million years ago and human beings are here today in 2017, then between between 2017 and 541 million years ago, what transpired that allowed human beings to be here and where do human beings come from? So mm -hmm. this this is what evolution describes. So I am not changing evolution or any of that. 
So, and I'm not using just one person. I, I gave you a, a reference. I've mentioned Richard Dawkins to you as a point of reference, but he is not the only one. So, so please do not continue to say I'm using one person. I only gave you him as a reference because he is easily accessible. He has many videos on YouTube and he has plenty of books out there. So I gave right, you, cool. I gave, hold okay, on. but hold I'm on. Let, right, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. This is, a, this is a rhetorical to your question. So being that you said that 540 million years ago, there was no people on the planet. So what do you mean when you say that there's no such thing as a first human? Okay, I'm getting to that. So, so that's why I brought up Richard Dawkins, because Richard Dawkins is the one who explains this. And, and, and I'm mentioning his name because people can YouTube him right now. As soon as we finish, they can YouTube him right now. Matter of fact, I can play it. But I don't know if it's gonna be a copyright issue if I if I play it on. Uh, no, 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 on no, no, don't do that. We ain't trying to get. Don't do it. Right. No, okay. No, so, so okay, okay. So I'm not gonna play it. But everybody can look it up. All you gotta do is YouTube, uh, Richard Dawkins, and put in the word, um, no first human or something like that, and it'll it'll pop up. It's about three different videos of him talking about this, and it's coming from his book. He's explaining it and he's showing the slides and everything. People can do that. But in the meantime, I'm just gonna explain it. All it simply means is that as you walk through the historical timeline uh, of, of, of evolution and you're walking through the timeline, that no living organism actually transform into something else in real time. And I gave you the example of me and you. I said, I said, I am of the same type of creature as my parents is. And then my parents are the same type of thing. They, their parents are and so on and so forth all the way back. If you can imagine going all the way back in real time, you'll see no differences. It's only when you take two distinct distant periods of time that you notice a difference. These differences come through mutations, through environmental pressures and natural selection and all those kinds of things, which is thoroughly explained in evolution. So I am not, Wajau is not uh, redefining or changing All evolution right. you, you, you at whatsoever, you, you whatsoever. Real, now that I listen closely, you emphasize in real time. That's what you said. Yes, so in real time, I, exactly. Now, now, now that you did that, I can't disagree with that. But okay, so I there you go. So bam. So now, now, I'm not disagreeing with that. Now, what I am disagreeing with is the fact of being, I'm not, I never was speaking about in real time. I specifically talked about the split of this hominid and where did it come from? I want you guys to sit there and really say what the people say. They say that we split from some kind of ape or chimp type thing. That's okay, when you say, say okay, when you say we, all right, when you say we, are you, you know talking? Who about, I'm talking about? No, yes. I'm, I'm, no, I don't. That's why I'm going to ask you. We, when you say, us, when you, the common ancestor to us that we don't know what the fuck it is. And then no, they when you say, you, okay, they show you a picture of the common ancestor, right? The shit look like a fucking ape. Well, okay, but wait a minute. When you say the reason why I need to know what you mean by we, are you talking about human human beings today? I'm talking about when us, you say we. Common, all right, let me say this: the common ancestor to us. Let's say that because okay. that's what it's specifically talking about. It specifically said that this common ancestor split from this goddamn tribe. So okay, now, now I want right, to go. So now, 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 now. I now, now I need to know what origin. you mean by us. I need to know what wanna, you because I, I, I we we, we switch from we to the word us. I'm saying uh, when 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 you say we uh, and us, are you playing word games? Brother? I'm listen, not, man. I'm listen, not. Listen, I am listen, trying listen. to understand what Ujau, you're saying. I'm on two percent. I am not trying to let this conversation go. All I wanted to find out. This is all I did. I don't like evolution. You know that. I don't think it uplifts the people or none of that. I don't really. That's not my thing. All right, your personal beliefs is beside the point. I understand. No, that's not a belief. That's a fact. 
what I'm saying? That's not a fact. That shit ain't doing nothing for the people. That shit okay. ain't doing nothing for us. You dudes ain't making no biological clinics to to to, to cure shit. You talk about this shit, y'all like y'all like evolution events. Okay, if you're no, if no, you're no, talking no, about no, people, if no, you're talking no, about people's no, no. deal or evolution period, period. but go ahead. Because all because all all medicines no, all no, all medicines no, that deal no. with bacteria and infections no, is is a is a product it, it of, of evolution. Do, God dang. Well, y'all not producing it. Y'all not. Okay, okay, okay. So 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 we're not producing it. Me. So me, 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 Wujao, I I have never produced a a medicine. You're right. You're absolutely right. We want to know about the stuff that that uplift the people. We want to know about our history. We want to know why I give us some goddamn courage. Okay, you have 2%, but get get to your point. That's what I'm talking about. Get to your point. Anyway, let's get rid of that. I wanted to find out where did these things come from? Where did the common ancestor come from? You brought up the hominid in the pan. You made me go look all this stuff up. And I did it. I said, let me go do my homework. Wujao got some shit that he said to me. Let me go look it up. So I did. I'm not just talking to you just to be talking. I did this shit. And when I looked it up, I'm like, yo, Mabu, am I reading this shit? This shit. Okay, now my question to you is when you say we, you you, you, you just now said to, to quote you, wait, 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 to quote you, you said, this shit says we come from chimps. I'm just trying to get to understand what do you mean by we? Are you talking about human beings today? Human is beings. Okay. Dude. Okay, okay, it does. Okay, so okay, so now what I'm saying is that it does not say that ho- that human beings today come from chimps. It does not say that. Show me that. Listen, listen. When you when you get home, listen. When you get home, I tell you what. You got two percent. When you get home, show me. Just just show me. Or anybody on the panel now? Anybody on the panel now? Show me. Show me where it says human beings come from chimps. Does it not say that the common ancestor to fucking human beings split from these goddamn apes? Yes or no? Tell me that shit oh. ain't true. Okay, Tell the common... Wait, wait, when Tell you say common... Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Don't Listen. play with me. It's the six or eight million year ago <laughs> split that produced us. Get out of here. Don't okay, see, the hollering, the hollering just makes everything worse. Listen, all oh. I'm saying... All I'm saying. Answer the question. Answer the question. The I can't even answer. I can't even answer the question because the, the answer is... The com- when you say common ancestor, in order to, to even talk about common ancestor, the common ancestor between what? Like, name, name the two you or more things. No, listen to right me, man. He's asking, he's asking a very solid and basic question, though, brother. Watch, what, uh, he's asking, does it, is, it, is that common ancestor human? With that of the, uh, if the common ancestor is linked to that, that of the human species that we are today, is that, is that the base argument? Is basically what he's asking. No, I'm, shit, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, I'm clear on what he's asking me, but the thing is, is that when you say common ancestor, you gotta, you gotta tell me what two things I'm gonna tell in your. You again. I'm gonna tell you right now. You want me to tell you? Listen closely. Listen closely. When I looked up the genome project, and the genome project, I was looking to see where this ninety percent shit come from. I looked on the genome project and started talking about the goddamn um mice and show that we got ninety percent of mice. It says that all mammals on the planet Earth share the same common ancestors 80 million years ago. Then it went to go say that six to eight million years ago, there was a split from the goddamn fucking chip and that shit produced us. Now I'm asking, where did that fucking common ancestor to the pen and the hominia come from? And you just read this shit earlier. Just say the shit. Stop buck dancing. The chick came from some goddamn apes and chips. What's wrong with you, yo? You can't change evolution with the goddamn definition say. What's the problem with that? Just say, that's my beef with you. My beef is, it, it is saying that it came from something. You brung up the 541 million year ago shit. If humans wasn't there, where did it come from? We ain't got no bones and no fucking humans that look like me 
30, 40, 50, 60 million. We ain't got that shit. We ain't got that. We got these apes and all this other old world monkeys and all this other shit on the planet. And they showing you the link. They always show when something changed to something completely different. And they'll tell you it's a primate because it shares certain characteristics, but it's completely different. And they don't never have the common ancestor. And them niggas saying we came from these goddamn apes and these chips and y'all lying. Just say the shit. What's the problem? It's on Wikipedia. You just read it. That's all my beef is. I don't have no other problem. The only other issue that I have is you saying that the Darwin's theory is talking about one kind of something changing to something completely different. When we look at the origin of the primates, again, when we look at pro-simians, it's going to start from some rodent-type shit. It's going to go to lemurs, tasers, and all that other shit to get the monkeys and all this other shit. So that means this shit changed from something to something else, bro. That's all I'm saying to you. Nothing else. All right, so now that you finish, uh, I'm showing again on my screen that uh, when you say common ancestor, the common ancestor is highlighted in yellow. It says clearly on the screen. You said I went over earlier, and you're absolutely right, and I'm showing it again. It says that the common ancestor between humans, which is represented by the word homo on this on my screen, and the common ancestor between chimpanzees, which is represented by the word pan on my screen, the common ancestor is what's called hominini. It is highlighted in yellow for all to see. That is and the common. That is the common. And, and wait, wait, don't, just just don't interrupt okay. me. Right. Just don't interrupt right. me. Right. That is right. the common. That is the answer to your question. The common ancestor, hominini. All right. Hominini is a tribe. It is of a, of the rank called tribe. So it is a tribe of hominini. Hominine. Do we have the bones to the, Do we have the bones to that common ancestor? Yes or no? The bones to which one? The hominini? Yes, the hominini nigga. Um, because you I don't know off the top. Them. Listen, listen, I don't know off the top okay, of my head if please, the bones exist. Please. I'm not going. I'm not going. Okay, but wait, but wait a minute. Let me let me finish though. Let me let me finish what I'm saying. So that is the answer to your your long ago question, and then your question now because you keep repeating the same question. And I keep repeating the same answer that the common ancestor is a hominini. Now, the reason why I'm saying what I asked you from the start is about all living organisms being this, of the same thing that his parent and his children are, is that what, what we're, what only reason why we can even have this chart here is because we're talking about long distances in time. No one is changing evolution. Evolution is changed over a long distance of time through descent. Through exactly. generations, through generations. You gotta have faith in that shit because you ain't witnessing no. that shit. Go ahead. No, 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 yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. you lying. Now listen, listen. Wait, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I, I wasn't finished. Wait, wait. I wasn't finished. Wait, I wasn't, finished. Wait, I wasn't finished. wait, I wasn't finished. I wasn't finished. All right. All right. And All right. and because you keep adding things, that's just not. I mean, you you're gonna have to. You have to either either you're gonna have to be scientific or or not. Because now you're throwing in. You said I was lying when I just told you 541 million years ago, human beings were not on the planet. So where did they fucking split from? Why aren't you? Okay, wait, wait, no, 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 no. You no, just no. said I had to no, believe. No, no, wait, no, no. you said you said no, I, hold no. up. You just said I have no, to have faith. No, you said I have to have faith in it. You said I have to have faith in it. Chip, last human common ancestor. Everybody look that shit up. It say chip, human, last common ancestor. When you look that up on Wiki, it's gonna tell you that Gujava was lying to you right now because they tell you they don't got the common ancestor between fucking humans and the goddamn apes. He lying. 
wait, wait, hold up, wait, 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 wait. Look, Pete, listen, people will be able to to go back and rewind this video. Wait, wait, people will be able to go back. Listen, listen, listen. You put the truck on our show and it shows you they don't got the fucking human common ancestor. So why are you saying, okay, wait, wait, wait. So what, so what, what, what did I say that is a lie? You telling people that they have the human, the, 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 the common ancestor, that they know exactly what it was. Wait, when did I say that? You just said it. You said they split from the hominid. We have them. You said the common ancestor is the hominid. Listen, I don't, I don't, listen, I don't know if you're walking and there's traffic around you and you can't hear me very well, but, but what you just said, I said, I did not say, and people will be able to record this. I mean, rewind this recording and hear clearly what I said. I said, what I have on my screen is that you have the homo and you have the pan and they both are branches of the hominini. I said, it's highlighted in yellow. Cool. And then we just went over 20 minutes ago, hominia and where did the hominia came from? And your ass got to the simian. And a simian is a motherfucker. Wait, wait, hold up. But I just want Get you to realize, I just want you to realize you just said, wait, wait. You just said, see, see, I mean, listen, I mean, I, 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 listen, I can joke and we can have fun, but this is a serious topic. So let's, let's be serious for a moment. So what I'm saying is that you, you accuse me of lying and that yeah, is incorrect. But I'm I saying did. that's, that's incorrect though, because, because so I'm, I still have my, wait, wait, I still have my screen up. I still have my screen up. And I said, I said that. You didn't say the common ancestor is the hominy. You didn't say that. I said the common ancestors between the, then we're dealing with populations. The common ancestor, the population of Homo and and Pan, as I have on the screen, I said this very clearly, is highlighted in yellow. It is a population what's called Hominini. It's highlighted on yellow on my screen. That's right, what I said. Cool. All right, all right. Now, 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 now hold up, hold up. And then, wait, wait. And then, and then, wait, 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 wait. So then I'm you asked me. Then, then, no, on, then I'm you asked me about the bones. Then you asked me about the bones. Then I'm going to take it back then. And what was my answer? What was my answer? Hold on, hold on. All right, go ahead. When we get to the hominia, the thing that origin of those two things under there, when we look it up, it says it's from a simony. And that specific thing that's supposed to happen six or eight million years ago, they don't have it. They don't have it. They'll say that we split from that because they see that we share 98% with that goddamn tip bozo or whatever they want to pronounce the shit. And they use that to say that. That is Wait, wait, fact, wait. Son. When you, okay, that but listen. Fact. But listen, when you when you mentioned Simeon, you're you're talking about above, even above the chart that I'm showing on my screen. But that's where you just read where the goddamn harmony came from. That's my argument, dude. We split from these shits according to your science. Why are you running from it? You read this shit already. Wait a minute, but Stop what? I, listen, hold up, hold up, hold up. I I am not. Wujao is not running from anything. <laughs> you running Wujao? I listen right as you as you're talking. I'm pulling things up. You you mentioned the Cambridge. I pulled it up. You mentioned the um something about the Simeon and the and and, the, and, and, and you asked you, wait 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 you, you asked me. I pulled it up on the screen so people could see it. So listen, I just want uh, people to understand and you to understand okay. that I am not running from uh, anything. This is a discussion. Listen. Listen, listen, I don't get down like that. I don't I don't <laughs> okay. have to run from anything. What I'm trying to get you to understand first, if you got man, that, that's the longest two percent of a phone battery. Yo, my shit is my shit is crazy. It's but listen now, it's on one now. Okay, but listen, my thing is that this is a this is the topic. Well, number one, you can't microwave this. Uh, evolutionary bi right. evolutionary I, you, you biology not is not is not a right. microwavable topic. But hold up, you can't microwave but, it. You can't microwave it. Okay, you can't microwave it. I'm right. agree with you on that. So okay, but hold up. We're gonna but, kick this discussion but, up on Thursday, so my shit don't. Okay, cut that's fine. All right, we that's fine. It up. So everybody okay. know that Wujaw was not running. 
I still think that Ujabo is full of shit. Not just okay, and that's fine. Him. And that's fine. I don't, that's I don't fine. respect it. He and that's fine. I, he thinks I'm cool. just a believer or a believer. I'm just reading what the brother told me. He told me to go look something up. I did it. I brought it to him when I had a chance to talk to him. And that's all. And, and that's, that's all good. But I and don't that's... got no problem. I don't got no problem with y'all with you. You just know I just be getting hype. But I ain't got no issue. No, I don't. I don't listen, I don't. I okay, it. and I don't think that, and I, I don't take it that way. All I'm saying is that for the sake of the benefit of listeners, because like I said, me and you can have a conversation with no audience whatsoever, and then it is what it is. But I, I do this for the benefit of listeners. So, cool. so I, got so you. I got, I got them in mind. So, so we have to make this it clear. Like me and you can, two people can argue all day, all day. But if, a, if other people are listening, it has to be some kind of. Uh, 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 benefit from that. So I'm all I'm saying is that I'm sure. Can I ask a question to both people, man? Go ahead. Just to make everybody, everybody out there understand this. Now, Rob, before you get off the panel, humans, as far as me and you, how we look, right? Can you tell me in a short answer where did humans come from? We came from my, I came from my mother and my father. The same thing with Donald said in real okay. time. Okay, but I'm talking about as far as humans in a whole. I don't got an answer for that, bro. Thank, I, I appreciate that. that. Now, with Joe. Hello, Garfield. I'm sorry. I, can you repeat what you asked him? I just want to know what you I, asked him. I um, asked him, where did humans come from that look like me and him in the state? Okay. He said from his mother and father, and then he said um, he don't know. Basically. Okay. Right. All right. So let me ask you the same question now. Where did human beings come from? Human, human beings uh, today. You're talking about today's human beings, us yeah. today. Uh-huh. Human being, uh, us today, we're we're Homo sapiens sapiens. We come out of a population of of creatures called Homo sapiens. And then if you and if you ask me, creatures, creatures. No, I'm only using the word creatures because I don't want to. I don't want to say. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, Rob. One, let him just respond, please. Yeah. Now, do I need to look up the word creatures? We had to define go that. Ahead, go ahead, bro. Okay, so I'm saying creatures for the sake of of being neutral, because I don't want to say one thing or the other, and 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 um, and then we got to go off on a tangent. So I'm saying Homo sapiens sapiens comes come out of a population of creatures, uh, or living. I should let me say living uh things called Homo sapiens. All right, and then Homo sapiens come out of living things that are classified as Homo. Mm -hmm. And then Homo come out of a, a, a population of things, a living things called Hominini that you see on my screen highlighted in yellow. Hominini is one of two things that come out of a population called Hominin. Mm -hmm. Or Ham, Hominin. Yeah, Hominine. Do you have the chart on, the, on your screen? Put it on your screen. I have, I have the chart on my and, screen still showing. And, uh, Hominia comes from where? Hold on, hold on. So, so, so I want so, so hold up. No, 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 but, but, but I want you. And right, right. Come from hold where? on, hold on, Alan. Mute your mic. Would y'all put the chart up again? I, I have got it. A question. I got a question. Put it I up. have it up. Y'all should be able to see it. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, it's not up. All right, hold up, hold up. Let me um, let me do it again. My fault. I thought it was still up. You guys getting too emotional, man. These questions are simple. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. When you say you All guys, right. don't. I'm just saying in general. All right. Look, man, hold I'm on. against Alan, ever. Hold on, hold on. No, no, wait, no, hold on. These dudes are no. evolutionary evangelists. Yo, yo. That was the captain Alan, now. Alan, Alan, <laughs> Alan, chill out, bro. I got this. Now, now I'm sharing your screen with Jao. Now, this right here, where it says hominini, right? Uh-huh. 
that where the split is from eight million years ago? Is that where the split is from? When you say how many need the one in yellow, right? Yeah. That that is the that is what uh man mm -hmm. and the chimps come out of. Okay, all right. Now this this classification hominini, what is hominini and is there proof of hominini through actual tangible evidence? Yes, they do have bones of what's being called hominini. Yes, they All do. Right. Where are the bones? So these are you're, so you're saying that they have the bones from eight million years ago. Yes, seven point two. If 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 people if people I've never were, heard that before. Okay, okay, and I. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you onto it then. Uh, if if people have been keeping up with the with the latest news, I think within the last two months, three months, they were talking about um, this species or this this living creature called the Grecopithecus. If everybody remember that, uh, the Grecopithecus, the Grecopithecus, as they call that specific uh, 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 fossil, or it's, it's, it's not, matter, matter of fact, it's not a full. It's not a full fossil. They didn't find like somebody buried in the ground or anything like that. So I don't want to mislead anybody. But the actual fossil that, fossil parts that they found, they labeled Grecopithecus, is of the hominini. All right. So so if those people don't matter of fact, it's right here on the left hand side. Let me click on it right here. See you see where it's right here. It says right. Grecopithecus. Let me click on it and see what it says. See it says Grecopithecus freibergi is a hominid. You see, it says originally identified by a single mandible found in 1944. Blah blah. So people could look this up. They can see it on my screen. You can spell man, it and look this up yourself. This crap, man! Somebody pull up Chip Human Last Common Ancestor, please. No, hold up. Somebody see, that's what I'm saying. Up, see, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be able to benefit the people, man. I'm not doing that, bro. I'm not doing that. How is it that we're gonna learn anything if you are interrupted every time Ojawa speak, bro? We gave you opportunity to speak, but you don't, you don't speak when you're supposed to speak. So now nobody else is supposed to speak. No, I'm turning off the show. I always speak when I'm supposed to speak. How are we going to have a dialogue if one person can't speak? Man, don't get mad. You fucking defending this bullshit evolution. I'm not defending this bullshit. Hey, don't end it, though, Garfield. Don't end it. Don't end it. Fuck that shit. Fuck out of here. That shit ain't doing nothing for nobody. These niggas ain't making no fucking schools, doing none of that shit, teaching people how to clean nothing up in there, and they're running around here with that bullshit all day. Okay. Fuck that shit. And that's fine. See, Alan, you, you have a right until to. Until you show me a school, until you show me a school where y'all niggas is carrying shit, and y'all every show y'all talking about that bullshit, I don't want to hear that shit, man. Okay, then you don't fuck have to. Shit. Listen. All these fake ass scientists over here. These niggas ain't got no fucking <laughs> degrees or none of that shit. Right. Fuck that shit. Okay. Fuck that evolution shit. That's how I feel about it. Fuck that shit. Okay, listen, and Alan, you have a right. Fuck you talking okay, about? and you have a right to feel that way. And 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 but what I would say to you is, is that I do not hold a gun to your head that you listen to our shows or I me talking about. I don't listen to that shit. I don't give okay. a fuck about it. My and that's great. Okay, that as long as long listen, as long as listen, Black as long as we have that understanding. Listen, hey, Alan, as long as we have that understanding, then we we're all good. Because because if, if you talk about stuff that I don't care about, then I don't listen to it and I'm good. But you won't see me getting hyped and, and cursing and saying what you're saying, though. And, and I know that you're not like me. I'm not like you. We're, we're two different people and all that good stuff. I'm saying. But as far as mutual respect, I can respect that you have that you had that opinion. And that's cool with me. But as terms of Garfield, Garfield was trying to have a conversation with me. So what I'm saying is that I'm showing on my screen still, and this is for the benefit of the people, because Garfield could have called me up on the phone privately and asked me that question. But this is for the edification of, of you all's listeners on your show, on the Dagger Squad show. Right now, people in the chat room listening to this. 
So we got we to gotta understand that. It's not just about me and you or me and Garfield. It's for other people. So, I mean, that's, that, that's just how I get down. So all, so all I'm saying, so Garfield, uh, uh, I'm, I'm still showing on my screen. We got we to gotta do this fast, man. All right, listen. I'm reading this right here. So this is some new information that came out. It says an examination of the detailed morphology of molar teeth from two fossils published in 2017 suggests, suggests that it may be a hominin that is sharing ancestry with Homo, but not with the chimpanzees. Can you explain what? I don't understand that. What's that all about? Yeah, like I said, it's brand new. It's happening within the last three months. And this is something that just hit the um, hit the street, hit, you know, hit the, um, you know, the scientific uh, arena. And it's based on these fossils. So what they're saying is that based on the study of this fossil and it gets all technical, but the gist of it is that they are saying that that this fossil has a, a shared common ancestry with Homo, but not with the pan, which suggests that it is. Uh, um, a transitional aspect from the hominini, which is back on the other chart, mm -hmm. and I, I could show that uh, before, and then the l level down. So they're so they're saying that it is it, showing a transition there because it's not one or the other; it's like an in between state. So it's not quite um, showing the the uh, the pan side of it, but it's more so related to the homo side. So hold on a second here. So so basically, if um. No, but that's not what this says right here, though. It says it, that it might be a homonym that is sharing ancestry with the homo, which you, you said homo means man, but mm -hmm. not the chimpanzee. So this right here would be after the common ancestor. Am I correct or before? Well, you got to remember, hominin is a, is a population of living creatures. I'm going to say living, living things. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's saying that, that this, this, um, sci this find it's, it's being suggested that it is a hominin, but it shares common ancestry with the homo side, what eventually became the homo side, and not what eventually became the pan side. So how could it be from the common ancestor then? If go back, go back, go back, um, um, Ujau, go back to your screen. I mean, go back, go back one to the other screen. Oh, you mean the chart right here? So if it's so, where would it be on the chart right here? It would be it would be it would be among the population that's in the yellow. All right. So if that's the case, right? Mm How -hmm. many? And that's this is the split that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Seven point five million years ago. Right. So if there is a species that has nothing to do with the chimpanzee, mm -hmm. right? Right. You're saying it's just a part of the hominini family. Am I yeah. Okay. That's correct. But now let me let me let me just briefly explain it. See what the way we have to look at evolution. This is why this is why I asked the questions I asked. But, but the thing is, is that you have, you have this single population and I'm just going to use an example. Let's say you have a single population of, 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 um, rats and what happens is, and we call them rats. So we got a single population of living, living organisms and we call them rats. What happens is that, that through time, cause whenever you talk about evolution, you're talking about time. So through time, that single population of rats split. Now they're, they're still rats but they split and they become isolated from one another, all right? And then through time, there are changes that occur for, for multiple reasons. And I'm not, I'm not gonna get into the details of, of all those reasons, but through, through multiple reasons, these changes occur. And these, and these changes will occur differently on the two different populations. Now, they, they were still rats, but then over time, one group may change differently than the other group. 
And so this is what happens. So when you say hominini through time, the, the uh, a single population of hominini split, and then the then the pressures and all these different changes causes the emergence of what we can call Homo, and then on another group of hominini, changes occur to it to produce or evolve into what we can call Pan. So so when I go back to the fossil record that we were just looking at, let me go back uh, go back to this tooth thing. So when it says right here, it says an examination of the detailed morphology of the molar teeth of the two fossils suggests that it may be hominin that is sharing ancestry with Homo, but not the pan side. That's what it's telling you. It's saying that that this particular fossil is of the hominini, but it's of the branch that if of the branch that was affected, affected to the point where it produced what we call today Homo and not on the side that that uh, was affected. And and oh, later to produce the uh, pan. So do you all understand that? You understand of it now? All right, Meru, let me ask you a question, right? All right. Oh, yeah, but me in the echo. Somebody got somebody got to stop their YouTube that they played in the background. Oh, that's me. I, okay. Oh, hold on, hold on, Garfield. Before you move on, but yeah, saying, was that was that before you move on though? Was that was that? This clear? is the guy that don't like people talking over top of him all the time. And I'm Did not. Did he say Wujao? He said Maru. All right, Meru, hold on, Meru. I'm, I'm, Meru. I'm having a follow-up with the brother. Can I do oh, that? Okay. Well, you're going to put that hominid day on the screen, on Wikipedia. We keep asking you to do that. Okay. So we can look at that picture of that monkey. Okay, I, I'll do that. When are you going to put that on the screen? And quit buck dancing. All right, see, that's what I'm saying. And then you can explain to me why I don't see no monkeys changing into no men right okay. now. I don't see no primary, Listen, secondary, or think, tertiary think, stages I, of monkeys changing into men. And I, you ain't got no transitional were. fossils. Okay. You ain't got shit. See, Garfield, that's what happens because I. And you ain't rocking with Africa. I'm rocking with Kepara. What you rocking with? Monkey talk. Okay, great. Now put a minute day on the screen and quit buck dancing. All right, so so Garfield. You ain't gonna do that, man. So you you do the monkey talk on Unk Show, but when it comes over here, oh now we ain't monkeys. Okay, so this is the thing. So Garfield, I think people were really benefiting with, with your questions and what I was saying. So I want to follow with you though. Uh, with, with with what I just said, so did I did I answer your your question sufficiently? Everything's, everything's good. What is it that they want you to show? A chart of Hamidé? What, what what is he talking about? No, he 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 wants me to show something that I already showed, and I don't have no problem with that. But but when it when people say that go back to something I showed that I uh show something that I already showed, and then say I'm skipping and and running and bug dancing, that in itself just doesn't doesn't even make sense. If I showed it, then how is it that I bug dance? So um, they're asking me to show the hominini, which is uh, right on the screen. So let me go forward. Or I'm trying to find the chart that I had. This is the chart I had up. So I've been showing this pretty much all night. I don't, I don't know if y'all can still see it. It's still shared. Yeah, it's still shared. I've been pretty much showing this the, the whole time. So I don't know where bug dancing comes in. I've been showing this all the whole time. So, you know, it's up on the screen. I think he wants to show the um the pictures, right? Is that right, Meru? On your screen. If you want to see show if it don't picture. say great apes. This here? Where? I'm here today. Where? See, where? This, this, this fool right here likes to play convenient where? stupidity. Where? 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 Which one? Which one? I'm here today. H-O-M-I-N-D-A-E. Hamidaday. That's the taxonomic category. Up here, up here. Um, Put it on the screen. Put it on the screen. Okay. Now, earlier, I think Moreau... Nah, that's what I thought. He gonna buck. Okay. This is what he does all the time. 
Just right. buck. Mm. I can All smell right. your shoes burning over here. All right, see, that's why. That's, I mean, you ain't going to put it on the screen. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Done. <laughs> we already been through this, monkey All talk. Right. <laughs> see, Maru is used to talking to Hebrew so much that he can't even have a, a regular conversation. But all right, so this is the thing. I I, I already spoke about hominidae, and I, I said that the scientific term is hominidae, and then to the non-layperson, they nickname it great apes. I already went over this, and I think Maru was off of the hangout at that time that I explained that. So Maru is saying that I'm bug dancing, but I already explained it. And, and for anybody who uh, wants to hear what I said about it, just rewind the video. That's it. I'm not going to sit here and repeat myself because I, I explained all of that. I explained, I, I'm the one that said that hominidae or hominid singular is what they call great ape. I said that. I said it very clearly. And if people want to see it on the screen, all I have to do is click on um, hominidae, which is the family. It says right here, the hominidae whose members are known as great apes or hominids are a taxonomic family of primates that includes seven extant species in four genera, Pongo, Bornean, and Sumatran orangutan, gorilla, and eastern and western gorilla, Pan, the common chimpanzee, and the bonobo, and Homo. So you got four genera, Pongo, gorilla, Pan, and Homo. Again, I repeat, four genera, Pongo, Gorilla, Pan, and Homo are four genera of hominidae who are also known as great apes. So without repeating that anymore, I hope everybody understands that. And I already went, up, went over this before. Mm. Can't please everybody, yo. I tell you. But I'm saying, hopefully, people are benefiting from this, though. See, and the thing is, see, y'all, you, you know, you, I know you want to set up the uh, the uh, twelve round thing, or whatever, because we're we're, 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 we're basically twelve rounds again. Because if we yeah. can't have a civilized conversation, like we're brothers and we're barking at each other, it's not a good look, man. It's not yeah, yeah, but at the same time, we we're we're basically going over it now. I gave y'all an hour, man. So listen, man, it is what it is right now, and. Um, what do you call it? We talk about it. If, if we're ready for Thursday, we're ready for Thursday, man. I just want to thank everybody for listening. I appreciate y'all taking the time out to, to listen to the show. And um, peace and one love, man. All right? We've been on for five and a half hours. And um, thank you, Ujau. Thank you, my brother, Meru. Thank you, Alan Brown. Much love, brother. African Emporium. Thank we'll see your ass Thursday, monkey boy. <laughs> 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 so we we'll talk we'll talk um with Jao. We get it in. All right. Peace and one love family. All right, peace. Peace.